You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey guys, Michael. This week is jam-packed with stuff after Endgame. I actually do want to talk about Endgame a little bit more, though. I want some Endgame afterthoughts. Okay. Yeah? You good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. I can talk about Endgame till the end. (laughs) Till the end of time. I'm with you to the end of the line, buddy. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, you know, it's been a week since we saw it, you know... We've had time to digest some things. I'm sure we've both seen, you know, uh, Easter eggs and things online that might have caught our attention. Maybe we had yeah, like Howard the Duck. I didn't catch that. <laughs> well, you already ruined the section, Michael. I was going to say that <laughs> for the Easter eggs. But yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that at all. Uh, he was apparently in the final battle. Yeah. Like, what a weird... How did that happen? It was like... I don't know. Like, yeah, let's get the duck and bring him to the final battle. We need to get the Ravagers. Yeah. And Howard the Duck is there, I guess. I guess. I don't but know. But yeah, small stuff like that. Even some things like character arcs that we didn't really talk about and maybe how it affects the future of the MCU. The Spider-Man trailer dropped this week. Or actually today. Today. So it introduced some new elements that we can discuss that have to do maybe the future of the MCU. So we'll have... We'll call it like in-game aftermath or something. Okay. I do want to get uh, like a roundtable discussion uh, for Avengers Endgame with some of our old podcast guests. Maybe we'll have that as like a Patreon Special episode. Special episode of Blurred Vision. Yeah. Because it's not just us, Michael. We're, we're only two people in a greater multiverse. <laughs> no, we've got to assemble the Avengers. <laughs> Avengers! <laughs> assemble. What do you say? <laughs> just run. Just everybody just go. Yeah, just everybody go. Follow me. Follow me. <laughs> but yeah, we've got uh, some in-game aftermath talk. We've got Game of Thrones episode four, uh, talking about feelings changing since last week. Uh, some of the things that happened this episode kind of took the edge off some of my harsher thoughts about episode three, but we'll get into that too. Um, Cobra Kai. Did you see Cobra Kai? Episode one. <laughs> you always saw episode one? You <laughs> Yesterday, like, oh yeah, I've watched Cobra Kai. Like, and then oh, I, fell, I fell asleep. <laughs> oh god! All right, well, I'm gonna meet you halfway there then. Because if you want to see episode one of Cobra Kai, have you seen episode two of Attack on Titan? I've seen both of those. Yeah. God damn it! I've only seen one. <laughs> so I've only seen episode one of Attack on Titan. So we can talk about that. Um, and I guess it means Cobra Kai first impressions. And you're gonna have to remind. You're gonna have to literally walk me through it because I binged that entire season like a week ago. So my, my my memory of episode one is really fuzzy. Okay, so is mine. But <laughs> what? <laughs> Just watched it. <laughs> okay, forcing myself to stay awake to watch it. So it's like half watch. All right. Well, speaking of forcing yourself to watch something, we also have uh, some CW talk. Oh, I didn't watch any of the CW. You didn't watch any of this episode's off the rails already. It's already falling apart. I, had to, I thought it had structure. I was I'm like, like, okay, I wrote things down. I think I'm like three episodes behind on The Flash. Oh my God. Have you just given up? You're yeah, done? I'm, I'm, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's tapped. He's tapped out on The Flash. Oh my God. I'm I, like, 
I was like, should I watch the f- oh, no, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch the Flash. We gotta we gotta go down with the ship, Michael. The season's almost over. I think we have like two or three more episodes at most. And my mind is over. Like <laughs> I'm seeing pre I'm seeing trailers for Supergirl and I'm like <laughs> Who cares? The show's still on? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, show's still on? They're like, oh, she fought the the red the red daughter, and I'm like Finally? I don't care. <laughs> Like a whole season. I'd rather watch Cloak and Dagger. Like that's a superhero show that I'm interested in. And see, I didn't watch Cloak and Dagger this Even week. Even though I'm behind on that too. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's been a week. <laughs> Michael, what are you catched up with? Rising of the Shield Hero. That's what I'm caught up with. Are you caught up on that? Yeah. That's funny. I haven't caught up on that, but I actually finished catching up on Mob Psycho. I actually really liked it. I still haven't started that. Both seasons. Take a minute to actually get into the action. Like, I would say for the first and second season, not until like the fifth or sixth episodes, does it start to actually kick in with the plot. And that's when it starts getting good. But yeah, the way this season of Mob Psycho ended, I feel like if One Punch Man wasn't a thing, this would probably be like the One Punch Man replacement. And on that note, did you see One Punch Man? Yes, I did. Okay, so we can talk about that. Woo! We got something, <laughs> guys. We did it. <laughs> this won't be a silent episode. <laughs> So, you know, I guess you didn't watch Arrow either, right? But I'm like, the Avengers Endgame stuff might take another two and a half hours. And just like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't plan for that. But <laughs> I thought it was going to be quick, but now we can make it longer if you want to. Um, I, you didn't see Arrow. I haven't right? seen any CW. Okay. <laughs> it's not even like and I'm way, this. And I'm way more behind on Arrow than I am on The Flash. I think The Flash is only two episodes. Arrow is like six or seven. I've, I've skipped episodes now on Arrow. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, but, like I think I'm it's at the point where I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna just wait till the season's over and not catch it up. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. You're yeah, not gonna catch up. No, because I still haven't done Black Lightning. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying all this though, but it's not even like I was gonna be like, oh man, you missed a good episode this week. I was gonna complain about both episodes, Flash and Arrow. Like yeah, the, the what, Flash What else is new? <laughs> yeah, the Flash paid off the the Godspeed episode where Nora like went to the speed force and she's like, yo, evil Nora now. So, oh, she's evil? Oh wait, was that an episode that wasn't? Was that not the Godspeed episode? That wasn't the Godspeed episode. That was the episode you missed too. That was episode. No, I saw the Godspeed. No, 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 episode. no. But uh, then, that, that I'm wrong, and it happened an episode after that, so you didn't see that episode. No. But yeah, I saw the the I saw the poster. She had red eyes. Yeah. She went for a full bright burn. Long story short, the episode after the Godspeed episode, um, she runs back to the past using Reverse Flash's negative speed force because. She's just that angsty now. Like, just it, it's so funny. He basically gives her a speech like, "No," he told Barry like, "Oh, feel the force around you and the wind and the energy." The the negative speed force speech is just like, "Get real mad, dark side, Sith bitch," and she's like, "Ah!" <laughs> and that's all you need okay. to become the reverse Flash. Have they even introduced the negative speed force before this episode? No, now, it's just rotten. oh, the negative speed force. Wait, wait, when did that come into play? No, they really just introduced it the episode that she needed to use it. And it was really just a plot convenience to be like, oh, now she's bad Nora. But not really bad. It's more like she's angsty. It's like, oh, my God, it's Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Wasn't she always? Mm, No. That's why I wanted to talk about this episode because she pulled some really dick moves. Even, look, when Real World of Flash on Instagram, the, 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 the biggest Flash fan page on Instagram himself is going like, this was the week's episode of the entire series. The series, Michael. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, now you're making me really want to see it. No, not really. <laughs> Am I selling it? Am I selling it for you? 
Well, we might talk about that. We might not. But all that aside, before we get into anything this week, we have iTunes review. Just one. Wait, I had a review that said Monday, and as soon as I opened it back up, now it's gone. I hate this app so much. <laughs> Give me oh one second. You, you refresh it? No, there's no refresh button on the iTunes app. Oh, well, shit. It's so trash. Get it together, iTunes. They're not. <laughs> it's been this long. We're not going to bother at this point. Hold on. Let me scroll down and see if it's at the bottom now. Sometimes they throw the most recent to the very bottom instead of the top. I don't know why, because Apple says, fuck you. Nope. Yeah, but how do you get progressively worse with time? You're supposed to get better yeah, no. with each update. That oh, sucks. I had a Monday review here, but now it's gone. Maybe they tried to leave it again and it overrode it. Well, maybe it got snapped away. <laughs> That's what it feels like. April 29th is not new. We read this one. But literally, it said Monday a second ago. Well, whoever left that review, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the iTunes app is garbage. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, let's Send them. I just like gave the worst like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, send, send them in, in but spite. we're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna read your review because <laughs> iTunes sucks. <laughs> Who knows if we'll be there? We actually leave it or not? But yeah, send it in. Helps the it helps the uh, the podcast with our our rankings on iTunes. If that even matters. Yeah, Who knows? I was gonna say, does that even matter? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're at three hundred and six. No, wait, what? Is that right? No, two hundred and sixty three ratings. I was gonna say three hundred. Oh. No, no, not yet. I want to get to 275, and then we'll have another one of those guest hosts. Give Remember when ways. you wanted to get to 100? That was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that anymore. We've moved on. We've moved. We've evolved. Yeah. <laughs> now I want 300. <laughs> Mike Daenerys. I want it all. <laughs> um, so on that note, then let's get into emails, because we did not read emails last week because of our jam-packed in-game episode. So we got a little bit of a backlog there. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Let's start with Xavier Sutton. Warning, I get angry. Was he the Hulk? Yeah, right? (laughs) Xavier's always angry. It's Thursday when I'm writing this. Uh, This is Thursday uh, before Endgame. And I haven't seen Endgame yet. So I'm on the Explore page or, on whatever, it's, or whatever it's called on Instagram. I see a post about a scene in The Flash. And I wanted to see what the comments say about The Flash. But some asshat decided to spoil Endgame. Which doesn't make sense. Why is it on a post about The Flash? <laughs> like he, he capitalizes things as he gets angrier. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm mad after my own heart. But uh, da, da, da. so now I'm all kinds of pissed, but 10% of it was probably my fault for looking at the comments, even though the post had nothing to do about Endgame. That wasn't your fault, bro. That's, no, that's not a- their fault. That's something that people do all the, with every big movie. Yeah. I saw the spoilers for Endgame under completely irrelevant posts. Yeah, like they'll go on like whatever post, just com- comic books in general, and then they'll just spoil stuff, whether it's... Whether it was Endgame, Black Panther, Star Wars, any major movie, they're trying to spoil it for people. And I'm like, why do you find joy? Like, why do you find joy being an asshole? It's a coalition of neckbeards. That's really what it is. It's like just trolls online that hate their lives and want to make other people miserable like them. Because misery loves company. That's how I rationalize it. Mm-hmm. Nobody happy with their lives <laughs> goes out of their way. Like, it makes it their mission to ruin someone else's movie experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're just screaming for attention. Like, look at me. Please look at me. <laughs> Don't feed the trolls, Michael. Uh, let's see. He goes on to say, 
Uh, but that's enough about me. I got a question. How would you rate yourselves on how good you were at staying away from spoilers? Uh, I'll leave it on a positive note. At least for me, I thought Arrow and Flash were good this week. We'll never know. And Black Dagger. <laughs> uh, oh, she, he calls it Black and Dagger. And Black and Dagger had one of the best episodes in the show. Hope good guys don't stay sad this weekend and stay nerdy, my blurdy. Yeah, Black and Dagger is great. I'm still two episodes behind, but I'm for the most part seen most of the episodes and it's pretty it's still pretty solid okay good something for me to look forward to i get back into it but if i were to rate myself on uh how well i avoid spoilers i'd say more than passable <laughs> i give myself more than passable because i got shot it's not perfect i got fucking sniped in the last second with that black widow spoiler so i tried <laughs> I give myself a perfect vision. I didn't learn anything. Well, the only thing that I learned was that one of the Russo brothers is playing a gay character, but that was such a minor. That's not spoiler. I was gonna say that's that was such a minor thing that I don't really count that. But at the same time, I'm still like, why would they put that in the article like as the title? Russo brothers playing a gay. It's like that's like why do that? And it was a lot of articles that would do stuff like that. They'll put uh, end game uh, reviews up and put spoilers spoilers in the article mm. or as part of the headline uh, next email comes from our old pal Jacob hey guys how are you first off I'd like to clarify something from last week's email it's not the entire game of Kingdom Hearts 2 I didn't like but rather the first hour or so wait did I read this already I think so yeah that was in the review okay so our next email comes from Nick Cabral I have come out from a cave after that emotional as fuck. Wait, what? I have come out from a from a cave after that emotional fuck that was in game. Okay, that's a really interesting way to put it. An emotional <laughs> fuck that was in game. Emotional fuck. The Russo brothers held me down and had their way with me emotionally. And I was, uh, yeah, emotionally. <laughs> uh, I cried six times. I now, Sounds like a good fuck, though. <laughs> <laughs> you cry six times. Uh, I now know what loss is. I grew up with these characters starting with Iron Man 2008 when I was four and evolved as a person with these characters. Damn. Four, right? Four. You old? Because I do. <laughs> Jesus. Um, you were younger than that little like Spider-Man yeah. character in, in Iron Man in 2. Iron Man 2, <laughs> which they say is Peter Parker. But they never even talked about that going forward. Well, because it was definitely a retcon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know it's a retcon, but if you're going to retcon it, going forward, like, make a reference to it. Maybe they will in Far From Home. Maybe, I doubt it, but... <laughs> I mean, they seem to be referencing the, his, you know, the loss of Iron Man in it, so maybe he's going to talk to Happy about it. Like, I, I looked up to Tony Stark since I was a kid, and that one time he saved me from the expo at the end of Iron Man 2. He's going to go into, like, yeah. the entire detail of it. I doubt it, but <laughs> maybe. Freeze frame. Look, that, that, that's me right there. <laughs> um... Da, 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 da. I cried during the opening when Nat died. Wait, what? The opening? And other times... The opening. (laughs) That's like the middle. And other times, but especially when Tony died and the final stand against Thanos. These characters mean so much to me. I love them. This movie was 10 out of 10, and I love it 3,000. Xander. Fucking fight me, Jacob. Oh, this is is, uh, is Xander. Xander. I didn't know his last name was Cabral. Maybe that's just a name. (laughs) This is a name. (laughs) Like Kraken. I'm Nick Stormborn. <laughs> uh, let's see. Our next email comes from Danny Villasenor. The Avengers will return? Question mark. Guys, guys, guys. I'm writing this letter. 
after watching Endgame, and oh my god. I can't believe what an amazing movie this was. I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, there are some things that are minor plot holes or inconveniences, but overall, it was plus ultra. I just can't. Like, I'm calling in to work and emailing my professors tomorrow and telling them I need a week to catch myself. <laughs> so let's talk about the movie. First, let's Captain Marvel. I'm not saying that I'm glad that she wasn't in the movie at all, but I wish that the Rooster Brothers would have made her a better character and written her better. Agreed. But them ultimately not having her in the movie just made it feel like she was a one-off character. Also agreed. It is something that I wish would have happened, you know, even though you guys don't really like her. I mean, I don't like her, but that that's why I wanted Endgame to make me like her. Yeah, yeah. I did too. <laughs> and I said that. We both did. <laughs> like We were like, Rooster Brothers are good at one thing. They're good at a lot of things. But the main they're good at is making characters... Or writing character. So we thought that in the hands, in the capable hands of the Russos, they make kept Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel be able to sing. Yeah. Like nah. after this movie, I'd have been like, oh, I can't wait for the next Captain Marvel. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they almost treat it like an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, she's in this? I guess. <laughs> um, second, the plan. Time travel. Who would have thought that the MCU would have done time travel? Everyone. <laughs> I was saying, like, I think we all did. Yeah, we all did. Uh, everyone did. But I didn't think they would go different routes than regular time travel movies and how we expect it to work. The fact that it makes alternate timelines is just weird. I had to throw away everything I knew about time travel. No, you didn't. I, I Dragon Ball like, Z. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> well, if you don't watch that. But I feel like now going forward, a lot of movies are going to take that. Well, it's really the take, more... Take I, that trope. It's the more convenient way to write time travel because then you can change things and not have to be like, oh, but if I change this, butterfly effect. Now everything else is different. You can go back to the past. And I think that's also an easier thing. Like, oh yeah, just go back to the past and change this. And now everything's changed. You think it's easier? I think it's easier because the alternate timeline is like, now you got to make a whole bunch of different rules and now what this happened and this happened. And it's like... No. It, if anything, it's set it and forget it. You introduce the fact that, oh yeah, we... It, in in game it's one thing because they wanted to go back and fix those timelines. But in something else, it's just yeah, I went back in time, I got the information I needed, and then I never think about that timeline again. Done. And now there's no consequences for our timeline. I feel like having consequences in a single time stream is more difficult to write because then it creates bigger issues when you change things and don't fix them. Like if they didn't change anything in the in game, if they didn't take those stones back, it would not have affected us at all. Or us as in the like, main timeline. Are, yeah. you, are you there? Yeah, we're yeah, there yeah. too. <laughs> Hanging out with Sam and then Cap at the end. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they don't have to think about the consequences of fuck. Because we even said in Endgame, they still didn't fix some timelines. Like yeah. the Thanos timeline, the the timeline Steve went back and, and lived with Peggy. Those are fucked. But we don't have to really think about those consequences because those are different timelines. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. the fact that it makes altered timelines is weird. I'm sorry, that already. Uh, three, America's ass. Enough said. It was great. <laughs> Four, the sacrifice. When Nat and Clint go to Vormir and fight to see who dies, it was great. When Clint jumps, I thought, well, there goes the OG Hawkeye. But then when Nat jumps after him, I thought, oh shit, they're gonna die together. But then she leaves Clint and sacrifices herself. Dude, it had me tearing up. Oh my god, this is long as hell. It keeps going, so I'm gonna skip to the end, bro. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about that moment a little bit more. The Nat and and Clint fighting for the Soul Stone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, just remind me, cause I'm gonna forget. Fuck <laughs> it. I should read the rest of his. Then maybe he's gonna run us more things. 
Uh, five, the big fight. First thing, when Thor gets both Molnir and Stormbreaker and suits up, I yell. When Cap, Tony, and Thor fight Thanos, I was praying that he goes through every beat of this movie. So I'm going to skip to the end. Uh, this movie was just amazing, plus Ultra Vision. Nuff said, guys. Oh, and also apparently, you said Nuff said, but this is like five paragraphs in. Nuff said. <laughs> um, also apparently, there's a post-credit scene, and from my red... Uh, and scene, one of the scenes was more of an audio thing where someone's hammering something on Anvil, referencing Iron Man 1. But also, apparently, there was a second one where not many people have seen, but I don't really know about the second one. It seems fake. It definitely is. Maybe half of theaters showing Endgame had, like, Unfriended 2s, but who knows? I didn't know that was a thing. What? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, according to him, Unfriended 2 had an ending that only played in half the theaters. I don't know if that's true either. But... It sounds like this sounds like the perfect like rumor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, only some people got the post credit scene. Bullshit. You, yeah, you, like, there was no post credit scene. There was no post credit scene. <laughs> it was just that hammering sound. Yeah. And that was because of Iron Man. Uh, anyways, guys, I know this was long, but deal with it. I needed to express my thoughts on Endgame, and I did. Stay nerdy, my blurdies, and go beyond plus ultra. Thank you, Danny. But I only let you express about half of that because <laughs> it's very long. Which is fitting because Thanos snapped away half the world. Ah, there you go. That's the, that's the excuse. <laughs> Thanos snapped away half of your email. Yeah. Uh, our next email comes from Juan Rojas. This weekend had me stressed as fuck. Hey guys, how are you doing? Just kidding. I know how you guys are both broken and happy at the same time from this weekend alone. Man, oh man, Endgame was fantastic. Emotions everywhere. I cried. I laughed. While I cried, I smiled. And I cried, laughed, and smiled. <laughs> the, the mental image Roll of all the emotions. emotions. Yeah. <laughs> it's too many emotions. Um, the movie completed a hole inside of... What? The mo- this movie completed a hole inside of me. Said inside off me. Inside, inside of me. off me. Yeah. Inside of me while at the same time breaking my heart in half. And then there's Game of Thrones. Fuck! This episode had me stressed as fuck. I didn't know how we were going to win. It was fucking impossible to win, honestly. Until Arya pulled that incredible bullshit. But we pulled through. I saw a version of that episode where somebody lightened up the movie. Lightened up the episode, and it looked way better, especially that very beginning where the horde was charging after them. Yeah. Like you see them charging, and that shit looks scary as hell. Like when you see the large horde, as opposed to just it's dark and then they jump on you. Yeah. Like when you see them running towards you, you're like fuck. So it's like I wish they would have had that hmm. in the episode. Yeah, I didn't. That's not even true. I, I did have issues seeing things in that episode, but at the time. I looked at that as a product of the the battle being at night, but we've I do, seen plenty of movies and shows that take place at night, but you still could see. Yeah, but in this instance, I thought it was part of like the the plot. You're fighting this. They're, they're called the other. You're you're fighting this great unknown force. I thought that was supposed to build tension. It's supposed to build like anxiety in the moment, and it did for me. But I also understand the other side. People were like, I couldn't see shit. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I, I, I do get that. Because I, I couldn't see shit a lot of times either. But I was like, oh, it's part of it. <laughs> this is part of the anxiety. <laughs> but, I mean, so would you rather it be, have been brightened? I'd rather have it been brightened. Okay. That's fair. Um, uh, God, I don't know how I'm going to recover, but this is the end for me. See you guys next week. All right, well, I'm, well, I'm curious to see how you felt about this week's episode then. It's much brighter. Much brighter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next email coming from Micah McCaw Rosario. 
Manga Spy. Hey guys, I know as anime watchers and Netflix users go, you guys are the boys to talk about new originals. I want to recommend you watch Ultraman, a new Japanese animation. It's got sci-fi actions, explosions, interesting characters, and all. The story might be a bit tropey for you, but in my opinion, it's worth a watch, and I find it enjoyable. I also hate to mention this, but this Tuesday was my birthday, so I consider your latest podcast episode release a present into itself. A shout-out wouldn't hurt either. That's, that's nice. Happy no birthday. Trouble. Thanks, guys. McCall. Yeah, happy birthday, uh, McCall. Michael. Mike is it McCall. Micah? Michael. Micah? M I C A H? M I C A H. Micah. Is that Micah? Yeah. McCall. <laughs> Was he a bird? Yeah, McCall! <laughs> no, now you're McCall. I'm going to call you McCall from now on. McCall! <laughs> okay, Iago. Yeah, it's a badass. Hey, that's a, that is a badass name. You wear that with pride. But yeah, no, uh, happy birthday. Says dude. you. <laughs> I am a call of the house raven. <laughs> um, I was going to say. But yeah, I mean, I, I actually saw the first episode of the Ultraman show he's talking about. Um, I thought it was interesting. I, I didn't continue watching the series just because it new? it's new. I don't know if it's new from Japan, but it's new on Netflix and it's dub. So if that's your thing. And it seems to be like a, a spiritual sequel. How good is the dub? I don't like, I don't like dub. I didn't mind it. Like, I, I didn't listen to it and was like, oh, it's gross. <laughs> so I, I was fine with it. Um, and it seemed like a spiritual a spiritual sequel to the original Ultraman. Because from what I saw, it's like Ultraman years later, the guy, the kid who was Ultraman in the original series. So even if you didn't watch Ultraman, as long as you know the concept of Ultraman, teenager becomes it's big. A man that's Ultra? You don't know anything about Ultraman? A man that's Ultra. Huh? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Does he go beyond? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> it's like a teenager who gets the powers of an alien and it makes him like into a Power Rangers looking guy who becomes a giant guy that fights giant monsters in the city. Regardless, point is. So, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yes, actually. <laughs> yes, that is based on Ultraman. <laughs> so, it's like about his, it's about him growing up and now he's a father and his son has like the powers of Ultraman and it's about his son becoming the new Ultraman. So, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, maybe we'll check it out. Maybe I'll check it out. I don't know if <laughs> that's Michael's bag. <laughs> I mean, I'll check it out. Let's summarize, guys. <laughs> Bringing it back. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Next email comes from. Oh, this is a good one. In defense of Arya Stark. So this is like an email directly at me, uh, and it's from a girl. So this is even better. I wanted. I wanted to hear more female perspectives on this. Uh, Aaliyah Payat. Hey guys, I just had to come in and hold it down for women listeners of the podcast. While I agree with Jordan's argument that making female characters super strong for the point of plot isn't necessarily good, uh, oh, and isn't necessarily good writing, I have to also point out the years and years of movies that do the same thing for male characters. Um, there are so many movies with male chosen ones who you would never expect and have no skills, but for some reason in two days, they're fighting off superpowers, uh, they're fighting off the superpowers villain of the movie i guess means super powered villain of the movie you have so many movies where you've got some funny dad from the suburbs all of a sudden jumping off buildings to catch a crime boss or a high school kid saving the world from aliens this trope has been around for male characters forever and only on rare occasions does anyone say anything just something to think about sorry if that was long it wasn't oh you're kidding me <laughs> we just like, i had to cut out half of an email uh Sorry if it was too long, Aaliyah, a.k.a. Princess, a.k.a. Magical Black Girl Cosplay. Thank you, Aaliyah. And I actually am glad that you, you wrote in. But what do you think about that? Um, 
Yeah, that's true. That's kind of what I was trying to allude to. I used the wrong example, but when I mentioned uh, Luke from Star Wars. Yeah. About people that just get get a bit... Oh, we talked about it. Uh, Shazam. Uh, at the end of the movie... All everybody of the, can have everybody, powers. Yeah, they all got, Shazam. They were, <laughs> like the whole movie was about him learning his powers and you get to the end of the movie... His uh his his foster family. It was just like, all right, we already know how to use the abilities, even though there's no training, yeah, buffer or anything like that. Um, so. I both agree and disagree with this. I I agree in so far as plot convenience is always a thing, like in in writing in general. Like the, the what we just described that Shazam example is something where the writer wrote themselves into a corner, and the only way to be like, all right, so unless we have a train sequence for all these kids. We need them for his final act. So we had to have them at least kind of on par to be able to hold their own for this scene. That's just writing convenience. And that goes for both men and women, I think. I think more examples are probably for men because I think more men have been male character or main characters or protagonists throughout the history of, of writing and media and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with that. But I disagree because the examples I'm giving specifically for the most recent trend or trends in female empowerment in media are all plot breaking within their universe. So some, like, let's just say Luke did defeat the Darth Vader in that example you gave originally. That's all well and good because if you, that's the f- genesis of that story. The rules are whatever you make them in that moment, but these are pre-established franchises. And a lot of times these female characters that people kind of look at like, Oh, these are just examples of SJW uh, female empowerment. It's just bullshit. It's just, it's just for the sake of uh, uh, making it PC. I think those are characters that are introduced in pre-existing franchises that have feats that aren't explained that completely supersede whatever was established before. So like example with Arya, look, I, I'm fine with her being a ninja. I'm even fine with her being a ninja within, within a year of training and the fact that she can like change faces with magical abilities and an air walk to the point where her footsteps are le- make less noise and blood drops hitting the floor. I'm okay with all of that. But when you get to the point where the main villain, who really was never part of her storyline, Night King was always an antagonist for Jon Snow. When she was able to leap 500 feet <laughs> from wherever the, the barricaded White Walkers were to the center of the Godswood to try and assassinate the Night's King, and she succeeds. Stuff like that is like plot breaking. Where where Ray can can just with the power of the force. The force has never been able to do these things, but somehow she's able to be an amazing pilot without any real pilot training. Unlike, because it's not like Luke, where Luke actually like would fly around ships and shoot things. I, I think she never actually piloted a real, like plane, plane, right? No, she never piloted a. a real but yeah, plane. she was doing maneuvers that were like more advanced than anyone we've ever seen in Star Wars. In that first episode, Force Awakens, where she did like that awesome, like she cut off the power, off the, yeah. and like did that crazy spin flip thing and helped Finn take out the the ship behind them. Yeah. The fact that she's able to hold her own, not once, but twice, and a second time, literally to a standstill with Kylo Ren, who's supposed to be the like lineage of Skywalkers, and he's gotten trained well, from she Snoke might, I mean, and Luke Skywalker. She, she might be a Skywalker, too. We don't uh, Based on the title of this movie. I mean, maybe, but that that's still like, that's but crazy. We don't know, but we don't know, so. Yeah, we don't know, but, but let's just take it for what it is. That's crazy. Like, she's had almost no training. She got one tra- day of training from Luke, and then can use the force just as well as Kylo Ren 
who's been doing it his entire life. Stuff like that. That's like you're introducing a character that within that universe broke the plot in some way. So I, I get what she's saying, and I do agree. Like the plot convenience of making a male character like able to be effective in any given story is a thing. But I think these recent examples are oh, it feels forced to people because they're always introducing a character into a franchise that already exists and then making that character super OP for seemingly no established reasons. That's what I mean. Stupid. What? Because this, it keeps doing this. Um, I mean, do you agree with what I'm saying or, or do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're saying because I was thinking, who, 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 was it? who was it I was thinking about? Fuck, I just lost it. Uh, God damn it. I remember who I was thinking about, but uh oh oh now I remember. But uh Colleen Wing from Iron Fist. <laughs> That's funny. That's actually something where I rooted for that character though. <laughs> I no, hated I, no I root I root, I root for her char- I root for her character. And I was like, she's a way more better Iron Fist than Danny Rand, but at the same yeah. time it was like she was she was way more adept at it. But I guess you can make the argument she trained more. I don't know. <laughs> and then also in that storyline, at the end of it, remember how they connected it? To be like she was actually the ancestor of the first Iron Fist. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, the fuck, fuck Danny. Why is he even in this? <laughs> Stuff like like that. That to me, but it was also because Danny was a fucking weak character to begin with. So I was, I wanted anyone else to replace him. Yeah. But I feel like that story did a good job of explaining why she deserved that power. You know? Do you get? What yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know. But it's not even just like it, when we get in the Game of Thrones this week. It's not just like a, oh, it's a girl thing. It's not that. It's it's more the writing. And it's, it's how the writing makes people view these characters, and really how it hurts the movement if too many instances of this keeps happening and people feel like it's poorly written. Yeah, because even I'm like, if they're gonna use have Arya, because I because I saw a video that I showed that I showed you the link to, when it's like, if you're gonna use Arya and have her defeat the Night King, like utilize her strengths. You utilize her abilities. Arya has an ability that nobody else has. So why not, if you're going to have a run-up on the Night King, use the faceless magic to maybe make her look like a White Walker, yeah. and then that's why the Night King doesn't realize she's coming, or he, the Night King does oh. realize, or the Night King does realize she's coming, but doesn't think she's a threat because it thinks she's a face like um, another White, and then she walks up on him and shanks him. Like I that was the, the like the vi- with, yeah uh, it being Beric the yeah the video that I sent you was saying that right after right before Beric dies his eye starts to change and he becomes a white and then she kills him yeah. and then she takes his face that makes a lot more sense there's there's a lot of small things that could have made that I, even though Arya killed the Night King that's not really the end of the day what made that disappointing it's because Jon had so little importance in that final battle like ultimately he did nothing. He he yelled at a dragon. That's like the big meme going around. Uh, John did all this. Yeah, they say they say he said he yelled go or something. But I'm like, did he? I don't know. I didn't hear that. Yeah, people trying to retcon this. <laughs> but like, even, even if it was just him fighting with Arya to defeat the Night King, or he gets to the battle, fights yeah, they, the Night they, King. They mentioned that in the yeah, video, and almost loses, and then Arya saves him at the last second and beats the Night King. Even that, because and that I love I love that idea because then it's how stark. Defending Winterfell together, the mm-hmm. last children of the Stark family fighting together to defeat the ultimate evil. And I like that also, a lot more. And then also in that video, it was like it makes sense for Bran to die because now what's the point of his? Like, what's his story now? There is none. And there then, is none. And then Why the, is he still around? Exactly. But then also the fact that like they kept building up 
uh, Bran's storyline and be like, oh, but when you're ready to face the Night King, that's you, you got to be ready. But what did he really do? He told him he was coming. That was it. Yeah, he didn't do anything. No. And for those I'm of, and for those of you right that are, <laughs> for those of you that are interested in watching this video, it's about a half hour long. It's, but it's uh, good. It's good. The the name of the user the username is Hello Future Me and it's basically rewriting the Battle of Winterfell. That's pretty much the name of the video. If his version was the actual version, I would have that have been it. so much better. Yeah, that would have been like a perfect vision. Yeah, I still gave it a perfect vision, but it's only with the caveat that I do not regret that rating after the last three episodes. Well, so if they're disappointing. You, 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 well, you've seen one of the one of the three. I'll hold my thoughts. <laughs> um, and on that note, I think we have two more emails. Uh, Jep Gillis, Euron is Captain Marvel. That is an interesting title. I want to understand why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is good? Thrones has Ugg. Had some plot holes as of late, to say the least. But one character, and a relatively new one at that, has been playing a role that shapes the entire plot. Sounds familiar? Euron Greyjoy always shows up exactly when he's needed, Fleet at the ready, oftentimes in or near hostile waters. He captured Yara, killed Rhaegal, rest in peace, spoilers, but, but where the fuck did he come from? How did he know they were coming? And how can three ballista pilots see Danny from the boat, but she can't see them from the sky? I didn't even think about that. I didn't that. even think about that's that. very true. As I was reading, yeah. I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah, wait. that's very true. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> Ah! <laughs> I was wow. liking that episode. Yeah, I was like, wait, that makes no, now that makes no sense. Because you would think she would have the higher vantage yes. point. Okay. <laughs> this fucked me all up. Yeah. All right, let's continue. Maybe she wasn't paying attention. She was busy. Fuck out of here. She wasn't paying attention. No, she was busy looking at Rhaegal, making, making sure he's good. We're going to get into her decisions in this episode, but we're going to put a pin in that. Um... How do you know where we're coming from? And how can three... Oh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he said, okay, whatever. <laughs> Side note, Ghost deserves better. Him and John are more deeply connected in the books, and the show has done him a huge disservice, in my opinion. But this episode... Yeah, I know part of that is because they say the, the dragons and the direwolves are so caustic, are so costly in terms of animate. Like, they both, they both cost the same amount of money, which I'm just like... Is the wolf fake? It's a they use a real wolf and then CGI over it because so it's not because there's no wolf that big. Yeah, but I'm saying like it doesn't seem like that'd be that expensive. But they're saying it's just as expensive as the dragon. So more than less, so now that we're getting later in the seasons, they got to pick either use the dire wolf or use the dragon. And which one is more important, the dragon? So that's why we don't really see ghosts that much. That's so weird because most shots you see ghosts, he's standing by himself. So it's not even like he's ever interacting with the world around him. He's just standing. There. St they still gotta animate it. That's so weird. Which is why they just shunned him off. <laughs> just take him. Isn't he your wolf? Like, at the same want. time, <laughs> like, but now there's not three dragons anymore. So you would think, just mm. use that other budget, but whatever. Yeah. Ghost's like, fuck it. You see, he's, he was all fucked up. I was like, how did he survive? Yo, I was, exactly. <laughs> as soon as they show him like, at the funeral, I'm like, how are you alive? Oh, but he's missing an ear. Fuck it. He ran directly and to just, the horde. And had just a little bit of scratches on his face. Yes. What? Bullshit. Uh, John leaves him without so much as a pet or a hug. Ghost has been a ride or die. Fucking whack. 
Somehow Cersei is a bigger threat than the Night King. Yeah, that which, was whack, though. I'm like, he didn't even speak to ghosts. Nope, he just looked at him like... It's like how I felt about Captain Buck, Captain America and Bucky. Like, you even barely spoke to each other. He gave Bucky something, at least. He, nah, he, not really. He was just like, I'll be back. Nah, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get this pussy, Bucky. You know what it is. Uh, somehow Cersei is a bigger threat than the Night King, which uh, is fine. So who y'all rooting for? Wine mom or auntie wife? <laughs> <laughs> wine mom or auntie wife <laughs> car wine milf how about that <laughs> i'm like at this point they both fucking crazy <laughs> they're both they're both queens. competing for the mad yeah that's we're getting to the game of thrones i have a lot of questions about what you feel game of uh george rr R. martin's original intention for this show was versus what's happening to it well i don't know i've only read one book i mean i don't know either but i'm just i i just want to talk about I'm just saying this now to remind me, but how different the characters are, are coming off. And it's very quickly. I, mean, I know it was like, oh, we got only six episodes, but it's like, Daenerys, she went from like, oh, she's a noble queen to this bitch is crazy in like the span of like an episode. <laughs> and yeah. there are factors you can argue for about why she's like that, but let's get into it when we get into it. Uh, last email comes from John Rainey, Endgame. I have a couple of questions slash issues about Endgame that you guys didn't touch on and I found interesting. One, what happens to the timeline that Fat Thor took Molnir from? How would Skinny Thor defeat Malekith without any weaponry? Also, him losing the hammer is the main plot point in Ragnarok. But if he already doesn't have the hammer, then question, 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 question mark. Anyone take that one? Well, we did address that. Uh, Captain America brought the uh, hammer back yeah. when he went to take the stones back. Mm -hmm. And they, they took it back to the moment they took it. Yeah. So literally after Thor... And Rocket went back to the future. Captain, Captain America is coming back. Right then, like, oh, here, take this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Frega, or whatever her name is. What's more important is how did he get the 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 ether back into Jane? That's awkward. Or not even just that. How did he get the Mind Stone back into the Scepter? The Scepter's broken. How did he get the Tesseract back into the Cube? Mm -hmm. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> does he just hand the Soul Stone back to Red Skull? Like, how does that work? Yeah, and what was that conversation? <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. Uh, and two, Cap getting Mjolnir was awesome, but why was he more adverse, more adverse with it than actual Thor? Probably advance. Or advance. Oh, that makes more sense. Uh, Thor's a fat fuck and hasn't been fighting for five years, but he's thousands of years old. Thanos was spanking him with Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. That's the one thing I wanted to talk about too. The power, I kind of, I said it, but we didn't go into it last episode where I was like, yo, Thanos was kicking their asses without the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Like just whooping them. Which I mean, I guess makes sense because for the most part, Thor is not as strong as the Hulk. And Thanos fucked the Hulk <laughs> up, and he didn't use arguable, he, arguable well, in the MCU. <laughs> well, yes, all right, but for the most part, we haven't really seen Thor. I mean, like we didn't really see him win in Ragnarok. They pretty much cut the black after he blasted him with lightning. Yeah, but um, Thanos fucked the Hulk up, and and he didn't even use the Infinity Gauntlet, and so it makes sense that. Thanos is able to take on Thor without the gauntlet if he was able to take on Hulk without the gauntlet. Taking on but Thor, same, maybe, but Iron but Man, same, Thor, I was and say, Cap but That's at what the I was same about time. to say, but at the same time, it's like Stormbreaker is supposed to be the ultimate weapon to the point that, granted, Thanos was quote-unquote taken off guard, but I'm like, that's still an excuse. I don't give a fuck how taken aback you are. He was still shooting like a a blast of Infinity Gauntlet power at fucking, Mjoln, at fucking Stormbreaker, and Stormbreaker still cut through that shit. Yeah. So I'm like, 
for him to be losing so hard with Stormbreaker and Mjolnir on top of that, which is supposed to be the things that really give Thor his strength, like boost his strength, I was like, eh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed kind of crazy that Thanos was that strong. And he was like eating like full on lightning blast. I was like, is he fucking hella? Like, uh, Thor powered up Iron Man's repulsor blasters, and Thanos, with his blade, the windmilled, Thanos copter... Windmilled it away, yeah. yeah the, you think that's reference to the Thanos copter? It might be. I you don't know what I'm saying? So. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> he became a helicopter blade for a second. I was like, no, it's like Inspector Gadget. Go, go, Gadget windmill. It's fucking ridiculous. But I mean, I do agree with him. I guess you just gotta give it the cap that he's just that good with, with like weaponry and tactics. Yeah, because I'm like, without, because without the gauntlet, it's not like Thanos is a slouch. Like even in the comics, he's still fucking powerful without the gauntlet. But it's just the gauntlet makes him like unbeatable. Yeah, god tier. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that uh, Captain America was giving him the work more than Thor was, and and the fact that he had just how did he know? There's no instruction manual. How does he know how to wield the Molnir that well that he can call out lightning with it? He can like throw. And I thought Molnir. I mean, what, what did Odin say? Whoever's worthy shall possess and know the power. Of the- but I thought yeah. Molnir was supposed to in, in the MCU channel Thor's powers. But in this no, is like no. he just has lightning it, 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 in the a, hammer. It's a new. It's a new timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Cap also wields lightning. You didn't know that though. Yeah, they're related. (laughs) But yeah, that shit with the the throwing the shield and the the hammer at the same time and Tekken comboing the fuck out of Thanos is awesome. Yeah, all of that I didn't have a problem with. It's like his ability to wield the lightning. Like, how does he know how to do that? It's one thing to know how to wield weapons because he's a weapons expert. Expert. He knows how to fight. He's a capable fighter than really most, pretty much all of everybody in the MCU, save for Black Panther. I mean, Captain America was giving Iron Man the hands. (laughs) So So that makes sense. But like all the like knowing how to call it and throw it back and throwing lightning. I was like. Like he's way more adept at this shit than fucking Thor, who's had hundreds of years with the hammer. I think I said that last week. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But speaking, but I still loved it. I also still loved it. But and speaking about things we love in Endgame, how we loved it three thousand. Let's get into some aftermath thoughts for Avengers Endgame. Some people. Move on. But not us. Not us. And for those that know our ratings to here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Here, even though we're not going to rate this, right? We already rated no, it. No, we already rated it. I'm going to re-rate it. I love you 3,000. That's the new <laughs> rating. <laughs> After vision with blurred vision. <laughs> After vision. All right, so what are some things that you wanted to talk about in the aftermath of Avengers Endgame? One thing that we didn't go into that I really... In hindsight, at the time, I didn't really think about it too much. But now with the power of hindsight and kind of seeing the the entire path that this character took over the course of the MCU, I've got to say, I think the way they handled the Hulk's character arc was disappointing in Endgame. How did you feel about that? Well, uh, <laughs> I thought about my brother's rant. But oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers! <laughs> 
But no, but I kind of, even though you was like, well, I liked it. When I when I mentioned it before, when I was talking about the things I didn't like, my disappointments, like yeah. I, I'm not a fan of the fact that going forward, especially considering this might be Mark Ruffalo's final appearance as the Hulk because that Disney Plus streaming service that I mentioned before isn't confirmed. Yeah. And then on top of that, I don't necessarily know what they're going to do with that streamers. He might still be stay Professor Hulk. Okay. But considering, at least in terms of the movies, this might be his final, his final, his swan song. Like the fact that he didn't get uh, come up into any type of revenge against Thanos, like I was disappointed with. I'm not, uh, you know, when most people think of the Hulk, they think Hulk smash. They like Savage Hulk. They like um, a menacing Hulk. Even when Hulk goes like evil, not evil, but like so angry that he's he's fucking up the Avengers and against the event like people like that version of the Hulk yeah Hulk the, smash the wild card. yeah smash Hulk smash Hulk fuck bitches <laughs> like in the ultimate version <laughs> so it's like to not get that and it's like yeah I get maybe Mark Ruffalo wants to do something different you know he's getting tired of you know kind of like what Chris Hemsworth said was like oh, I'm playing the same type of thing I was getting bored with playing Thor until Ragnarok came around yeah. maybe he might feel the same way even though he came even though he hasn't been playing Hulk that long as long compared to like the original A6 but it's still just like Come on, like it's the Hulk. <laughs> Give me the Hulk. Like Professor Hulk is cool in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, well, he's funny the, with the selfies. <laughs> yeah, but by the end of this movie, I want the Hulk. Yeah, and I think at the time I rationalized it by saying like, "Oh, well, we the audience wanted the Hulk Thanos rematch," but because of where Hulk was by the end of Endgame, where he wasn't like the the Hulk that was in Infinity War, the Hulk that we knew prior to this, he was really just Mark Ruffalo or Bruce Banner, but big and green. Um, I thought maybe that it didn't need that payoff because he had moved on from something as petty as like, oh, I just want to rematch for a fight that I lost. But I think that in itself is the service to the character. Now I think about it in the grand scheme of his character's arc because it's almost like jumping right to Professor Hulk from where we left him off in Infinity War feels like we fast forwarded through his entire character arc. Like him joining with the Hulk to become Professor Hulk definitely should not have been done off screen. If anything, that should have been the, the character arc for his character in this movie to, at the end of it, become the perfect combination of Mark Ruffalo or Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Yeah, because not even not even just that, but then but you think about where we left off with him in Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. He couldn't become the Hulk. Hulk didn't want to come out. Even in the beginning was, of this movie. Yeah. He was he was, uh, he, was still in, he was still in the Hulkbuster because Hulk was more or less scared to come yeah. out because but we don't even know that. We don't even know what the reason was, really. I'm assuming he was no! scared. Yeah, I'm assuming he was scared because why else would he not want to come out? I've he came out. Say he that. came out against Thanos. He got his ass handed to him. We've never seen, for the most part, in any other movies that the MCU has done Hulk really get his ass handed to him like that. I've also heard people speculate that it was because he was tired of being used as a weapon for Bruce Banner. Granted, it comes off the heels of getting his ass kicked, but I doubt that. Hulk likes to fight. His whole thing. What Does is, he? It, what is what is his whole thing? Hulk smash. But even that, that's his service to his character then because if he likes to fight, that means after one loss, he was just like, oh, I don't want to fight anymore. Oh. Like that's a, that's a, such a, a weak way to end the Hulk as we knew him. You know what I mean? It, his The last instance of the Hulk that we all know and loved was him getting his ass beat once and crying and never want to come out again. Yeah, because even think about... Uh when we saw him on Ragnarok, he he was a gladiator. He was a warrior. He yeah. was what did they call him? I forgot what they called the him. Sakars. Well, that's the the comic. Isn't he Sakarson in the comic? In the comic, but not. not I'm talking about in the show. 
I mean, the show. The movie. The movie. Really, it's the Avengers is one long show. So. <laughs> but yeah, by the way, he had a, he had a history of being a gladiator. He loved it when they yeah. called when they when he uh, came out and they cheered him. He was like, yeah. so he the enjoyed. Champion. Yeah, he enjoyed he enjoyed the fight. So it's like you're getting that same Hulk in in Ragnar and in, in, in Infinity War. So it's like. When he got that one, it's like when he has that one loss. I don't have a problem with him being scared that one time because it's the first time he's ever experienced that. If you're somebody that's kind of so invulnerable, kind of like Shazam, mm. it was like, wait, you're a bad guy, right? You, I gotta kind of warn you. I'm pretty invincible. And then he fucks him up. You're like, oh shit! Like I don't want to deal with this. Like it's, yeah. it's never happened to me before. Yeah. So having performance anxiety doesn't didn't really bother <laughs> me for this one movie. But then I felt like narratively speaking, he had to have a payoff. That, yeah, a payoff in that. In the, in the next uh, in the next movie, and instead we just fast forwarded past all of that, and it, especially I mean I think it's very interesting. The entire series is about Bruce Banner coming in terms with the Hulk, and to have that all happen off screen, he'd be like, "Yeah, well, I was in eighteen months of a gamma reactor, and now look at me, I'm perfect." I'm like, "That's we just missed your entire character progression. Like we we just fast forwarded past it, and now even worse with an end game." They still had the opportunity to have the old Hulk come back when he found out that Black Natasha, Widow yeah, died. When he found out Natasha died. That's his anger. He threw a fucking chair, and that's it. That's the, all of the Hulk's rage, especially at the end when he when he sees Thanos on the battlefield. You couldn't get a World Breaker Hulk moment where he's like, "You took her from me." Like you know how interesting would it have been to see Professor Hulk start to lose control, to to have that joke where he goes back into the past. And he's like, get get mad, Hulk. He's like, err, err, mad, err, err. And then it had that actually pay off by the end where he does legit get mad. And you see that old Hulk come out. like, And then it would set up a future storyline, talk about the future of the MCU, where now we're back to square one. Yeah, he thinks he's got a reign on the Hulk, but after this, after Natasha dies, it fucked him up so bad that now he's losing control of the Hulk again. And now maybe we could down the line get a World Breaker Hulk storyline. Yeah, then you could say that moment is why he has to maybe, I don't know, leave the Avengers and start wandering the world. And then if that Disney Plus thing is true, there's your, start, there's your starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't do any of that. And now we're just stuck with a, a gimped Professor Hulk. <laughs> I yeah. hope he heals, but <laughs> they might not even heal him. Which would be stupid. But I could see them doing that, especially if you're talking about the, the Disney Plus app is going to have a She-Hulk show, right? So it's not even about him. Well, it's not it's not it's not solely about him. I think it's supposed to be about both of them. That means it's not about him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what the translation is. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so that's that's one thing I wanted to discuss cuz I just after the fact I'm like it's really disappointing when they left off with Hulk's character cuz not even Hulk anymore. Hulk is dead. Hulk is we knew him as dead. Cuz no, that Professor Hulk. But but no, like it's just Bruce Banner now. Like that that's kind of tragic in its own way cuz the Hulk and Bruce Banner were two separate personalities. But now the Hulk personality is just gone. Now it's just Bruce Banner. Yeah. So it's like you effectively killed the Hulk and it's just like, yeah, it happened off screen. What? <laughs> we're not going to talk about it? Nah. And the reason Thor Ragnarok and part of the reason why Thor Ragnarok was so successful successful wasn't just about Thor, it was the buddy cop duo of Bruce Banner and I mean of uh Thor and the Hulk. Yeah. Who was mostly throughout the movie. Not Bruce Banner. The Hulk. Yeah. And a talking Hulk, but the Hulk still. <laughs> uh, so what else do we want to talk about with uh, some aftermath stuff? It also kind of reminds me of like, I'm like, just just look at Buffy. 
just watch Buffy. What? Because <laughs> there was a moment like Oz is a werewolf, and the reason part of the reason why he left is because he couldn't get control of his werewolf side, his Hulk side. He came back. He so he left Willow, went to D- Tibet, learned to meditate, and he became one with the wolf. And so then he came back. And he was like, Willow, I'm here. I'm all good. Everything. But then he realized Willow was fucking Tara. And seeing that made him. <laughs> My see, wolf dick is angry. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it made him wolf out again. And so he realized like he doesn't really have control over the the wolf as he, much as he thought he did. So, But it's like. I think it's perfect. That's exactly what we're talking about with Hulk. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I, I need to go. Like, I can't. I thought I could be around you. And plus, you kind of don't want me anyway. Like, now you got. Are you sure you're happy? And she's like, yeah, I'm happy. So it's like. Let Thanos, let Thanos be the, you see him fucking Terra. Yeah, yeah. And he, wolf, and he wolfs out again. And like, that would have been. Such a big missed opportunity. But, um, what was I going to say? Fuck. It was about the Hulk before you jump into Black Widow. Um. Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> but Black, all right, so for Black Widow though. Since you said you want to talk about that Clint Black yeah. Widow moment. So I saw a lot of people say, a lot of people being upset about the fact that she died over Clint because more so because of the fact that she was one of the original a six and the fact that she's the first and for the longest time, only female Avenger on the team. Yeah. And so they kind of hearkened it back to not fully, but they were saying it's a quasi fridging of the fridging of a female character again. Mm. And I want to know, did you, kind of feel that I I don't necessarily feel that way but I'm like eh, I didn't really think about that but no nah, I don't think well don't now know. you got Captain Marvel to be the the symbol of female empowerment in the MCU no, but that's just her, but that's one character I'm saying but for Black Widow like a lot of people are saying oh like <coughs> for Black Widow's character you did her dirty hmm. more or less huh well I didn't feel that because then also like talk about oh female empower all this other stuff like you want to if you want a woman to be leader of the Avengers going forward, why not have let it have been Black Widow? Because she was going forward, especially because yeah, because she was, and especially considering the fact. Granted, it's too. Late. I feel like it's too little, too late. But now she's getting home movie going forward. It's like this has been a perfect opportunity of like propping her up to take over the Avengers now. Because I'm like, who who's who's it going to be? Hawkeye? No, he has a, he has a family to think about. Like well, Captain Marvel, who's never on World. <laughs> yeah. She's never, <laughs> Yeah, she's never on World. She doesn't have the respect of 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 the other Avengers as much as I would think Black Widow does. No, definitely. Black Widow's worked with all the other like she's worked with Okoye and Wakanda like yeah. So like it would make more sense. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, I I think it's funny that after the female empowerment movie of Captain Marvel, the first thing they do is kill off Black Widow in the next movie. Like we don't need you anymore. We got we got this new shiny character now, literally shiny. We yeah, don't need and you. Be, and it'd be one thing if you and it'd be one thing if you could make the argument. Well, Black Widow's tired of playing a character. You're going after the Soul Stone. So if you got to pick one, go after the person whose contract is up. But no, she obviously renewed her contract because she's doing Black Widow one, and more than likely, if that's successful, it's going to be a Black Widow two and a Black Widow three. Really? Is it? A, but are we sure it's not? It's a prequel. I thought it was, I thought the idea was going to be a prequel. Yeah, but if it's a prequel, that's that's twenty plus years worth of stories you can tell of a girl that's not Scarlett Johansson. It's not going to be Scarlett Johansson. No, right? I thought it was going. No, it is going to be Scarlett Johansson. How they're going to eat you down? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like she looks that old. She don't look like she's eighteen or something. No, but I mean, <laughs> we don't know what age. 
I don't know if she's going to be 18 and like, I don't know what age is she's uh. going to be in the movie. Like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a moment where she's a, she's younger and they're going to like, cause supposedly there's a rumor that Emma, Emma Watson is going to play like a younger version of her, hmm. but eventually they're going to get to a point where like, they could just make her look like she looked like, and maybe Iron Man two hmm. and use like the, 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 uh, Nick Fury de-aging and let it, cause I would think, I think it would be a, a, a mistake to do a Black Widow, even if it's a prequel, and then not have it be Scarlett Johansson, especially considering I Scar- agree with that. Scarlett Johansson saying. is a name actor. Yeah, and and actually, now, <laughs> actually now that I think about it, it is going to be her because she got a big payday for doing the Black Widow. She's getting like twenty twenty plus million dollars for doing this movie. Huh. Well, I don't. Oh, I, that movie aside, because we don't know what it's about or how it's going to play into her storyline. But I didn't feel like this was an example of a fridging a female character with her death. I, I actually felt like, story-wise, I feel like this was a, a, a logical conclusion to her, her arc. Like, she went from being an assassin to a savior. Like, she went from thinking only of herself to being selfless. It's very similar to the Tony Stark arc that happened throughout the course of the MCU. And this is, like, her ultimate sacrifice. This is, like... And, and I think the word she imparted to Clint before she died was more emotional for him going forward than it would have been reverse if, if he had died. Yeah, but... Because she would mourn him. But, but that's also kind of what, what the whole idea of, like, Fridgen. It's like you're, you're killing the female character to push the... Well, I mean, but death has always got to push somebody. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like... I feel like every time they kill a gay character, or every time they kill a female character, now it's like, oh, but you're just the trope of killing the girl, the female, or the gay character. I got that for unworthy it de- too. It depends on how I you, got. It that depends on unworthy. how you do it, though. I got that for unworthy too. To to further the storyline of the 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 woman that the Green Ranger is with, the Pink Ranger, people complain to me about like, oh, but it's a trope. You, you I think you you did. But I got like, comments online saying like, oh, it's a trope. You killed off the 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 female gay character. Well, no, I just mentioned. Cause I mean I knew you were gonna I knew it was going to happen, but, but I know I mentioned that it is a trope. Yeah, but I mean it's but especially you still gotta do it. especially after considering it's it, and it is more it's more so a trope. Right after the two characters, lesbian or gay, right after they have an intimate moment, the very next the, the for, very next scene they end up killing. I don't know if that's a trope because the same thing can be said for heterosexual relationships in, in fiction. But it happens way more with gay characters. Like, you think of, like, there was a thing, there was a thing in the comics where Knight, Knight, uh, Knight, what the fuck is his name? Uh, North Star. He had an intimate moment and in, with his, uh, partner and then the very next panel, uh, a brainwashed Wolverine killed him. Like, <laughs> My bad. You know, it's Thursday, bro. I get brainwashed every week. You know how it is. <laughs> but yeah, like, I can, I can go through, like, I will have to look it up, but I can I mean, go I through a list saying, of times. But is it that... It, it happens more often for them or that there are fewer examples of homosexual relationships so that trope happens more because there's a smaller pool to pull from. You know what I'm saying? Because because that relationship, type of relationship happens less because that trope is applied to that type of relationship. Now the perception is, oh, you're just killing them off because they're gay. Maybe. Well, yeah, but also because, because those type of relationships aren't portrayed as much, but then you get more storylines where that happens, it's almost like a disproportionate, it creates a disproportionate effect where now, now by virtue of the fact that there's lower numbers of it, now, because of that, now it's a, a higher percentage, more or less. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. But I'm not, I'm not sure if it's because, oh, they're gay, let's kill them off. You think that's what it is? Or do you think it's like just that because of disproportionate percentages 
of homosexual relationships versus heterosexual relationships. But the most effective I mean, it way, be a little bit of both. But the most effective way, writing wise, to make you feel for a character is to, after a consummation of a relationship, tear them apart. That's that's Game of Thrones just did that. Yeah, I mean, it could be a little bit of both, but it doesn't necessarily have to be tearing them apart in a death type of way. Hmm. Like, think of... Uh, well, do you not feel like... Think, bu- of, think of Buffy. Oh, God damn it. So tear- Buffy. <laughs> Buffy and Angel, you had to tear them apart. Yeah. What'd they do? Instead of... Well, they like, killed Angel. They, well, eventually, but, that's, but they weren't even... Well, they were together, but... Yeah, they killed him. <laughs> but they killed him way after the fact. When they, Right after the consummation of their relationship, he went evil. Okay, so, same thing. <laughs> but he didn't die. <laughs> he died later. <laughs> but technically, he didn't even die. He just went to a hell dimension that he came back. But <laughs> he was dead. I remember because it hurt my heart when he died. He didn't die. He I still remember to- that scene. Like, I, like, that scene impacted me like a motherfucker. I'm talking about Buffy now. <laughs> but when he, like, turns good in that moment, and then she has to stab him and push him through the portal, she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh! <laughs> well, one, she didn't push him. He got sucked in. Oh. She didn't push him? No. Wow. She stabbed him. Memory's a hell of a thing. <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, the Not the Myers-Briggs. What that fucking... Well, you said you remember one thing and everybody remembers it one way. Oh, um... Mandela effect? That, yeah. I don't remember it that way. <laughs> uh, uh, but okay, for Super Black Widow, though... I mean, do you feel like that was a disservice to her character? I would say I don't think it's fridging, but I did see that going around. But I also do kind of... I don't know, because I'm like, what I've like. I feel like it hurts more. That's why you do it. It hurts more than Hawkeye. Everybody, people want Hawkeye to die since Avengers 1. <laughs> people never wanted Hawkeye around. Yeah, so I think it hurts more true. to have that choice and be like, everybody, everybody wants even, Hawkeye. Because even in Age of Ultron, people are like, oh, it's got to be an Avenger that dies. It's got to be, somebody's going to die. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Hawkeye. It's going to be Hawkeye. the Hawkeye. <laughs> and then Joss Whedon was like, no, it's going to be Quicksilver. Yeah. So I feel like that. that's why you do it. You do but also, it to- I think part of that is because. People were calling for us this Avengers one because it was Joss Whedon that was doing it, and Joss Whedon has he has a tendency to kill off a major character, yeah. which I'm like not he at least that's the stereotype that people have, and I'm like not really like the time that he did that was like when he killed off Tara. That's what he's most famous for killing off Tara and Buffy. But like you think about a lot of his, sh- it's not I mean Angel. Angel didn't die. But he was dead for a while. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He died in the season finale. And he came back right in the season. He came back at the season three premiere. He did? Yes. At the very end of the very end of episode uh one, season three, he came back. He came out the portal. Wow. So it's like he wasn't even Memories dead. A hell of a thing. In my mind, he yeah. was gone for years. No, he wasn't gone for that long. <laughs> wow. He came right back. Well, in that season finale, he was dead. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't feel. And then supposedly he killed somebody major in Firefly, but it's like. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. But it's like that's two. A couple two, characters two, actually. Two times. Out of his whole body of work, and then like, oh, he's always gonna kill somebody off. He killed him real good. That's why <laughs> he killed him real good. But yeah, I didn't feel that way about Black Widow's death. I feel like it was it was better for her storyline that she died. I think the only disservice to her character that was done was the fact that Hulk did not get angry. Er, angrier at the fact that she died. That's like a huge, it's like have some kind of payoff for her death beyond Hawkeye raises his voice at Thor and, and Hulk throws a fucking bench. Like there should have been more than that, but they didn't. Yeah. I even saw people complaining that, Oh, Tony Stark got a funeral and she didn't. That's true. She didn't. And it's like, well, 
they were in the thick of shit. But well, it, not even that, but Tony, I mean, I guess T- Tony had a body and she didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess on top of that, like the world, well, I guess the world, well, no, maybe. Does the world know who she is? Because I'm like, Kinda. the, world, the right. world knows who Tony Stark is. So it's like, definitely you kind of have known. to have a funeral for Tony Stark. Well, he's definitely more known than she is. But she was known to some extent. Because remember, she was in those press conferences or whatever. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. At the end yeah. of Winter Soldier. At the end of Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. So she's kind of known. But I don't know. I I, I think that's that's my complaint. If And, so I, and also, and also they, I'm like, I guess technically they did have a funeral, so to speak, in that moment that they all gathered to mourn her. Yeah. And, Discuss possibly trying to bring her back. They should put like a picture in the water or something. <laughs> Let it float away. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's my complaint is that they didn't do enough after her death to reinforce the fact that she was lost. And I think the Hulk thing, tying it back to the Hulk complaint, would have been perfect for that. Especially since he did have that line where he was like, I really tried to bring her back. Really? Did you really? Because maybe then you should have been mad at Thanos when you saw his ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Instead of being a background character. Yeah. Like it's not cool that the Hulk took a backseat to, like, Captain Marvel in the final battle. She ain't, she ain't know that dude. She was, she was fucking joking about Thanos the entire time. Oh, because you didn't have me. <laughs> like, but, that. I mean, it turned out it, tur- and it turned out to be true. Cause I she, hate that. She, <laughs> give, she was giving him the hands. I don't like that. <laughs> um, Anything else you wanted to talk about, about from Endgame? My, my main thing was the Hulk. Because I think that was the character I felt like was disserviced the most in Endgame. Because it was about the main six Avengers. And for him to not have a, a satisfying end to his character arc felt like a missed opportunity there. Yeah. I feel like there was more. Is that it? Although I'm like, people are making this big thing about America's ass. And I'm like, Captain America's ass not that big. <laughs> I think he's got a nice ass. Says the straight guy in this podcast. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that big. It's pretty nice. Pretty, pretty, it's pretty nice. Is it? I thought so. Yeah, all right. Your ass is bigger. I mean, that's true, but I'm Wakanda's ass. <laughs> okay. But I guess speaking about the, the future of the MCU going forward based off these events... And now that we have the Spider-Man, no, trailer, no, we, we, I, I was gonna say we. Got, I feel like we gotta talk about the future in conjunction with Spider-Man, and we're not on trailers yet. So you want to hold that until? Yes. Okay. Is there else, anything else in game before you want to hold your piece? Anything that we didn't discuss last week that you have more time to think about? The stuff like the Howard the Duck was in there. Stuff like the I Love You Three Thousand. Some people were speculating that that was because if you add up all the runtime, yeah, add up all, all the, the runtimes to all the movies, that equals three thousand. There's no way. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way yeah, people, like, they were thinking who, of that. Who thought of that? <laughs> but internet's crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, if that is the case, I'm like, it's kind of a, it's a coincidence if they weren't thinking that. Yeah. Because I'm like, what is the origin of that? I, I Love You Three Thousand. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it was something that was said to RDJ from his kids. Like his kids actually told him that, "I love you 3000. I've even seen people, and this is, this is the internet. Just I, I think that's the truth. Like his kid told him that, so they put it in the movie. But I've, all, I've even heard people talk about like, "Oh no, the kid's smarter than you think." Because when Iron Man says, "I love you a ton," 
what's a ton? A ton is 2,000 oh, yeah, pounds. I, I saw that. So she loves him a 1,000 more than that. I'm like, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> there's no. Yeah, I also saw people saying. Deep uh, thinking internet. I <laughs> also saw people saying that, that the fact that she had the Iron Man helmet, helmet the rescue armor that she uh, that he ended up making for Pepper, that's a foreshadow that she's going to be the new Iron Heart going forward. When? And I'm like, like 10 plus yeah, years from like, now? That's stupid. Yeah, it's never going to happen. It's too fucking far away to even think about. Um, fuck. There was definitely so or that uh, Ty Simpkins character is gonna come with the tease of uh, Young Avengers. He might be Iron Lad. First of all, most people didn't even know who that kid was. Yeah, most people didn't know. Who I, that everything was. I've been seeing online, people were like, "Who is that kid? I don't know that kid." <laughs> I think Kevin Smith was like, he should have been wearing a sign that said, "I am the kid from Iron Man 3 on his chest. Or something. Somebody should have said something to him. Yeah, if, if, even just the line dialogue. Just to make you remember who this kid fucking was. Because he, really, he doesn't even look the same. No, because he's older. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man 3 was how long ago? Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think about the small things. Like the Howard the Duck level And even stuff. that, like Captain Marvel and Nick Fury like right next to each other. Why not have a... Like, I, I got maybe it was like, well, when you, there's no time for all that. Well, right now we're focusing on the funeral of Tony Stark. But I'm like... This look like this whole movie was so was supposed to be about character moments more so than Infinity War, but it's like there's a lot of smaller character moments that got lost. Yeah, I mean, so I want that's why I kind of, even though I'm like this movie was already kind of long, but I'm like I still feel three like, and a half hours. Yeah, I was like <laughs> they should have added another half an hour, <laughs> like Lord of the Rings, like twenty different endings. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> if Lord of the Rings could do it, why not? Like Lord of the Rings was almost like four hours. Yeah, but Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, that shit was so annoying at the end where it was like it would fade out. Oh, we're done. No, there's more. <laughs> fade out again. Oh, yeah. we're not done with the Hobbit shit. Like, oh goddamn, it's in the movie already. <laughs> and I think was it Saving Private Ryan like three fifteen or something like that? Something like that. I would've been fine with a longer movie, but so maybe not a half hour, but an extra maybe fifteen minutes. But Michael, they had to trim it down for that "I Love You" three thousand line to make sense because <laughs> it had to be the runtime of all the movies together. Wow, that's bullshit. It could be "I Love You" three thousand and four. Do you still feel the same? Talk about character moments. Do you still feel the same way about Captain America's final choice and how the movie ended? Now, I, don't know, I still feel the same way. Still disappointed. <laughs> yeah, still fucking selfish. And then on top of no, I get to it when I get to news. <laughs> Spider Man. Uh, is it no, Spider-Man there's, stuff, there's a thing where the Russo brothers try to explain all the plot holes. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, let's get into it when we get to Spider-Man and news. But on that note, let's talk about this week's episode of Game of Thrones, episode four. What was the title? I didn't write it down. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was the title? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the title was the, uh, last the Last of the Starks. Yeah, I was like, it was something... We have won the Great War. Now we will win the last war. We'll rip her out root and stem. I was like, I was looking at it. What was it? Yeah, the last of the Starks. Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> Very foreboding title for a episode that follows a very foreboding event, which was the long night. Um, all right. Let's just, next week's episode just needs to be called Rakaris. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this week's episode is the aftermath of the long night. 
regardless of how you felt about it, good or bad, if you felt like it was exactly the way you wanted that battle to play out, or if you felt like it was underwhelming like we did, um, I feel like the beginning of this episode did a good job of despite the fact, because look, I'm going to start like this. I went into this episode with my arms crossed, because after last week's episode, even though I gave it perfect vision with that caveat that I want to see how the rest of the, the series plays out to make that event make sense, but I was like, you guys have to prove to me now, Game of Thrones, because you took what I thought was going to be the apex moment of the entire series and had the main villain, or what I thought was the main villain, defeated in the same episode he was introduced in that final battle. I feel like the same thing's going to happen again. With what? Like next week's episode, I feel like it's gonna start and end. I kind of, I feel like it kind of has to, but we'll get into that. But uh, so I, I went in this episode with my arms crossed. It's like, all right, impress me, motherfuckers. And even though one of my main complaints from last week was the fact that they didn't kill enough people, there's too many fucking side characters still around, like fucking Podrick or Varys or any of these other motherfuckers. Especially how characters like Varys have been utilized this episode. I'm okay. Yeah, I was going to say, now uh, it makes sense that Varys is still alive. Yeah, Varys. But like, Podrick. Yeah, Podrick, they're not even doing nothing with him. So why is he still alive? I don't know. But for the characters that did die, even though there's only a handful, the beginning of this episode did a really good job of making me feel for them. Because they had every single character that had like a a, a chemistry with them or, or a relationship with them mourn their death. And with the characters mourning, I mourn too. So despite me going like, all right, yeah, Theon died. Of course he did. We all saw that coming. You know, when Sansa walks over and like gives missed, him a sad I missed look. The, I missed the first eight minutes because I wasn't home. Oh, okay. Well, Sansa gives him a sad look. Arya gives him a pin, which is the uh, the wolf. Or maybe it was Sansa. Somebody gives him a pin, a wolf's pin. So the idea is in death, he finally became a Stark. That was actually pretty beautiful. You got John looking at Lady Mormont. Her, I saw her, that part. There yeah. was a part... The part that I saw was when they started walking towards the, the pyres. Yeah, okay. But it was basically just all the characters that died being mourned by the people that, you know, in life, loved them. Daenerys and Jorah. Um, who else died? Oh, uh, Arya and... What's his name? Brig, Brigid Bagaba. Brig... Uh, Fire Bar- sword. Barak Bar- Bar- <laughs> Dondarrion. Dondarrion. There yeah. you go. His name is so fucking weird. <laughs> but in that moment, I was like, okay, even though there weren't many deaths... The way they're playing this out, I fucking felt emotional for these characters. So I was like, all right, you, you softened me a little. And then we get into the, the the banquet scene, the aftermath like dinner party they're having. Starts off very quiet, very tense. But then when Daenerys, you know, speaks to Gendry and gives him the title of Baratheon, I'm like, All right, Daenerys, all right, being that's that's the queen I, I knew and loved. You're you're a good person and you do right by the people that follow you. And honestly, the arbitrary rules of Westeros where it's like, oh, you're a bastard. You can never have a house. I'm like, fuck that shit. You fought zombies. You're a fucking lord now. I'm like, yeah. yes. At first, I was and like, then, at first, when she was like, <laughs> at first, when she was like, Gendry, you're a Baratheon. I was like, oh, fuck. She's gonna, you know, pull her bullshit of, you better bend a knee because you could take, you you know, usurp the throne. Yeah, or- I didn't like that. How she started. Yeah. She's like, you realize that your father is the reason why my king, my father is dead. Like, your father was crazy, bitch. You not remember that? You keep talking like he wasn't a madman. <laughs> but yeah, so it started off kind of shaky, but then when she gives him the house, it's like, all right, that's Daenerys I know and love. But then she turns to fucking Tyrion, and he's like, oh, so you did that for the Game of Thrones. Like, you did that to have him become loyal to you. She's like, you're not the only clever one. I'm like, who is this bitch? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> That is a Cersei move. But at the same time, she's been doing. 
she's kind of been doing that from the beginning. Even though she's the breaker of chains, she did that really so they could follow her. Like, but it's never oh, been so I'm selling, I'm going to free you, but I'm, gonna, me. I'm freeing you, but still fight for me. Like, but it was never so explicit. Like, that we could read into that and, like, oh, she was doing, and we did. We, we, we said before, like, oh, she was saving the slaves because she wanted to build her army. But it wasn't like she was like, I'll save you and now fight for me. They chose that. And it felt like it was a, a reward for a noble decision, a moral decision. But now it's like, in the same breath that she's saying some good shit to, to Gendry, and we're like, oh, that's a good queen. She turns around and is like, I don't give a fuck about him, though. No. It's, it's just for this throne. I'm like, no, who are you? <laughs> I was rooting for you, Daenerys. And when I talk at this in this episode, they're, she's fucking up my whole, but yeah, but that's, my whole but, theory. But at the same time, but that's all she's cared about since day one. It's just now becoming more of a more apparent, more yeah, more apparent since she's since she's the closest to it that she's ever been. But and it's also you can make the, the argument whole, that she's the whole under reason pressure. she's the whole reason she gathered the Unsullied, the whole reason she gathered the the Dothraki, all of that was towards getting the Iron Throne. How did you feel about the fucking fact that they were like, yeah, fifty percent died? I'm like, yeah, I was like bullshit. We're the, the whole fucking horde of Dothraki fucking charged into that. The shit. whole horde, all the Unsullied. Gretchen, we saw like like. Three or four ride back with uh, Jorah. It wasn't like 50%. Like, yeah. come, get the fuck out of here. Like, all the Unsullied got wiped out. I saw it. <laughs> there was no one left in the fucking castle when they won. Yeah. Where is this 50%? <laughs> Where are you? Wait, whatever. Plot. <laughs> but yeah, so Daenerys' choices this episode, I think, is the main focus of where this show is going. And what I fear maybe the writing is doing to certain characters without the guiding hand of George R.R. R. Martin. Granted, he might take the narrative down I, feel, route. I still feel like, I mean, I don't know. Does it not feel forced? I feel like he might still be involved in some, to some aspect. He might not, they might not be following his uh, books because obviously he has no books. But. I've heard from him that he says that ever since season four or five, he's had less and less control over where this, the show goes. They just have meetings every once in a while, touching base. So I'm not sure. And maybe his... I, I guess Daenerys going this way, even based off how she originally was in the first four or five seasons. But it maybe it's the fact that it's, there's less episodes, so it does feel rushed. But her choices have become so Mad Queen-esque in the span of a few episodes. You can make the argument that it's because, like you said, she's always had these like impulses to the point where I even season five, when she came back and freed Marine or whatever, she came back and was like, I'm going to burn everything. All the slave masters, I'm going to kill them all. And Tyrion was like, yo, uh, maybe that's not the right way to go, Daenerys. You know, it's kind of mad king talk. And she's like, all right, cool. But the fact that she's still having those impulses this late in the game, you know, it, it, it makes you realize that, hey, maybe she's always been this way. And now only because her back's up against the wall that we're starting to see her true character come out. Because she's always been lauded as this fucking goddess. But now it's like when she looks around and sees like she's not like as as put on a pedestal as she was in Essos as she is not in Westeros. I feel like that's it's maybe that's why her character's changing. Maybe that's why we're seeing these shades of her the, the darker shades of her character we've never seen before. So I, I I'm arguing both sides here. I would say, well, you you say we've never seen it, but I feel like we have. The only but the only difference is for the most part, her ruthlessness were against people that we wanted to die. 
Like, for example, when she, that Daenerys' most badass boss bitch moment that she had when she killed that guy that spoke, that was speaking Valerian. I was like, oh, oh yeah. when she first met Misande. <laughs> but she didn't, I can't understand you. Yeah, he's calling her, <laughs> I was this stupid whore, you cunt. And she's like, I, I know everything you're saying right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to buy my time until I get the Unsullied. And then all of a sudden she started speaking the language. And then it's like, oh, shit. That's when, like, that's the moment I was like, fucking ride or die with Daenerys. <laughs> I was car. like, she's fucking boss. <laughs> but... So it's like she so but she was had, bloodthirsty the entire time. But yeah, she she's had that then or the yeah. uh the woman that ended up that killed uh Dro, not Drogon but Dro, the who whose name's based off of Drago. Drago. Like how she burnt those women at the stake and got in the fire with them. Yeah. Knowing that she wasn't going to burn but she wanted them to she wanted them to suffer. She was like I want to hear you scream. Okay, you're right about all this. But before when she got to Westeros, I was looking at her like, you got that Latin passion. <laughs> she got that fiery, fiery well, Latina like, she's passion. Even, she's not even Latin. I know, but that's how <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, yeah, she's a hard... I was like Tyrion. I, before this episode, I was Tyrion. I was like, yeah, she's got, she's got, she's got a hard edge, but you know, she, she at least knows herself well enough that she has uh, uh, like a... Uh, not assistance. What's the, what's the word called? Hands, not hands, but she's got uh, advisors. She got advisors that check her worst impulses. But then when you look at the like since season five, she's had she's had these same she's had the same conversation with Tyrion about not being the Mad Queen like three or four times now. I was gonna say even when she like watched and smiled when her brother got murdered. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is ki- Daenerys. You are killing my theory about you becoming the 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 ultimate winner of the Game of Thrones at the end because now it's like. If she was always like this, it doesn't matter how much good shit John talks to her. It's not like if he were to die, she would just change out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So like my whole theory about like, oh, but Jon Snow is like the, the obvious choice. I'm not like, going to have him become the king. Now I feel like it's getting to the point that because of all this the, this information about him being Aegon Targaryen is coming out and she's feeling so threatened, I feel like she's going to try to Dracarys him. Fuck you. And he's gonna, and he's, <laughs> Fuck you. But, Why would you want Daenerys to be that big of a villain? But I, I, I feel like it's still not confirmed whether he's fireproof or not. It's not. I don't know. I mean, I saw somebody say, well, there was a scene in season one where he grabbed fire and threw it at a white. And they said, well, he burned himself. It's like, well, no, not really. He grabbed it and like he flinched. But that could just be an impulse of... Oh, I'm grabbing fire. Like, ah! Yeah. But we never saw his hand be burnt or him acknowledge or any burn or his hand be wrapped. Yeah. His hand being wrapped, anything like that. So you could take that and say, well, we didn't we didn't confirm he got burned. I couldn't see... I said I couldn't see her going that full villain, but honestly, on the path that she is right now, it seems like she really is a especially as a, for Mad Queen. Especially considering, like, Misande gave her permission at this point. And if you think about what Lady Olena said to her, she was like, "You're a dragon. Be a drag. Be a fucking dragon." Yeah. Story wise, they've they've done a good job of making me understand, even though I don't agree with them, the choices she's making. But in the same breath, she's also coming off in a way where it's like, your 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 main advisors are looking at you sideways, and I understand why now because. Even the moment where Tyrion was like, hey, we should uh, give Cersei a chance to stand down before we just run in there and just start killing people. She's like, yes, that would be the smart thing to do. So people can know that the hell she's about to bring on herself is her own fault. It's like, yo, calm the fuck down, Daenerys. <laughs> but I don't know. I, granted, I feel like Daenerys is going, going for a mad queen. Yeah. But part of me is still like, 
at this point though, like I get it. Cause it's like, if you were in that situation, like what else can you do? Like she killed, she killed, she considers the dragons, her, ch- her children, yeah. considering she's not in her mind, she's not able to have children. So it's like now two of her dragons are dead. One of them is because of the mad King. I mean the night King, but you can't really do anything about that. But now it's because of Cersei. Cersei already lied about fucking, uh, sending troops and, and she more or less openly threatened to, 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 to kill her more to basically. And, uh, and on top of that, she killed Misande, her best friend right in front of her. Yeah. So it's and like, honestly, if she had just done what she said she was going to do day one, she could have avoided even all the casualties of the rest of King's Landing being in the Red Keep. Cause she could just gone to the Red Keep right off the bat with, before they had time to even make those crossbows and make all those anti-dragon defenses, just fucking go right directly to the Red Keep, destroy it, and the most casuals would be from like the people surrounding Red Keep. But now since the entire population of King's Landing is in the Red Keep, it's like it's it's worse now than when they started. But I also get the lo- the, the 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 for, from Tyria's perspective, the logical reason why you wouldn't do that because like, even Josh Snow said it, it. Yeah, yeah. Even if people aren't there, they're still seeing this happen, and in their minds, she's the other. Like she's she's a usurper. She's yeah. not the protector of the realm. Like she's just some foreign because they don't necessarily believe she's from Westeros. So she's this foreign born woman coming in to be the ruler of King's land. And it's like, so even though we're not physically being harmed, I don't trust this. I don't trust her. Like, I'm not going to trust her as my queen. I would sort that shit out after the fact, but yeah, <laughs> that's all power of hindsight. But the moment in Winterfell where the party continues and it goes from becoming mourning and like, you know, quiet to being like a full on like, Hey, we fucking live. Let's fucking celebrate. Everybody's getting drunk. When, the uh, when Tormund and the First Men, or what's they called the First Men? No, the Wildlings. No, the Wildlings. When Tormund and the Wildlings, he's another person. Where I'm like, it was nice to see him say goodbye, but the fact that he just get to leave, I'm like, he should have died too. See, I thought he was gonna live at least to start a new uh, civilization of the Wildlings within the borders of Westeros. Like, I thought that was gonna be the, the the big change John brought upon the world, where it's like the Wildlings no longer live up north. Now they live around Winterfell. You know, not past the wall. But for them to just go back, I'm like, so what was the point? Like, it'd be one thing if Tormund stayed and started that, like, new lifestyle for the Wildlings. But I guess technically now you could say he started a new life for the Wildlings outside the wall, but now there's, they're, not the White en- Walkers? they're not enemies anymore. And he doesn't also doesn't have to worry about, they don't have to worry about White Walkers. I guess so. I'm like, why would you go back to the, 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 the living conditions in the north? The true North. And I guess we're terrible. <laughs> I guess technically you don't need uh, uh, crows anymore. True. Yeah, no more uh, Night's Watch, right? Because you don't got to watch the walls. Yeah. The great evil's dead. And the wildlings aren't enemies. And the wildlings aren't enemies. But when he's getting drunk and fucking like, yeah, this motherfucker, John, he's small, but he's a strong. He died and came back. Can you say anything about this motherfucker? Isn't great? And Daenerys looked at him like, these bitches. <laughs> or it's like, he rode a dragon. Who else rides a dragon? She's, she's like, like, I rode a dragon. Yeah, I was the first one to do that. <laughs> but you see her face. She's putting together like, man, like now that I know that John is the true heir, the fact that I see all this love for him, if this comes out, I'm fucked. Like no one's going to want to follow me if they know that he's the rightful heir. Yeah, especially considering like, not even just that, but like everybody is being surrounded and having fun and having their own separate conversations. Meanwhile, nobody, nobody's trying to talk to her. I'm like, you, you don't think 
I mean, I guess the fact of the matter is it's the North and they don't trust anybody that's not from the North. But I'll be like, can I get your autograph, Daenerys, Queen of Dragons? Like, <laughs> like you're badass. Like, you came with dragons and all that shit. You got blonde hair. It's crazy. I don't know, buddy. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> but how did you feel about the scene where she begs John to not tell? Like, begs him. Like, I, right there. And, and the fact that she begs, and has, like she goes from, like, this cute... Cat no, with like eye, she goes big full, like, cat eyes to I'll fucking cut you if you tell yeah, anybody. That's that's why I said I feel like she's gonna try to Dracarys him, like Dragonfire. I, I, cause like, she's like please don't. She tell. goes. He's full, like, uh, she, they're my family, and you're my queen. She and goes. Nothing will change. Yeah, she that. goes for Lady Crone from fucking Promised Neverland. Oh yeah, the face, with the face. Yeah, she's like nothing will. If we do what I just said, yeah, I already like, told you how we can still be together. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, yeah, she's go, she's going crazy. <laughs> That's really weird. And the fact they're about to like make out and have sex, but then John was like, ah, it's weird. You're my aunt. <laughs> he, he, he had a moment where it's like because he was drunk, but then he remembered. Yeah, and 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 it's it's something that Varys because because at first I was like, so are they are never gonna make a mention of the fact that they're that that's her aunt and he's her nephew. No. Okay, but I'm glad like Varys actually said something like, yeah, for a Targaryen, she probably doesn't care. But is that a thing that happens in the North? Probably not. No, <laughs> it's not. But I mean, he didn't care. He didn't. He he didn't. He didn't. It didn't bother him for that one moment. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I, I I just I don't know. Because even so even then, for nephews it, and even, aunts even everywhere. Though he, even though he technically stopped, he's still like, I want to be. I want to be with you. Like I love you and all others. So it doesn't really bother him that much. <laughs> it's so weird that I watch a show that a nephew and an aunt can start making out. I'm like, oh yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, am I okay with incest? What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, even like, even Jamie and Cersei to a certain extent. I never say, oh yeah, to Jamie and Cersei like, making oh, out. Oh yeah. Nah, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, Jamie, why? And we'll get to Jamie in a second. But the fuck, what the fuck is that? I don't know. Is it gonna? It's about to blow up. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. The fuck? Oh, there we go. But uh, so yeah, so you you agree that in that moment, Daenerys is fucking crazy. Yeah. Especially they, when once she got to the point where she's like, I've never begged for anything, and John still was like, he's honorable. He's not gonna lie. That made her. I feel like that kind of made her snap a little bit even more, yeah. and that's why I feel like she's gonna try to kill him. That's crazy. I, there'd be no redemption for her if she does. If she goes that far. I don't want that. <laughs> but the fact that John, I get it. You're honorable. I get it. You but it's like, but it's still because I'm like, even but, Ned Stark wasn't that. Like Ned Stark had his wife. He lied to everybody. Yeah. His <laughs> wife believed that he cheated on her with another woman. For years. For years. <laughs> like, he didn't tell anybody. But yeah, John is like... Family, though. He, he so watched, I'm like, he ain't that honorable. Like, Ned ain't that honorable. He's been watching... Well, no, he promised. The promise to his family, I guess, superseded the, the telling his wife the truth. But in this case, it's like, John, I get you're honorable, but you're also being kind of naive because you know Sansa hates Daenerys. Yeah. You know that. Arya, sure. Bran. Yeah, Arya could tell. Yeah, Bran already knows. But not Sansa. So when he tells Sansa, when, when he literally, his whole plan is, Pinky swear you won't tell anyone. I'm like, get the, this yeah. is the Game of Thrones, John. Come on, son. And then what's Sansa do? But it also, sh- I mean, but it shows that honorable people don't win the Game of Thrones. They always end up dying. <laughs> But it's like, you got to know that it's going to spread. Especially when you tell Sansa. But fuck Bran for being like, 
It's your choice. Well, Mike, clearly then, Brand. Thank you, Brand. You put me on the spot now. <laughs> well, now I have to decide if I tell them or not. But even then, it's but it's, it's your know, choice. I mean, granted, <laughs> you can't even blame Brand for that because just by just based on his reaction, you knew he wanted to tell them something. That's why he looked at him like what, and then he looked at Brand because even even with the secret, it's like. He say it's his choice, but then he made the choice, but then he still didn't really tell. He was just like, Brand, you tell him. Yeah. And then when you we catch back up with Sansa, they don't show us when he tells them. Which I was like, oh, I want to see the reactions. But then you see Sansa kind of looking off at the dragons and Tyrion walks up. And then she's like, you know, you might like Daenerys, but what if there was somebody better? How well, would she, you feel? She does it a little after. Like, she doesn't tell him right away. She thinks about it. She's thinking about and it. And clearly, and then knowing he, I think how Tyrion, she's like... I think Tyrion says something. Like, she's the one or something like that. Yeah, she's That different. makes her go, well, no, queen. she's not. But it's like... Do you think that moment she was playing the Game of Thrones? I think she knew what would happen if she told Tyrion. Yeah, of course. Like, that's, why I think, that's why she was like Sansa's, looking off in the distance. Sansa's not stupid. Yeah. She's she, doing a Cersei. She used to be, but she's not. Yeah, she's, she's not pulling a Cersei anymore. and like mulling over her options in that moment when she was looking at the dragon. It's like, should I tell this motherfucker and start this wheel rolling? Yeah. Hey, Tyrion, real quick. <laughs> Especially when, when maybe, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know about Drogon, but I'm like, even to the point where it's like, even if Daenerys disappears, you still got a Targaryen. He can still control dragons, so you are you got a Drogon would just take like maybe not Drogon. Maybe we don't, don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know how connected Drogon would be to him. But I mean, Drogon still let him pet her. Or, I mean, pet him. Not the same thing. Not, is. I know it's not, <laughs> not the same thing. But for the most part, we never seen Drogon let anybody approach him besides her. Mm. So he still has like cuddly feelings towards Jon. Nah, I think you could have Daenerys. That shit is over. <laughs> I think you could have Daenerys. Drogon's gonna go crazy. I mean, it depends on who, like if, obviously if like John kills Daenerys, then he's like fuck you. But hmm. But one of my favorite parts of the episode was just watching the conversations between Tyrion and Varys play out. Because Varys from the door said that he was always for the realm, and that only word only lasts. Which I'm as glad Tyrion as... finally was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't know what it meant. I, I got it. I mean, for the yeah, people. but at the same time, it's like you you say you're for the realm, but you're quick to flip. Yeah, in an and, instant. but he's. I think he's looking at it from the, from the perspective of he flips, but it's for the sake of the greater good for the people. And until Daenerys starts showing these signs of mad Targaryenism. But it's like you talk about, but it's like for the most part, any monarch, when you have the weight of the world on your shoulders, they're all going to make bad decisions. Like nobody's going to have, have, be completely perfect. You think about even T'Chaka. And the things that he did that Black Panther had a problem with. Yeah, for sure. Like, when he did the... <laughs> no! <Yeah. laughs> I am on my Malcolm X status right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's true. But I think when you have the direct comparison... And I, I, I've seen things online that at one point... I don't remember what season it was. But when Varys first meets Tyrion and he's talking to Tyrion about what he thinks the qualities of a good leader are. Everything he says perfectly matches up with Jon Snow, not Daenerys. So I think when you had that direct comparison, he's like, look, it'd be one thing if he wasn't like the rightful heir, but now that we have an option and he is the rightful heir, he has the right name and he's got all the temperament and the good qualities of a decent man that are required for a good king. But I also feel like, yeah, but that's Jon Snow now. What would Jon Snow be like if he was the king and he had the weight of the seven kingdoms on his shoulders? He did. What and he you, gave it up. 
that 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 to me proves a lot well, about his character. That was the king of the north. That's that's one part of the like one. Well, right now, Daenerys ain't king of shit. <laughs> Daenerys ain't queen of nothing right now. And she's like, <laughs> she's burn them all. No, no, she's not queen of anything, but she still has way more people under her command than Jon Snow did. I guess, but I still feel like at the end of the day, the qualities that Jon Snow has are not qualities that Daenerys has at all. Just. By by virtue of the things he's done, like his actions, prove that. And I like the fact that he do bring up the point. Uh, Tyrion's like like he, he doesn't want to be king. Trying, you could see he's like fuck. I think he would be a good king, but he doesn't want it anyway. So what what's the point of the discussion? And Varys is like, well, let's consider the fact that maybe that's a quality that makes a good king, a king that doesn't even want to be king. That shows humility. You know what I mean? That's like a, that's important for a ruler. Yeah, I think I mentioned that before yeah. too. And the fact that you know he's grown up never wanting it and she's always wanting it. But to me, those are all things that's like, well, clearly he's the obvious choice. Even now he seems like the obvious choice. I'm like, is that a Game of Thrones thing to to give you the obvious but, choice? But it's also We got Night King being killed by Arya because they were like, Oh, we want something unexpected. But we're gonna get Jon Snow on the Iron Throne by the end. Like Well, do we don't know if that's gonna be the end. I don't. But do you think that's where it's going? That's what it looks like right now. Yeah, you. I mean, usually if 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 a show pushes you towards the obvious choice, I feel like that's not going to be the choice. Mm. So I don't know. It might not be John, but then I'm like, it might not even be Daenerys. Like at the end of the <laughs> Cersei wins. <laughs> I mean, that would be some shit if that ends up being the case. Which <laughs> that would be totally Game of Thrones if they do. But part of me is like, the show might end where there is no throne. With democracy. Yeah. That was also an option we said. I mean, that's the only real way to break the wheel if you want to break the wheel. Yeah, that's the only real way. I don't know. Maybe maybe a tragic Jon Snow death they, will turn Daenerys. Barack Obama. Uh, Grey Worm becomes... The- <laughs> um, I also felt the speediness of this episode. So by the time we get all... The, and we're going to get back to some of the other characters. Well, yeah. I remember plots. before it used to take day episodes for them to go from like King's Landing to Winterfell. Now they're just there. Then before it would take like, you know... An episode. Now it's just like five minutes, bro. <laughs> even when they got to the battle, like the 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 ocean battle, where Daener- where the Daenerys riding Drogon and Rhaegar's there, I was like, whoa, what? We're here already. We're already going to the battle. But after that long, I think a half the episode was just build up. When they get to that moment where Rhaegar and Drogon are flying through the air, right away, I was like, this is too happy. Rhaegar's about to die. There's no way. And then what happens? Spear, spear, spear. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it still hurt me, though. I didn't expect that. I was like... I've been trained by the Promised Neverland, Madoka Magica, Game of Thrones, Attack on Titan. Like, all these shows have trained me now. When things are too happy, I'm like, what's going to happen? Some shit's going to happen right now, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. Well, I didn't, I didn't expect the dragon. Like, but when, So when that happened, I was like, oh, shit. And like... You see that when it went through his, when it when it when it stabbed him in the in the chest, I was like, okay, he's okay, yeah, he's, he's okay, he's, he's okay, he's okay. Like land, take it out, and then you know have him rest, take him out the battle, but he's still good. But then when that shit went through his neck, I was like, you motherfucker! Upon rewatching, did you notice that it first goes through his chest? He's still kind of flying. Yeah, he's still flying. His, his his wing, and it's like, oh fuck! Now he's kind of flying weird. And then he tries to grab the spear in his chest and pull it out. But as he reaches for it and tries to grab it, that's when the last spear goes through his head. I'm like, ah, the accuracy. <laughs> First of all, according to our emailer, they're absolutely right. How the fuck did Daenerys not see Euron there 
But yeah, Euron can with pinpoint accuracy <laughs> hit the dragon out the sky with those fucking crossbows. She wasn't paying attention. I remember Chris. Because we literally saw right before that happened, she was looking at Rhaegal to make sure he was good. Yeah. And so her attention was diverted. I mean, even that choice of her with the dick measuring contest with Sansa. Oh, speak, was, yeah, speaking bro. of which, we, we forgot to mention that. Like, Sansa was totally right. 100% she, she's right. She's talking about all this stuff about, I'm here to fight tyrants. And it's like, no, you're acting like a tyrant now. You're not even giving your people time to rest. It doesn't make sense. Like, they literally just fought a horde of dead people. Some people are wounded. Like, yeah. let them fucking hit. Oh, I came here to fight. The only thing I care about is the throne. This is a diversion. Okay, well, you decided to take that diversion. Now give your people time to rest. Like, the throne is still going to be there. Yeah, it didn't make... Her excuse was... Her justification was, Oh, but the longer I wait, the stronger my enemies become. But it's like... No. No. Not really. The Golden Army is there. We already knew they were coming. If anything, if you waited a little bit longer... You, not wouldn't, only have would, amb- you wouldn't have been ambushed. You wouldn't have been ambushed, but your army would have been stronger because they would have been healed. But then also, you could give them time to people like Yara and your other... Because uh, even the Prince of Dorne, apparently, was like on her side. Uh-huh. But just... Fuck all them. Just gonna yeah, that gives them time to maybe show up and be part of the ba- be part of the battle. Yeah, but nah, just get right into it. it, it, it that was one of the, like the really stupid moves where I was like, "This is not the Daenerys I used to know." Like, that's too dumb. That, that was too big of a like. Well, we need to build conflict, so <laughs> here's an obvious thing, Daenerys. No, fuck that. Somebody that I used to know. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> but yeah, even the convenience of Euron just being there and then being back at the Red Keep. Like, he just, like the next day. He just teleports back and yeah. forth. Like. <laughs> like he was there to take out the, the, the dragon. Then like the next scene, it's like, is the dragon dead? Yeah, I killed it myself. It's like, how'd you get there that quick? <laughs> what about Varys? Like, I thought Varys had spies. Like, why didn't he know that Euron didn't actually leave? Like, and why didn't Daenerys even consider, oh, yeah, let's use my dragons to attack Cersei? Oh, but that was that time that I attacked Cersei and Drogon almost died from a giant crossbow. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one, Varys spies, didn't even know that they set up giant crossbows all along King's Landing. Like, where, where are your spies, bro? Know, maybe, maybe he doesn't have little birds anymore. But he does. Apparently he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit like that. I'm like, I don't understand... Whatever plot you gotta, but I'm, I'm I'm like I mean, but I'm also like so going forward now you're gonna put some armor on Drogon, right? <laughs> yeah, why don't they have armor? <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be a good thing to do? Especially now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, even the co- plot convenience of their ships are all destroyed, but don't worry because all the main characters with plot armor somehow got to shore. Except for Misande. the Masande, the one character we need as a hostage. I'm like, thank God we captured this one main character woman. <laughs> I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> and I was, I was like, how though? Exactly how? Because how ship, did she get there? The ships were way far. They they were nowhere near each other. Nowhere near. So even if you're shooting the ship, like, how did you grab her? Unless you're like such an expert thrower that you fucking threw a rope like, <laughs> miles to like. To, what's that? What's the thing with the cowboys do? Lasso? Yeah, to like lasso her and like fucking grab her. Like, right? Isn't that? How did you? How did you get her? It's stuff like that that I'm like, oh, this is the shit I'm talking. This is what people online complain about. But then again, Arya was able to do a 500, like a 500 mile leap. This is stupid. This is all stupid. So, <laughs> apparently, Euron was able to do a 500 mile leap to grab Misande. <laughs> it's like the logic of of these set pieces don't really matter anymore. It all is set up for the next thing. 
So it doesn't matter how Masande was somehow able to be teleported over to Euron and be captured. And they just keep her as the one hostage because they know she's super important. And then use her for that character moment between her and Daenerys. That's really what all it was for. They just had to, they just didn't, it didn't matter how she got there. What mattered was that she's there for that character beat, which was effective. I still, I love that moment. Yeah. Where she says Jakaris and gets her head chopped off and mm-hmm. Little Worm can't, or Grey Worm can't look at her. That's fucking sad. Yeah. I felt for her. Even though I thought it was going to be Grey Worm that dies, but... <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Somehow he didn't fucking die with the fucking long night. Cause Which part of me was like, I don't want to think this way, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about the fact that you killed the only black woman on this show. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're going to take it there, really? <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you only got one. Then you kill it. It's like, wait, there's no more black people. I mean, besides Grey Worm, but I'm like... <laughs> Obama. There's no black women on the show. Even if you kill Great One, I'm like, I would have said the same thing. I don't know how I feel about you killed. So they, so they're protected by like racial plot. They they gotta be. (laughs) If you're the only one, then it's racism if you kill them. Holding the down for the whole race. (laughs) That's why you should have more than more than one and two. Okay. (laughs) Um, what was I gonna say? But those, that's, those are the main plot beats of the episode. But then you get into like the, some of the, the smaller character moments. But I really enjoy it. Like between uh, Arya and Gendry. Once he becomes a lord. And he's like, oh, we can be together now. We can be my wife and we can live together and storms in or whatever. All the, part like, of me was nah, like, son. <laughs> none of this makes sense to me. I'm like, all of a sudden, now you're just talking about how. It, and it's not to say that you couldn't tell that they didn't have feelings for each other. Like you always knew they had feelings for each other way from jump. Yeah. But all this now I love you and I want to marry you, be my and it's like, wait, where the fuck is all this coming from? I was like, her pussy was that good? <laughs> I mean Because I was like, this seems way out of character for him. It it did. All of a sudden. Especially since like their last conversations before all this happened was like her wanting to be his family when she was like a little little girl. Remember it's like, oh, but don't leave. You I, I'm your family. But it's like, now it's like, nah, bitch, you my wife now. <laughs> we about to get wifed up. I wasn't really... Well, not even just that. I just just the, like the 180 of all of a sudden now he's like madly in love with her. Well, I took... As opposed to just like, she's somebody I really care about. Yeah. That's fine. But now all of a sudden it's like, I want you to be mine. You know, marry me. I'm the lady. Be be the lady of, of Stormbreaker or whatever the Storm's fuck it's called. End. <laughs> Storm's ended. <laughs> but you know, no, I agree with you. But maybe you could also take that as like... Same thing with Daenerys, and maybe her actions are being um, altered by her knowledge of Jon's heritage. Maybe that's why she's so frantic in that scene where she's like, I beg you, I never beg for anything, just promise me this. Maybe in the same way, after just killing an army of the undead, and it's like, you know, you feel like you you have a connection with this girl. You're like, oh, I just want to, let's lock it down, I love you, let's fucking just stay together forever. Maybe that's why, between the drinking and the exhilaration of becoming a lord and the fact that you just beat a whole zombie army, maybe that's why. I mean, maybe. These are also excuses I'm giving the writing. So I'm like, I don't know. You could be absolutely right. It did seem out of character. When he said it, I was like, too much. Too much. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> and I mean, and he, should, he shouldn't be surprised at her answer because she's always said from, like, I'm not a, when, even when he call, kept calling her my lady, I'm not a lady. This episode was a lot of callbacks. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of closing the loop on these characters. Same thing with Sansa talking to the Hound and how he was like the she was like the little bird to him, and he was like, 
you know, if I had just taken you from King's Landing, you could have avoided Ramsey and Littlefinger and all that bullshit. But she's like, just like with the Bronn uh, Theon, she's like, nah, I need all that horrible shit to happen to me so I could be the person I am now. I like being badass bitch. <laughs> it was yeah. worth it. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned Bronn, but I think you meant Bran. Oh, yeah, I meant Bran. Let's talk about Bronn. Bron. <laughs> I mean, what happened was what I thought was going to happen. He walks in with the swagger. He threatens to kill them. But then ultimately, he's like, nah, just give me something better. I, I've forgotten about the Tyrion deal. Yeah. Like, I'll pay you more or whatever. I'll, I'll give you double. Yeah. But he made a great point. It was like, uh, you can't just buy your way into like, nobility. It's like, what do you think your ancestors, ancestors did? I think you guys just like you just start off noble. Fuck that. Somebody who's good at killing, <laughs> kill enough people to become nobility. That's what I'm gonna do. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh there was a point that I wanted to make about so because because of that, and that's that's why I'm like it brings out the point it's like where you uh mentioned like uh John's well now it's not Jon Snow, but Aegon. I wanna <laughs> we'll call him Aegon Targaryen because the secret's out. But it's like, yeah, so all this talk about like when uh, you mentioned before, like Daenerys has always wanted it from the beginning and he didn't. Yeah. I think part of that is because he never knew that he was anybody to want something like growing up. He was always told he was a bastard. He's never going to inherit the name of Stark. He doesn't own and he doesn't really own Winterfell. That's part of the reason why he was sent off to the Night's Watch anyway, because Catelyn, Catelyn Stark couldn't stand to look at him. Yeah, and she even kind of made mention to the fact in uh, I think season two, like all of this tragedy and war started because I couldn't love a boy, a little boy who's it was it wasn't his fault or something like that. Yeah, and so I say all that to say it's like you talk about uh, Daenerys, you know, and her attitude of how she's been more or less entitled. It's like, well, John hasn't been entitled because he has been he hasn't been groomed or grown up to be that way, as opposed to Daenerys, where she kind of was. So it's like you put that into John, maybe now, like maybe it might seep into his head. And then going back to the thing with Bronn, like it's like you become royalty because you kill a lot of people, and obviously if you if he becomes king, he's gonna have to kill a lot of people. So we don't necessarily know. If he becomes like the ruler of the seven kingdoms, like he might stay noble, or if that Game of Thrones stuff doesn't start to doesn't start to seep into his head. I mean, do you think Bronn comes back by the end? Since he's he made it seem like he wasn't gonna come back until the war was over. He's gonna come back. Maybe not to he's not gonna come back to Winterfell because he's he Well I'm just saying, do you think he's gonna be back in the show before the end? Do you think he's gonna like yeah. help in some battle or something? Yeah. I said, like ultimately Bronn even though he's an, even though he's a mercenary, even though even though he's an asshole, I still think ultimately he's still good. Yeah. Cause like even him, even him putting his life on the line to fight for Tyrion before Tyrion even offered him any money was a was a sense of more or less nobility. Back when uh uh I can't think of her name, but uh uh Caitlyn Stark's sister from uh oh yeah uh, the Tully I remember her name. Yeah, I don't remember whatever her name is. Whatever her name was. I didn't know about the moon door lady. Yeah. Yeah. Watch him fly! <laughs> yes, her. Yeah. So he put his life on the line for him back then, even before Tyrion was offered him money and all that other stuff. So I'm like, that's 
that shows that there's goodness in him or the fact that he was willing to tra- train Jamie. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I mean, what about the other character moments, though? Like, uh, between Jamie the and, main uh, thing, Jamie yeah, and Bri- Jamie Brian. and Brian finally came to pass, man. I mean, they were drinking. Tyrion had to kind of ruin the mood, calling her a virgin. I was like, really, Tyrion? Really? <laughs> but the I way she was like, play- I mean, they were playing the game. The way she was grinning at fucking Jamie was so cute. And I loved her this episode. Her acting when jumping ahead, she ultimately, like, Jamie ultimately leaves because he hears about Cersei doing the bullshit she did. And he's like, oh, I gotta go fucking stop this chick. Well, before I get to that, part of me is like, after this episode, I was like, well, I guess I kind of get Joss Whedon's point of don't give the audience what they want. Because I'm like, Why? okay, I'm fine. I'm getting what I want. This is what I wanted. But I'm like, I don't know. For some reason, I'm not satisfied. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean when they hooked up? Yeah. Oh, I love that scene. I was just like, ooh, Jamie, I was happy. <laughs> I, was, I don't know what it was, but I was like, something about this doesn't feel earned. What? I don't know. How it did just, I feel like, I don't. It just feels weird. Like it feels weird to me. I've heard people complain that the. That's why I was like, I guess. Scene, I guess the whole it's jo- the Joss Whedon. He's like, see, don't give the audience what they want. They don't know what they want. Clearly, like, you don't. I don't know what I want. I I'm did. like, this is what I've been calling for from the beginning. I want Jamie and Terry. I mean, Jamie and Terry. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what show oh, is that? <laughs> I want Jamie and Brienne together, and I'm like, but then I finally got it, and I'm like. I don't know how I feel. Maybe it's because... I don't know. Maybe it's because it wasn't as tender as I... Maybe... It, I don't know. It wasn't as tender as it should have... It was just like... Take tender. off your... It was just like, take off your clothes. Okay, a, sex scene. Moving but on. that was a callback to... Back when um he had trouble eating with his hand, remember? And she fed him. You remember that? Back Way back when he first got his hand cut off. And like he was oh, being yeah. humbled. Yeah. He couldn't eat with uh, the spoon or whatever with one hand. So she helped feed him. Same way he couldn't take his, his button off, so she helped. I feel like part off. of that is also because he was drunk. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he knew what he was going in there for. <laughs> for sure. When you follow the big woman with a fucking big pitcher of wine, you're like, I'm about to. Fuck and this as soon thing. as you go in the room, you're like, it's hot. I'm taking my clothes off. Oh, hot here. Yeah. Hot here. Hot here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that how that works? We've all pulled that move, yeah. Michael. <laughs> is, is that how that works? I'm gonna just walk in somebody's be like, yeah, I'm hot. I'm gonna take off my pants. <laughs> nah, I loved it. I mean, I, look, I said I've heard people complain that the. The, they were satisfied with the love scene between her and, and uh, Jamie in the, uh, the the episode before The Long Night where he knights her. That could have been their most intimate scene and just ended there. But I think, like I told you before, I, I wanted to see them consummate their relationship. And Brienne being such an imposing woman, I feel like her being vulnerable was like a beautiful payoff for her character arc. Like she finally found somebody that loved her for her. And that's Jamie. But I'm also glad they didn't lean into the stereotype because the stereotype is that for that type of woman, she's a lesbian. Yes. Yes. I didn't even mention like uh, no man or woman. No, neither. And I love the, the, tier, the, the brotherly banter between Tyrion and Jamie after he hooks up with Brienne. He's like, so you had to climb her. <laughs> I can finally make tall jokes. <laughs> that was cute. They're bonding. It's like, what was it like down there? <laughs> like, what? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but I mean, it also makes, because he, he said he's never been with any other woman but Cersei. Wait, he said that? Yeah, he did. When? Uh, when he first came to Winterfell uh, this season. 
Oh, I don't even. I don't remember that. Wow, yeah, that's said, even more poignant. He says Cersei's the only woman he's ever been with. That's he lost his not Cersei virginity to Brienne. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and you're not satisfied? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Especially at the end where he leaves and she catches him packing up the horse and she's like, "Don't like you're not your sister. You're a good person. Don't leave me." And like the way she breaks and cries. Like, when he tells her, like, I'm not a good man. He lists off all the terrible things he's done for Cersei. Like, it broke my heart. I was like, Jamie, you son of a bitch. Even, nah, even really? that. Because I heard you mention, I saw you mention that in the group oh, chat. Oh, I was going nuts. I saw you mention that in the group chat. I'm like, nah, you got to read between. I don't think that's what he, like, what you think he's saying is what he's saying. I ultimately think what he's saying is everything that I've done, I've done for Cersei. Everything that I am is because of Cersei. That's why I have to go to King's Landing and finally finish her. Oh, I'm not saying that she's, he's going back there to be with Cersei. We've already how, how long have we been speculating the Kingslayer? Like that's definitely gonna happen. But the fact of the matter is, this is the last. He's he's gonna die. There's no way Jamie comes back from this. This is a one way trip. Yeah. So there's no way. I mean, the, the fact that this is his last conversation with Brienne. That's that's heartbreaking. Like I'm not saying he's going to be like, oh, I want to go back to Cersei. I, I love that bitch so much. But it's still, he's choosing Cersei, his love for her, to kill her over Brienne. Because she begs him to stay. Begs him. And I'm like, oh. You get that tease of him finally turning over a new leaf completely as a, a changed character. And it's just like, fuck, man, that's Cersei addiction. But, but I guess she's pulling me back in. Time, I no, it's, like, it's like the Iron Man effect where it's like, Tony, getting you to stop is one of the, my biggest failures. It's the same thing. It's like, would he be, he, he could stay with Brienne, but would he be able to actually rest? <sighs> Cersei's a hell of a drug, man. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. Yeah, he, he wouldn't be able to rest. Yeah, that's, that's heartbreaking. And on that note, I really hope he is the one that kills Cersei and not Arya. Because that... Well, no, I don't think it's... Consider, Arya, in the Hound, Arya, Arya, already got, Arya already got the win Night with King. the Night King. Yeah. I don't think they're going to give her enough. Like, that's too much. That's not to say she's probably... That's not to say she's not going to kill anybody else because then they never fulfilled the whole brown eyes and green eyes stuff. Like, she killed the blue eyes, but who's the brown eyes and the green eyes? So she, they have no, to... No, I hate that there's so much emphasis on that goddamn uh, prophecy now because that, that prophecy was just originally, before the retcon bullshit, was just a way... Not two things. One, the the interpretation of green eyes, blue eyes, brown eyes, eyes will close shut forever. That could have been interpreted interpretation as the blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes as her wearing different faces. Not so far. Not. I mean, yeah, that could have been the interpretation. Yeah. But considering what they showed last week, there's way this got is way more to it than that. Yeah, retcon bullshit more to it. So but, for, for retcon or not, it's still part of the continuity. But then so. to put all that emphasis on, like, no, she's got to kill somebody with green eyes. Why isn't it also like I also thought not only the putting on faces, but maybe those are the eyes of just people she's killed. And, and she then killed, that's another. And she's that's, killed so many people. And, she's definitely killed a green eye person already. And then, <laughs> and then that's another thing. Like we haven't really seen her use the faceless magic since season six when she killed Walder Frey. Cause it's too OP. <laughs> That's the last time we've seen her do it. Like it's been two seasons. We're on season. We've we're in season eight now. We haven't seen her use it not one time. That's why she should have used it in the Night King battle. Yeah, she should have used it in the Night King battle. So here's what I think is gonna happen. I said this in the group chat with you and Chris. Cause part of me is is scared that they are gonna give Arya that kill because I feel like 
the the writers now are just leaning into like, oh, but Arya's a badass and people love Arya. Let's make Arya the fucking MVP of everything. But I don't want that. What I think a Game of Thrones Game of Thrones' fuck ending would be for her is if now she beat the Night King, the audience is like, well, she can like like what you're just saying right now. She's got the faceless man ability. She's a fucking super assassin. There's no reason logically why she shouldn't be able to kill Cersei. But I think that's the entire reason why she should die. In the last moment before she's actually able to kill Cersei, and I don't know how, but what a twist would it be if she were to be killed like by Cersei or by someone who watches the whole thing go down and prevents Cersei from being killed, like a Euron or something like that. I don't know how or why, and honestly, part of me was still a bit disappointed because it's like, wow, Arya could kill the Night King, but not Cersei? Get the fuck out of here. But at least that way, it's something... Less fan servicey than Arya just beats everybody. It's too well, much. I don't think. I don't think. And like I said, I don't. Like I said, well, yeah, I don't think Arya is gonna kill Cersei. Like I don't. Like, but I don't know who. I don't necessarily know who she's going to King's Landing for. I know she's probably going for Cersei, but I think it might be more than that. But ultimately, I think something's no, going for Cersei. I think something is gonna happen because I mean. I can soon see just like her, just like her and the Hound. They're like, yeah, I don't plan on coming back. Yeah, and she, he's and she was like, neither do I. I think she's gonna die, but I, I do think your theory makes a lot of sense about now. Now that she's going with the Hound to the King's Landing, and they made that joke about like, so if I get injured again, you're not gonna save me. Probably not. Now I feel like what's gonna happen is he is gonna get injured fighting the mountain, and then she's gonna help him defeat the mountain. I don't want that either, though, because I feel like Arya is sticking your ass into everyone else's stories, <laughs> like. Everyone else's payoffs for their characters is being like intervened by Arya. Oh, what Jamie's storylines uh, about being the Kingslayer and defeating Cersei? Kinda, nah, I'm gonna do it. But it's oh, also your whole storyline about defeating your brother. I'm gonna do it. But it's also kind of. But it's also kind of her story. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> at least, well, at least with the Hound specifically, it's also kind of her story too. Because who killed her father? It was the Hound. I mean, it was the Mountain. Like yeah. that's why the mountain is on her list. No, no, I'll give you the mountain. And but even then, like, and Cersei, and then even then, for the most part, Arya hasn't killed. Arya's only what? No, she's killed two people on her list. Bro, she killed all the phrase. That is the most MVP move you could possibly do already. <laughs> John did not fucking avenge the Red Wedding. She did. <laughs> He's getting credit for that, but it's not him. <laughs> yeah, but there's still a lot of people that fucked up her family and like <laughs> <laughs> they all gotta die because I am back. They all gotta die. <laughs> um, who else? Was, was all the main things now? Varys and Tyrion are at odds. I thought in that conversation with Varys and Tyrion by the end, I thought Tyrion was going to pull up that crossbow and shoot Varys. He was oh, like, Varys is going to die. Don't do this. Varys is going to die. He kind of has to. And and it goes back to the Red uh, Red Witch's prediction. It was like, we're both going to die in Westeros. So I feel like he's probably going to die getting caught trying to kill Daenerys. You think he's going to try and kill Daenerys? I, I thought his whole thing was he was going to try and just spread that information around and have other lords and people you know game of thrones like not just be like i'm gonna stab you myself daenerys well, i don't think he's gonna try to kill her himself but it's gonna conspire track, it's gonna track back to him yeah he's gonna conspire against her yeah and she's gonna find out because even even uh Tyrion kind of made mention it was like well what happens to her and he gave her this look did i mention in the podcast before that i thought my theory at this point in the game was that Arya, not Arya, uh, John and Daenerys were ultimately going to go into like a civil war thing by the end. 
And if your prediction is right about no, next... You didn't, you didn't say that. I didn't say that on the podcast? No. Okay, well, the way things have been going, after the long night, I did a lot of speculating. I'm like, okay, like, if that was supposed to be the grand finale of what I thought this series was going to go, what's more heart-wrenching than all of our favorite characters fighting this unbeatable threat? Not Cersei. I mean, I, lo- I, love, I love to hate Cersei, but at the end of the day, if that's where the Game of Thrones ended... I don't feel like that'd be satisfying either. So I think the only place they can still go is now for Daenerys and Jon to be the final antagonist. But do you feel like... I don't like that either, though. I was going to say, <laughs> well, not even just that, but like, I feel like something like that would take way longer than one episode. Because like I mentioned before, I feel like next next episode, episode five, is going to be the battle with Cersei, and it's going to end However, it's going to end with the battle with Cersei because we only got episode six left. And I feel like episode six is going to be the aftermath of all of that. Who's going to end up taking the throne or if there is even going to be a throne and what the world is going to be after this battle is over and how it all culminates to the whatever the final scene is. Well, I don't think it's going to be a big battle. I think it's going to be a thing where they beat Cersei. Well, according to uh, Amelia Clark, the battle in episode five is bigger than the battle in episode three. Yeah, versus Cersei. But then after that, I feel like if the episode ends with them being Cersei, episode six, all the players are there. I feel like it'll be the thing where, and now I, the queen, will sit in my throne. Wait a second! John's the true king! And they might have it out well, That's right what I'm saying, in the aftermath. Yeah. But, but right, right there. Like, no big, like, oh, it's like, build up our armies and fight each other. I mean, like, in the, the thick of it. Like, right as they finish the battle with Cersei, it's like, the, literally, the, the room is split down the middle. And that's where a battle happens. Maybe not a battle either. Maybe it's like an actual like a battle with words or something. But something has to happen. I feel like why are they stoking this Daenerys fire so much if she's not going to ultimately be the the final antagonist of the show? And I don't want that. My theory is so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted John to make her a good queen. Not her become fucking the mad queen 2.0. I don't know. Could it just be San- Sansa. <laughs> oh no, Arya's gonna take the Iron Throne. Oh, I would hate that so much. <laughs> but all that being said, I think I like this episode a lot more than I like the Long Night. I think the 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 tension and that battle and the spectacle of the episode three can't be topped. But in terms of how it ended and what it did with the characters, I like this episode a lot more. Yeah, I did too. And I think part of part of the reason because for that is. As much as you you mentioned uh, last week, where you said, "Oh yeah, this since season one, episode one, the show has been talking about the White Walkers and the Night King, and how ultimately this Game of Thrones stuff doesn't matter." But the the stuff that made this show important, the stuff that got this got people into the show, is the Game of Thrones stuff, and the reason the Game of Thrones stuff is so uh, interesting and appealing to people is because. It shows you character motivations. You get to learn who these characters are. You get to more or less endear yourself to these characters or hate these characters based on what side they take on the Game of Thrones. And the reason you don't really feel that or get that with the mystical element is because we never got any characters from the Night King or the lore of the Children of the Forest. Why? Or, <laughs> or the, you know, the creating of the, the, the White Walkers and the creation of any giants or yeah. the origin of the dragons and all that others. Like they, they talk about all this lore and this bigger world that Game of Thrones has 
but they didn't really do anything with it. And so that's why you don't really care about like the Night King is an afterthought, even though he shouldn't have been. Yeah. Because like you said, that was established and as a threat season one, episode one, where it's like, yeah, we're going to let you have this Game of Thrones stuff. But underneath all of that, this is more important. This is the this is the real battle. But then when it really came down to it, it wasn't. It was like, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. It was really just a distraction. Like, really, like if you got motivations from the Night King, like remember I mentioned before, where it was like, well, maybe the reason why the Night King is, uh, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I was like, maybe the reason why, because there was a thing where it was like they were sleeping for thousands of years or whatever, but now they're awake, and it's like, why now? And I think I mentioned well, there was a there was a theory where they had a treaty with the humans where if you don't encroach on our territory, we're not going to bother you. But then you had the wildings like going further and further North and, and, uh, crasters stopped, uh, uh, donating the children or whatever. Cause I think he got killed. Yeah. So it's like, because of that, it's like you guys broke our treaty. So now because of that, it's like, fuck you. It's like, you're giving more character to the, to the whites like I, I was with that theory, then then what act ended up happening? Yeah, oh. it seems like just a waste. But actually, on the topic of uh, characters, though, which again goes back to my point, why is Bran still alive? Because he's part of that. He's connected to that lore, mm-hmm. which d- is irrelevant now. Like I see people still speculating, oh, Nike is gonna come back. I'm like, that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I, doesn't no. Um, but Tyrion, how do you feel about his choices? Because his his seemingly unwavering belief in Daenerys. I'm like, I don't buy that. Like, you used to be so smart, but you're still making dumb moves. I don't know. I feel like... I like kinda, why does he have that blind faith in I kind of feel like because he wants to believe in something. And then I think uh, he he's seen, he's seen her good. He's seen her goodness. And... I feel like she's had way more goodness as a monarch, quote unquote. Granted, she's not an official queen, but more or less, she's still a monarch. He's seen her have more goodness and make good decisions more than any other ruler ever. So it's like, I see what you can. I see what you can do. I've seen what you've done. It's just like, do more of that. Don't lean into the bullshit and be what I saw in you and be what, be what I saw in you in the first place that made me want to follow you that made all these other people want to follow you. Like I've seen your, your good qualities and they're fucking awesome. So it's like, yeah, I, I can see that, but also well, it's kind of like, kind of like, a, knowing rela- it's kind of like a relationship. You're in a toxic relationship and it's like, but I'm holding on because I've, I, I know what the good is. Like our goods are good, <laughs> but it's like, if we could just get past this toxicity. <laughs> the fact that he even has to qualify with like, oh yeah, all good leaders have to instill a little bit of fear in their subjects. I'm like, but do they though? Because that echoes back to even what Varys was saying seasons prior about like, maybe we've just become so used to the, 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 the rule of tyranny that we don't know anything better. And I feel like John, when you put them side by side, Daenerys is kind of like the old world. Like the way things used to work, but with John, you can see the the possibility of a better future, because he isn't like past kings. Well, I also kind of wonder, like they talk, they keep talking about 
doing things differently and not wanting to, t- but I'm like, nobody's considered the option of not even having an iron throne. I feel like that's probably because they keep pushing that. I feel like that's ultimately the route they might go. Like it's not going to be Daenerys. It's not going to be Jon. It's not going to be Sansa. I feel like it's, it's, it's not, there's not, there's no throne. But that was my prediction for Daenerys to break the wheel. Cause she's like, learn from Jon and be like, Oh, well now no. I've, I've understood. No, nah, she can't yeah. fucking not be on the throne. <laughs> it's like, if anyone even goes like, uh, what if we didn't have a throne? What'd you say? Jacaris. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that was my, what I thought was going to happen. But, She's gone so far off the rails that I just, I don't know if I would believe it now. Like before, she was kind of like on the fence. I was like, oh, maybe she'll be tempered by his goodness. But hmm. <laughs> no. no. She's telling even, him to lie. Even his goodness, she's just like, yeah, we can be together. Just don't tell anybody. And even Tyrion Varys say that. It's like, yeah, they can rule together. But at the end of the day, she's really going to be the ruler. Like she's more, she's more powerful she's stronger. than him. Yeah, yeah she's, she's stronger. stronger than him. Stronger willed. Yeah. Which is to say... Kind of crazy. <laughs> but are all women crazy? Am I right, guys? Sexism. <laughs> and on that note, let's talk about Cobra Kai. <laughs> Cobra Kai is back where it belongs. Back on top. But the real story's only just begun. I thought you were dead. Cobra Kai never dies. Ever since the tournament, all I've been thinking about are ways to destroy Cobra Kai. But opening your own dojo, make sure you can balance that. Balance is my thing. The city is crowded. We got some new recruits. Cobras, show them what real karate looks like. It's just an insane karate cult that's brainwashing half the school. That's why I'm opening up Miyagi Do. Someday the fight may come to you. And I want to make sure you're ready. Got you. Time to see what Miyagi-Do is made of. Something tells me there's a can of wax in my future. Our favorite sexist slash sort of racist, Johnny. <laughs> um, and after the events of last season, if you guys follow uh, our Cobra Kai thoughts from last time, I think we both gave it perfect vision, right? Uh-huh. But yeah, this is the, uh, the story of... The, the sequel of what happens after the events of Karate Kid, the series, the movie series. And what if Johnny wasn't the real bad guy? What if he was just taught by a bad person? Namely, Kreese, the, the evil trainer or the evil uh, master of Cobra Kai in the first movie. And now we get to see, now that Kreese has returned, how that affects Johnny on his road to redemption because even though he's been trying to make Cobra Kai a better place and he's been trying to do right by the nerdy kids that he's been taking under his wing, he's he realized... Still, he still, but he, also, he still leans into the terrible teachings. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't know any better. Like, and, and I love when they actually do have a confrontation about that and he tells Kreese to back off. I guess it's not really spoilers because whatever, he's a bad guy. You should know that. <laughs> but, um... He says that, no, Cobra Kai is always going to be badass, but it's not going to be dishonorable. There's a difference between being badass and dis- without honor. And that's the distinction that Johnny kind of makes during this whole season. And he's trying to instill that into the kids 
that he feels like he's failing because they're starting to go down the 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 road and the old bad habits of the original Cobra Kai. And with Kreese there being like the emperor to his Darth Vader, whispering in the ears of all the kids to kind of like uh, reinforce their worst impulses, uh, you can kind of see that the... the the internal struggle that Johnny's been having season one is now externalized with how his, his mentor teaches the kids versus how he does. Um, and you've only seen the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did you feel about this first episode of Cobra Kai based off of uh, your thoughts about season one? Uh, first episode of Cobra Kai, like, I, I enjoyed it. And it was a lot of, like... The thing I, I, I like the most about the show is how they weave way better than Arrow. <laughs> At least lately, how they Taking weave shots at Arrow for no reason. <laughs> how they weave what's going on in the present, but then they show the flashbacks of the things that happened in the original Karate Kid series. Yeah. Even things that didn't even happen in the series, like when they showed when uh Crease was talking to a younger Johnny. Yeah. And he was crying and he was like, stop crying. Kind of like the league of their own. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> like, so like seeing stuff like that. And then like watching how crease was manipulate is manipulating Johnny even still. And how Johnny kind of made mention to the fact he was like, you always knew how to pinpoint my weaknesses, but he's like, ah, I'm not falling for it now. But it's like, no, by the end of the episode, you ended up yeah, falling he, for he it. Is. When it's like, yeah, I know. But uh, what did he say? I was always hard on you, but I always saw you as my number one. And then he gave him the trophy, mm-hmm. knowing that he's like, okay, I'm going to leave now. Crease no, is playing the Game yeah. of Thrones. <laughs> Basically, knowing that he was going to call him back. Because when he called him back, he was like, why don't you call You saw that little smirk on his face by the end. Yeah. So it's like, I I, I like seeing like he's the, he's the little devil basically on his shoulder. Yeah. And I want to see how it en- ends up unfolding going forward because i know you said this season finale gets kind of dark i don't know what you Bro. mean i don't know what you mean by that but it, it goes from zero to 100 so fast it was like what huh? what <laughs> but like, i do know it got, renew- it got renewed for season three so it needs it it, it, it ends on like an infinity war cliffhanger it's that serious like and i watched that the same weekend Wait, as in game <laughs> i watched it the same weekend as in game and game of thrones so I was like, what is this weekend? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, it gets... Whew, it's crazy. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, not going to tell you what happens, but it's... I don't want you to tell me what it happens. Gets, it gets crazy. Um, I don't really remember the first episode so well. So I, I, uh, I'm, not just, I'm coasting off your details. Uh, LaRusso's still training the son... And then his daughter decides to join. They do the wax on, wax off, building the place right. up. Right, they're building up the Miyagi. Yeah, building up Miyagi Do. Uh, uh, I can't remember this. I can't remember the son's name, but they have a conversation in like Home Depot or whatever. Right, because Johnny's there to fix the glass that broke. Uh huh. That when he fought Kreese at Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a conversation. Him and his son. Him and his son. Damn, what is his name? Johnny and is someone the L? Johnny Jr. <laughs> Johnny Jr. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, LaRusso's daughter is still like she's trying to continue her friendship with the black girl, mm-hmm. but she's still she's all about hanging out with Cobra Kai. Yeah, and she's trying not to talk to Miguel, but if she, so she she blocked him off Instagram. Yes, because at the, the events of last season, Miguel 
using the tactics that Johnny used to try and defeat uh, LaRusso and the first Karate Kid by like sweeping the leg and shit like that. He plays he plays dirty to win. So she's looking at him like, oh, you're a fucking cheater. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. And then, and then, like even, whole, and then even Johnny kind of lambasts uh, Mohawk yes. and Miguel, mm-hmm, Miguel for cheating. And he's like, that's where it starts. It's like, that's not honorable. Like, you know, you can be a badass, but don't be dishonorable. Don't be pussies. Yeah. Pussy. Yeah. He basically, he, he, but then, it's interesting to see him but trying to like teach is kind of, but then lessons. Miguel, but then Miguel is like, but that's not what you taught you us. You said before. no mercy. Yeah. You said no mercy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, you can't try to walk it back now. Like, they're, they're not acting like, they're not acting completely different. They're acting like how you taught them to act. Yeah. But then I think he did a good job of drawing a line between no mercy and no honor. Yeah. But I feel like Mohawk, like, I feel... No, mm, Mohawk is the Kylo Ren of the season, just so you know. I was about to say, I feel like he's, like, far gone. Yeah. He's the one that is going to drink Kreese's Kool-Aid the most. And you, And I love, as the season goes on, they start to get more into his backstory before he became Cobra Kai, and then also what being in Cobra Kai has done to his personality. His relationship with um, that other nerdy kid who's, like, super neurotic. Yeah. I hate that kid. The Miyagi, I'm like, no. No, he's not. He's not Miyagi, though, yet. No. But, he, but, that, was, but that was his best friend. Yeah, that was his best but friend. But then, it, even in that first episode, they were talking about some science project that they yeah. did when they were younger. Cut with the nerd he, shit. Yeah, he was like, cut it with the nerd shit. Yeah, he's it's like, like what? you're a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> he forgot, though, because he got the cool mohawk now. <laughs> That's kind of nerdy, too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the whole season is basically about Miyagi Do versus Cobra Kai. It's like, and it takes place over a summer. So it's like, as Miyagi Do is building up, Cobra Kai is building up. And the actions uh, of Kreese and Johnny either pull people toward Cobra Kai or push them away. And it's interesting to see how that affects Miyagi-Do, how their rivalry kind of intersects. Um, the relationship between Johnny and Danny, right? Danny? Danny yeah. LaRusso? Yeah. And how their relationship changes over the course of the season. And that ending, bruh. You gotta watch. You gotta finish watching it, man. Because I, I really want to talk about the ending. <laughs> That's the main thing. Oh man, when Daniel Larusso gets the Infinity Gauntlet, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so what'd you rate it? Perfect. I rate the whole season Perfect Vision, so I'm with you on that for the first episode especially. Um, I wish I had more to talk about, but I don't remember anything about the episode. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> Um, uh, but something I do remember. Let's talk about One Punch Man Metal But yeah, this is episode One Punch Man. Not, not much to talk about. I mean, they, they focus on one of the S-Class heroes, Metal Bat, who apparently is way more than just the guy with the baseball bat, which I thought he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, what is he going to do? Like At first, apparently, like, oh, he, he's could, he could do everything. Yeah. Bro, he fights Godzilla. That, 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 that is like Thanos weapon level with the fucking... The helicopter wheel. Yeah, the helicopter wheel. 
bro, he can smack Godzilla monsters with it and it hurts them. I don't get and then Yeah, not, and it doesn't shatter another like no. what's it made out of? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? That's why I'm like it's made out of whatever Thanos' weapon is made out of. The heroes of this show are like the wackiest looking heroes ever, but yet they're so yeah, powerful. So powerful, yeah. What's that watchdog dude? You saw that? Oh yeah, I saw that. What? Well, he's you know like, he's gonna yeah, be amazing. He's standing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a dude in a furry dog a, suit, a like dog a furry suit, suit. Yeah, and he's an S class. So. He's an S class. <laughs> and for the most part, with the exception of King, all the S classes are pretty fucking powerful. Yeah, but yeah, that dude looks so lame. <laughs> so I'm like, are you a god? <laughs> Even somebody like Moomin Rider, though. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Wasn't he class C or something? Or? Yeah, he's class C, but at the same time, it's still like, what are you doing? <laughs> How are you a hero? <laughs> Justice, that's how. <laughs> but this episode was funny. I mean, like, I think what the show now lacks in amazing animation quality. Because, I mean, this episode was good. It wasn't good. Well, yeah, I was going to say, even that fight, I didn't have a problem with it. Like, I, I enjoy seeing that fight. Yeah, it was okay. I mean... Granted, it, like, nothing is season season one level so far, but it, it's not like the first two episodes. No, it's getting better. This, this episode wasn't better than episode three, I don't think. But it was still good. It was still better than the first two. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it's just the attitude, that, like the, the swagger the characters have, like Metal Bat. He's not cool at all, but yet when he's fighting that centipede thing, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Metal Bat, fuck yeah. <laughs> or even when he's like uh, protecting the, the 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 rich people. Oh yeah. And then like getting on his nerves, but then it's also like show how he's kind of like scared of his little sister. <laughs> Again, Japanese people in this weird sister thing, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. They've been watching too much Game of Thrones over there. They all love their sisters too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he meets Garo at the end. And Garo's like, oh, you fight that centipede? Fuck that. Fight me now. <laughs> it's like, I'm kind of busy, bro. And he like instantly blocked that attack with the bat. So Metal Bat's a beast. Yeah, Metal Bat's <laughs> a beast. But he's still going to end up getting his ass beat, I think. And the fact that Garo has got beat so hard by Saitama, he forgot. So it's not even a thing where I remember how you said that he was going to... Well, I mean, that's now. I feel like he's going to eventually remember. Yeah, eventually. But I mean, I, it wasn't even like, a, I've got to go find that guy. It's like, a what the fuck happened last night? <laughs> I don't remember. Because yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't, we don't, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, but it's more than just, it's, it's at least like 12. Well, no, I feel like it's going to be at least how probably probably become, like 20 episodes. So you got to gonna... pad it out for but, this. But how's he going to become Saitama level? I he's, don't get he's, it. He's not. That's the point. So I'm going to watch this whole guy's journey over the course of the entire season to not be Saitama level. <laughs> I mean, just like I mentioned before, like any villain that ends up going against Saitama, Saitama is the most powerful creature or being or whatever in this, in this show. That's the whole, that's the whole point of the parody of the show. What plot device is going to have to happen to power jump this guy to the point where it's even kind of believable that he could rematch against Saitama? Well, we don't know. What it is that made Saitama so powerful? Granted, he says push ups. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Gino's kind of alluded to the fact he was like, "Well, I don't think Master even knows why he's so powerful." So you think he's gonna tap into whatever the fuck? So Saitama he might, he did? might tap into he might tap into that because maybe it's like the belief that you can you can do it. Hmm. So maybe he he gets some belief, but he didn't believe strong enough. I, I, I like that theory though because that is. That that makes sense. Like in the, in the dark side, light side. Like Satama was a force for good that wanted to become a hero for fun, and he did. This guy has an obsession with monsters, so he wants to become a monster. So maybe he will. Like like a literal monster. Maybe not a literal monster. Or maybe he'll he'll channel the monster's powers. Like where monsters get their powers from? 
Remember how some guys are just like, I lost uh, shrimp. The, the monster, now I'm a shrimp monster. <laughs> Monsterverse. I, mean, I don't know. Um, Whatever that blue energy that he's using, he gets more of it. <laughs> he gets more of it. And then the comic release of uh, relief of Saitama talking to that guy in a tournament thing. That was pretty funny. Kind of went on a little bit too long for me. Yeah, it went on too long. Yeah. The, the whole episode was that. Like His, his storyline, anyway, was talking to that guy the entire time. And hiding his face. Yeah. Like, so. could you leave me alone? <laughs> Uh, but I mean I enjoyed the episode I'll give it a more than passable yeah I'll give it more than passable alright cool and that's one punch man <laughs> is that it? I guess so right it's in the news of the week she's the black Iron Man but she's not Tony Stark no, no, no. they just don't want their characters quote unquote I could call you a nigga you better not if he says that shit to you on his ass on Instagram yeah, I don't want hand me down I don't want any gay things I don't want it's all straight and white What's going down? <laughs> Michael News. Well, yes, it's you to watch Shield Hero. And you didn't watch Flash or Arrow, you dick. <laughs> Which one is better? <laughs> Flash, barely. I don't want to know. I'm saying, no, I was saying Shield Hero is better than Flash or Arrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh, let's talk trailers. First trailer on the list we're going to talk about is called the well no they're not the it's just crawl the state of florida has issued a category five hurricane warning all residents must evacuate immediately grab your families your loved ones and get out dad we won't be able to come for you If you guys haven't checked out the trailer, basically the best way to sum it up is Sharknado with alligators or crocodiles. I don't know the difference, <laughs> but it looked like, but basically crocodiles. So yeah, it's a category five hurricane in Florida. And for some reason, it only looked like it was one. It was, it looked like it was one crocodile though, but it might be more than one, but basically it, it, it allowed a crocodile to be loose and is going after this family. And so, yeah, crawl, look up the trailer. Jordan, what'd you think of, uh, crawl i'm gonna go get my phone <laughs> well when you gave me the premise of it being freaking uh sharknado but with alligators that alone sounds fucking ridiculous i was like i was scoffing before i even watched the trailer but then you realize that this movie's taking that concept of sharknado and taking it seriously so it's like a weird combination yeah, of, sharknado is definitely like it's super campy <laughs> it's it's so campy it's it it belongs on the sci-fi channel as a tv special but this is like the 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 premise of Sharknado with a little bit of deep blue sea and then they made it serious. So it's like a little bit of jaws in there too. Cuz even deep blue sea was a little bit campy, but this this seems like it's taking the concept seriously. Um the effects look good. The 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 situation the characters look they've been thrust into look interesting the fact that it's like literally their houses are flooded and they're trying to get out of like the flooded town i guess that's interesting to me i mean to take it as a goofy premise and like take it seriously and actually i think from what it looks like do it well 
for what was like originally just a joke to me, I'm actually kind of interested in seeing this now. <laughs> I'm like, crawl sounds so stupid. Alligators crawl, why wasn't called swim. But yet, at the end of it, I'm like, I actually kind of want to see this. <laughs> but I mean, if it was called swim, like, how, what is that? The fuck why is, is it called what, crawl? What the fuck is this about uh, Mike, Mike, what is it? Nah, what's his name? The, the Olympic gold medalist. Phil- oh, um, Phelps, Michael Phelps. Yeah, <laughs> swim the Michael Phelps documentary, bro. That'd be amazing if Michael <laughs> Phelps was in this. It's like swim, Michael. I mean, he needs it. He's the he's the only one that could take out that alligator or swim fast enough. Is it only one alligator? That's what I was saying. It looks like it's only one, but maybe it's not. Because hmm. I mean, if it's more than one alligator, like what's the difference? What one has a bow on his head? Like how do you how do you tell it's more than one? That's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> But it looks interesting, and it shouldn't. But all no, rights, that's what I was saying. I was like, hearing everything about this, and then I'm like, looking at it. I'm like, this is going to be stupid. Like, alligators going. But then I watched the trailer. I was like, actually, it looks like it might be kind of fun. Like, stupid fun, but still fun. Yeah. Like, if you just ignore the fact that it's a premise about an alligator in a flooded town and people trying to escape, I mean, it sounds stupid. But then when you see it, it's like... they. I don't. I can't take it. I, I can't say it better than they took it seriously. It looks like a legit movie, like a, a, a high budget Sharknado. They got like, I get, what was it? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. He's the producer or director. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, news guy. <laughs> but I can kind of see that. Like it looks like a legit Sam Raimi kind of horror movie, but with a alligator. <laughs> I think the last alligator-based horror movie I've seen was Lake Placid. Produced by Sam Raimi. Oh, produced. Okay. Was um, Send Me to Hell a Sam Raimi production, or was he directing that? That, I don't know. I didn't see that. I'll look it up. I, I like that movie, too. So, no, it's Alligators, not Crocodiles. Oh, big difference. <laughs> no, cro- which, I'm like, why not do Crocodiles? Because Crocodiles are bigger than Alligators. Okay. Like if you think about it, like you think about like the, the which one's saltwater, crocodiles, or the alligators? Is it one of them saltwater? Now nah, you're getting too deep. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, animal <laughs> planet. But like when you think about like the animal, when you think about animal planet and the like the giant, like lizard, like those are crocs as opposed to like alligators are way smaller. So I'm like, no, it should have been a crocodile, not an alligator. That's less. That's less scary. I could take out an alligator. I can't take out a croc. <laughs> Speaking of taking things out, it looks like a new version of Agent Coulson is going to be trying to take out the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the new trailer of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6. We lost someone. A leader. I'll never be the director Coulson was. But we can save other lives. And that's what we're going to do. I tried so hard and got so far. Home. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. You and your friends are out of time. Sir, there's a large unidentified object approaching Earth's atmosphere. Can you feel it? It's coming. The death of everything. Coulson? So. I was wrong. Drag Me to Hell was actually co-written and directed by Sam Raimi. So, I'm wrong. 
What did you think of Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. season six? Um, I mean, I think you said it the best when I was like, oh my God, another fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season. And you're like, don't you say that every single season <laughs> before you end up liking it? I'm like, touche. <laughs> um, I mean, again, we haven't gotten the Spider-Man trailer yet, but clearly they're they're taking notes from the MCU again, and now they're shifting focus away from the space stuff to now multiverse. And that's the way they're bringing back Coulson. They're bringing back an alternate version of Coulson who's evil. So now Coulson's the villain. That's very comic booky, where you have a good character, they die, and they come back evil. It's like Captain Hydra right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks interesting. I mean, the fact that it's a multiverse storyline, I mean, granted, it's probably never going to play into anything in the MCU, just like all the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Of seasons. Of course not. But... Like, how's those Inhumans going for you in the MCU? Exactly. Man. I'm going to begrudgingly give it a shot. I'm not even going to resist. I, I usually be like, oh, like, what? So yeah, oh, it's begrudgingly. Then it's like, I really like Agents of Like, it's better <laughs> than The Flash. That's not even hard to do anymore. <laughs> Isn't it, though? It's, but it's still, it's still like, like, it's one thing to say, oh, it's better than The Flash. But it's like, it was better than The Flash. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested, though. So am I. Uh, when does it come out? I just don't want it to be a repeat oh, of Buffy. It comes out like, next week. May holy t- shit. No, this week. It comes oh, out Friday. <laughs> right now. It comes out right now, Jordan. <laughs> comes, comes out on Friday. Holy shit. Okay. All right. I guess we're talking about that next week then. And uh, Detective oh. Pikachu comes out on Friday. Oh, nice. This is a good week. All right. I got things to watch. So, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I just don't want to repeat Buffy where I feel like, oh, I wish they had ended it when Buffy died. Like, Well, no, because season six was fucking great. Shut up. No, it wasn't. So, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season six is going to be great. And just like Buffy season six is great. Oh, my God. It's the same season number two? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, you know, this is all of your this Buffy is, talk yeah, built to this. This is, the, this is your Buffy bring it, endgame. Bring people back from the dead. <laughs> Although, I mean, they said... Uh, it she was, was uh, getting a season seven. So, are you serious? Yeah, just end it, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coulson's not gonna be part of season seven. Oh, that's dark. You gonna end him as a villain? He's gonna die. That's- I mean, he's already dead and as a good guy. So it's like well, he's probably gonna either kill, he's gonna die. They're gonna kill his alternate version, or they're gonna send him back to his universe. I just want a conversation with Nick Fury and the Avengers, being like, wait. So Coulson was alive? Yeah, but he died. Oh, but he came back again. What? <laughs> he was evil, but he's gone again, so it's all right. I mean, what? <laughs> that's never going to happen because, like, the Avengers are gone now, like, yeah. for the most part, so. Ah, well. But, uh, speaking of something being gone, uh, our childhood has been snatched away. What? From the debauchery that they've done with this Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. 20 minutes ago, an energy surge knocked out power across the entire Pacific Northwest. This needs someone who can figure out exactly what we're dealing with. You're not suggesting who I think you're suggesting. We have no choice. What the? Are you in charge here? Yes, I am. No! Nope. I'm wrong. Wait. I'm in charge. Allow me to clarify. In a sequentially ranked hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us is too vast to quantify. Agent Stone? The doctor thinks you're basic. Listen, pal, I don't know if you realize who- I'm sorry, Major, what was your name? Benny- Nobody cares! SFPD! 
Uh, meow? Ah! Oh, come on. Okay, pal, I want answers. Basically, it looks like I'm gonna have to save your planet. No, but thank you for asking. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about what we're talking about this this week. So, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog has dropped the trailer from Paramount. They need a franchise, Paramount. So, yeah, Blue Hedgehog. Jim Carrey playing Dr. Robotnik or Eggman. No, he's playing Riddler. <laughs> he's playing... Ace Ventura. He's playing every role he had in the 90s, basically. <laughs> I don't know whose decision it was to make a Jim Carrey throwback for this movie, but it probably was the same person who made the terrible decision to give Sonic that with, terrible uh, design. With what's-his-face from Legends of Tomorrow, uh, McDonough. Oh, yeah, Damien Dark. Yeah. That scene was stupid. That whole, like, oh, no one cares who you are. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's so wacky. The fact that they so, made... So that means you love the trailer? No! <laughs> it means it was terrible. And the fact that they made Sonic the Flash with the lightning and shit like that. Like, what? That's not the Sonic. That's not Sonic. They gave him, like, the weird proportions. He looks... I mean, it's kind of like Quicksilver. It's like Quicksilver can't run that fast. Like, Quicksilver can go the speed of... Break the sound barrier, but not time. Yeah, but Same why... Same with Sonic. Like, Sonic is a Sonic boom. But the it's Sound like, barrier. But, like, when you make a property, an adaptation of something that exists... Why, why change it so much? And why fall back on the same tired storyline that's been done a million times for these movies? Like, oh, uh, fish out of water. We're taking him from his world. Now he's in our world. Our world is not interesting. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Sonic in our world. I want to see... Maybe Sonic in his in world. In his world. Like with the fucking rings and the loops and all the fucking well, dumb shit. Well, he still has the rings because you saw he's fucking Doctor Strange. With the with the with the sling ring and all that shit, like oh, so stupid, <laughs> saving James Marsters and I guess Tika Sumter, like they were falling off a building and he used the gold coins or, or the rings or whatever to send them to a farm. I'm like, so he has magic now too, bro. The fact <laughs> how that does that work? <laughs> this the James Marster guy, or whatever, was in Hop, and is in that same exact scene as with Sonic in the car. I'm like. Are you typecast? Like, I don't understand how <laughs> How did you end up in a similar movie with a CG it's like driving, main character? driving Miss Daisy, driving an animal. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? It's just, I don't know. I can forgive a lot if Sonic didn't look so shitty. But the, the trailer itself, because they said that, oh, we're going to fix Sonic. Don't worry. We heard, we heard your internet outrage. We're going to change the design. But that doesn't fix the movie. Gangsters. Uh, yeah, that was, that, was one of my, that was one of my biggest. I was like... So, after the backlash for the trailer, I was like, so yeah, they said they're going to fix the look of Sonic. Because ultimately, I was like, yeah, considering Sonic is already based on an animated video game character, why not take that look and put it in this movie? Like, why change him up so much? Like, he looks fucking terrible. No gloves, taffy body, yeah, was all stretched out long. Like, what, what? I'm like, what did they think? Because, like, because he's a hedgehog, it would be stupid for him to have to wear gloves so they changed this f part of his fur to be white but i'm like he's got oh, sneakers though I don't not even that <laughs> blue hedgehogs don't exist as it is yeah so 
Just put the gloves on them. <laughs> it's just that fucking directors and writers and cast stars want to put their dick on everything. <laughs> like, no, this is my Sonic. Like, I don't give a fuck about your Sonic. It's not like it's not impossible. The fact that the fact that that they as soon as that trailer dropped, like the next day, how much fan art was there that looked exactly like Sonic? That looked better than the fucking trailer. Yeah. Like, it's there's no excuse. But yet they did it anyway. So it's like, yeah, you changed the design, great. Even if it looks exactly the way I want Sonic to look, you're still in this fucking terrible plot of like, oh, fish out of water story with with gangsters yeah, paradise. Gangsters paradise. I was like, what? That's a weird choice to play for this trailer. Like, no, I'm- it's not. It's not a weird choice. You know why? It's a Hollywood movie executive choice. I was like, remember Pacific Rim? Yeah, I was like, I'm not understanding like what the message of this. Like, are you trying to say Sonic's a gangster? Like, <laughs> been spending most my life running in these circle loops. <laughs> like, yeah, what? I don't, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, remember we were talking, we were talking about this kind of with the Pacific Rim trailer, where it's like, it, it's that was like the beginning of the trend after Black Panther of, oh, you know, what makes people hyped as fuck putting a hip-hop song a remix of a hip-hop song in in a trailer i feel like pacific rim did it and it worked but you gotta make but it, this yeah, is like, i was gonna say you gotta make it work oh yeah but that's not <laughs> hollywood people don't understand that they're just like well they did it and it worked so if we do it it'll work too right even like but, black panther or pacific rim or into the spider-verse like get it on till i die get it on till i die <laughs> like, like the into spider like that's it worked yeah but I was when I, when I first heard it. At first, I was like, when they it was like when they were playing it, then 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 I was like, is this the Stevie Wonder version or is this Gangsta's Paradise? I'm like, because Gangsta's Paradise took from Stevie Wonder. But I'm like, either way, this doesn't work. <laughs> Even if it's Stevie Wonder, I was like, okay, that's a weird choice, but whatever. Living in Sonic Paradise. <laughs> I was like. I was, I was like, honestly, the Gangsta's Paradise thing is, even though it's stupid, I was like, that's the least concerns that I have for this movie. It's just and the- then I was also, I'm like, what is the plot? Like, I don't get it. Like, they try to make it seem like Sonic is there to save the world, mm-hmm. but they make it seem like, because obviously Robotnik is his villain, so it's like, oh, he's there to save it from Robotnik. But then in the very same trailer, they make they say Robotnik was dispatched to figure out who Sonic is. Is this a multiverse? Because is the Robotnik they they shoehorn into the very end of the trailer to be like, fans, fans, don't worry, we have a comic or a, a, a game accurate Robotnik in this, and they show that flash of Jim Carrey with like the you know video game accurate mustache and bald head. Like, is it a multiverse? Like, is did Sonic? Or maybe he just like Doomsday. He becomes more accurate by the end. "Quote unquote." That's stupid. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of thought it was a multiverse just because of the like way that scene came. Oh, in. he didn't have his head shaved, but by the end, he did. Why so do people want to think that we want to see origin stories for things that we like? I don't want to see Jim Carrey become Robotnik. Like, I don't care about that. I want to see Robotnik. <laughs> so I don't know. I've seen even like, conspiracy theories online. It's like maybe this is all ploy. To make people talk about the movie, so they knew they were gonna release a terrible trailer on purpose. No, because that costs money. Exactly. And studios aren't into the business of spending money, which also kind of, kind of brings up my point. Like, despite how terrible I think Sonic looks, I still think it was it's kind of a mistake for the director to be like, okay, because of the fan backlash, now we're gonna go back to the drawing board and change. Wait, why? Because 
I feel like now that's going to put a more negative stink on the movie because even if the movie, like you mentioned, like the movie's still going to, you still got a terrible movie. Now, like, I feel like it's going to cause more of a backlash because it's like you changed Sonic's look and your movie is still garbage. And uh, then on top of that, it's like... I think ultimately it's not a strike against them. If anything, I, I've seen people online talking about how it's like, oh, well, now they're, it's clearly that at least they tr- they're trying. They don't not give a fuck about the fans. But no, but at the same time, it's like... How how it's it's like a a, a quote that a, a NBA or NFL coach was saying where it's like if a coach who constantly listens to the fans is going to be sitting with them next season, so it's like we don't necessarily know. Yeah, Sonic does look terrible, but we haven't seen why they decided to go that route. We haven't seen Ain't no the, reason. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't seen the movie, and it's like part of me is like. If you do listen to people complain, like, how, how many times have people complained about when Heath Ledger was cast as a Joker? Oh, broke back Joker? Are you kidding me? Like, what if they listened to the fans and was like, you know what? You're right. We're going to recast. We're going to recast the, jo- the Joker and, you know, do, get somebody else. <laughs> or like, people, when people were upset about Hugh Jackman, you mean the Broadway guy is Wolverine? Like, come on. Or Grant Gustin, you mean the gay guy from Glee, Sebastian? He's the Flash? Like, hell no. So it's like, hmm. I see what you're saying, but I feel like in those instances, like, that's the casting decision, and we don't know how those actors will be in the role until we see it. And at that point, you can't change an actor in, a, in like a live action thing. But something like this... There's no fucking underlying reason why Sonic looks like a piece of shit like he does. He could, he could be baby Sonic. I don't know. <laughs> no one wants to see that. <laughs> no one. I got a better quote for you to describe this. In the end, it doesn't even matter. You don't know what that is because you don't know yeah, what park. Know what that is. But that, that's what it's going to be ultimately. Ultimately, they're going to make all these changes, spend all this extra money, and it's not going to amount to shit. When the movie comes out, it's still going to be a terrible movie. Like, it's not going to fix it. <laughs> so now people are going to be like, oh, well, Sonic looks good, but here's all the other reasons why I hate your movie. <laughs> so I think on one hand, it's good that... And then I'm like, are they going to make their re- release budget now? Because now they... Cause uh, that's a good point. They got to redesign a CGI character now put him frame by frame in every single scene and match it up. Yep. Granted, it's not going to be as difficult as if they were doing it from scratch because the bare bones of Sonic is still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they just got to redesign over it, but that's still extra work. Yeah. I, I, if, if Sonic got delayed, I don't think anybody would care. <laughs> no, nobody's going to care. <laughs> and, I'm also just, and I'm also like, who is this movie for? <laughs> I don't know. That's another hard thing. It's like, is it for kids? And maybe that maybe that is maybe they are leaning to a younger order. That is even though Sonic is our generation, maybe they're not trying to get us. Did you even laugh once in the trailer? Yes. What at Sonic? Fucking garbage. Okay, All right, that doesn't count though. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, I, I still it doesn't look good. Like as a movie, like no. The the reason people will complain about the and that's look, why I want to see it. <laughs> I also want to see it. Yeah. Just to see how, how how bad are you gonna fuck this up? Like I know you're gonna fuck it up, but how but, bad yeah. are you gonna fuck it up? <sighs> Watch me see it. It's amazing. <laughs> like holy shit, this is the, the modern day fucking Ready Player One or something. Well, speaking of how bad things are gonna get fucked up, well. Uh, a Spider-Man Far From Home trailer just dropped and it showed you kind of 
how bad the, the 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 timeline or the multiverse got fucked up because there's a hole in the dimension like there was a hole in ozone layer in the 70s <laughs> everywhere i go i see his face i just really miss him yeah i miss him too i don't think tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone <laughs> You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? Oh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work. Because I am going on vacation. Heads up, Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could've used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. So, uh, yeah, the trailer just dropped this morning, like at 8, 8, 8.30-ish this morning. And uh, just like Tom Holland said, so this is a little warning. Uh, if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, this trailer is not for you, yeah. which also means this, this part of the podcast is not for you. Yeah. So skip if you have not seen Avengers Endgame. But whatever, it's Monday, according to the Russo brothers, mm -hmm. like... This is the spoiler ban yeah, list. Yeah, spoiler which, ban. Which this is why, really. They probably they knew this was coming out on Monday. Yeah, they knew this was coming yeah. out. So, yeah. Trailer, Far From Home. What'd you think? Um, I liked it way more than that first trailer, because now that we've got details about how it ties in the end game, it's not all happy like we thought it was going to be. Um, but still. But isn't it, though? It was, it's like, but yeah. still, I was like, oh, I see his face everywhere. Oh, my heart. Oh, it's so but hard going still, out with Tony. The, it's just more Tony, but the world still looks. Go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, wait, what? <laughs> Peace out, y'all. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So, all right, we're going with this. But, I mean, I think what it, that now that we've got more information about how Mysterio plays into uh, the events of the MCU, the fact that somehow and we need to figure out how the snap brought things from other universes to our world i like those repercussions because kind of what we were speculating before about possibly opening up the door to like the x-men fantastic four and all these other things that are established in marvel continuity but not so much in the mcu maybe this is the rec the backdoor retcon to bring those things in because according to this trailer mysterio is from another dimension Granted, another Earth. Another Earth. Granted, like we don't the, really even know like, if that's true though. Like the Flash. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know if that's true. That's just what he says. You know what I'm saying? And he might be right, or maybe he's not. He could be lying. He's a villain. <laughs> yeah, he could be lying. But I also kind of feel like, isn't there a kind of? I don't know how, but so I'm saying this, and I'm like, how would you even test that? But I'm, I feel like there would be a way Nick Fury and 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 Maria Hill could verify that. <laughs> Like tachyons or something, just to see like what dimension res like frequencies on, or not even, or even something like simpler, like try to look up a Quentin Beck in this world, and maybe they can't find a like 
mm. any traces of this person. I do like how this kind of ties into the Ultimate Comics Mysterio, though. You know what I'm saying? Spider-Man. You look at me like I'm crazy. Spider-Man. The Mysterio's from a different world. Oh, I'm like, wait, what? Uh-huh. what? <laughs> Remember Spider-Man? Yeah, the no, first yeah, one? yeah, 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 yeah. It was I, it was Mysterio from the six one six. Yeah, he he traveled to, but part of me is still like, okay, so now they're trying to say Mysterio's from another Earth. So are they also gonna say like now he doesn't have stunt illusions? Like his his magic, quote unquote, is actually real magic? Or are they still gonna say no? It's all still fake. It's all mm. still sleight of hand. But then That's I'm like, but point. if they're going to go that route, then why even try to say, oh, he's from another Earth? Hmm. I'm like, why even go that far if he's, if he's still, if it's all still? Because my thought, my thought process was what they were going to do was like these elementals that are coming and attacking. Yeah, they're, fake. they're all, yeah, they're all like illusions that he like stunt magic more or less. Well, maybe they still are. Maybe it was a thing where in his world he wanted to be an Avenger, but they wouldn't let him. So then when he came to this world, it was like, oh, I get a second chance. I'll make these threats, and then I'll stop them, and then they'll have to make me an Avenger. And then maybe Peter Parker figures out that he, he's lying at some point during the movie. I don't... No, because even in the Ultimate Comics, Mysterio didn't have real magic. No. Yeah, so I don't... I couldn't... Hmm. I don't I, I, I could still see his, his abilities just being based on the Avengers. The suit of Thor... The magic. That's what I was gonna strange. say. Like it, it looked like his his armor looks very Asgardian. Yeah. So it feels like he's a poser. Like he's a fake like, Avenger. Like, of course, it's a Spider-Man movie, not an Avengers movie. But it's like, yeah, why don't we call Thor? He's <laughs> off world. world. Call Captain Marvel. We can't. The pager's broken. <laughs> they, didn't say, they didn't say that, but it's like, yeah, you got a pager, bro. Yeah, we're and she can get here instantly. Yeah, she can get here instantly. Fucking light speed. Remember, <laughs> unlimited power. No. Um, call but, Professor Hulk. Yeah, he doesn't want to fight. Yeah, <laughs> he's still gimpy. He can't do anything. Yeah, uh, or even Falcon, Captain America. Like, yeah, what the fuck is he gonna do? <laughs> hey, he fought giant Chitauri troll monsters. Okay, that's different than fighting a creature made of fire. At least Spider Man can web it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this trailer looked good. Like, I'm excited for it. And I- I'm glad they did. Tied directly into the aftermath of Endgame. I'm excited for it, but I still f- I feel like the the world needs a new Iron Man, Michael, and it's Spider Man. <laughs> Hope that's not what I was gonna say. I feel like they keep for these Spider Man trailers, and I guess maybe it's Sony because Sony's in charge of all this stuff. But they keep showing me too much. Like no, that was too much. Like even like the, which the Mary I, Jane, which scene. I find is weird. But I'm like the fact that Mary Jane or not Mary Jane. MJ, because she's not Mary, yeah. it's Michelle. But the fact that she knows that he's Spider-Man. I like that. No, I'm not saying I dislike that, but, but I'm like, show it. I would rather find that out in the movie. It was like, yeah. oh. Why did they show that in the trailer? That's a good point, actually. Because they keep showing shit in okay. the trailer. That's, that's, that's fair. Because they didn't have to show me that. And did Flash Thompson age? Because they got, he has a little He go- looks older. Yeah, he has a little goatee and stuff, so maybe he's not. Maybe he did. Maybe he's not in high school with them. Huh. I could see that. Cause Cause like, I, I was wondering why I was like, he looked so different. I'm like, yeah, I was like, what's with the goatee? You're uh, like, he also looks fatter in the face or something. Did he like gain weight for the role? <laughs> Are you always saying somebody fat? <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> did he not look different to you as opposed no, to I, I just point out. I just point out because I just noticed the goatee. Okay, but that on his face and his face looks bigger. Doesn't it look rounder than he did in 
The first one? Goatee. <laughs> the goatee's made her face rounder? Yes. <laughs> they even still like fat shaming. Like, I'm just like, oh, he got fat. You see that, he Michael? Got, he got really he fat. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he must have ate a lot of ice cream. <laughs> no, or not enough ice not cream. Not enough ice cream. <laughs> I would like that, though, if they did make it. Because it, it's too big of a coincidence that every single person in his school got snapped away. How convenient is that? Yeah. But if they do have a couple of characters that are now aged up five years. That became kind of interesting. Which, uh, shout out to uh, Flaza dude, Rashawn, but he kind of made an observation where he was like, huh. So Miles was made canon in Spider-Man Homecoming, and it's now five years later, and Spider-Man Homecoming, Miles was like a child, like an infant. Mm. Well, not an infant, but you know what I mean. He was a young kid. So, like five or six. What if he ended up not getting snapped? Now he's five years older, so maybe he could be in high school. I mean, I don't like that. I don't like when Miles is like almost Peter's age. Because then it kind of ruins the mentor-mentee relationship. Well, not Peter's age, but like Peter... What, like if Peter's 16, Peter's like he's a ju- 11? Peter could be like a junior or whatever. Okay, so he's what, and he, Maybe he could be a freshman. That's still too close. That's like three years. 14 and 17? That's still, that's still a gap. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> like, what makes the, the, the Miles Peter dynamic work for me, even in the comics, is like one's an adult and one's where he was, or Spider Man was when he started. Peter Parker, Spider Man. So that's why I like that. It's like, if Miles is 16, well, we're not gonna get adult, Peter Tom looks Holland. at him. Gonna, Tom Holland being an adult is, come, is two way. Well, not Tom Holland, because he's already an adult. But Spider Peter Parker, it's, it's going to take too long. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe not. What if they do like a little bit maybe of a time like, skip? It'd be like ninety-four by the time they do Miles. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't want it. I, I still think Spider-Man. If they four. even, if they even do Miles, because I'm like, who's gonna be his best friend? <laughs> Genki. <laughs> they already gave it to Peter. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm still under the assumption that they're gonna do Miles after Spider-Man three. Like after this trilogy is done. I don't think it's gonna be three because Kevin Feige said. He has plans to do seven Peter Parker movies. That's fine. But I'm talking about like introducing Miles Morales as a concept. Oh. Once like Peter is even if he's in college and Miles is like middle school, that even kind of works. So like I need I need Peter to be at least be in college before we get Miles as like a protege. Cause he's just like his his character arc right now is just he just became the new Tony Stark. Like, he's got to have time to get comfortable well, saying, in that role. Well, they're saying that. But I, but I like that. I like that idea. Like, and that's, someone's going to be new Iron Man. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm like, I hope with that sentence, they're leaning more into the fact that, which they haven't in these other movies, especially in his own solo movie, the fact that Peter Parker is a genius. Mm-hmm. They don't really touch on that in these movies. Even at Homecoming, like... Because his, the suit that he got, the Spider-Man suit, was Stark Tech. He had his own AI, so like the AI was doing the sciencing more or less. Well, actually, the time they they hacked it, it was fucking his friend Ned. Yeah. So why is Ned smarter than Spider Peter Parker? Yeah. Why isn't Why isn't Ned Spider-Man? Yeah. Hmm. He's the one that released the the, the uh, like unlocked all the 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 protocols, kill mode. In terms Friday, of or what is is it is it Friday? No, Karen. Oh. Um, I was going to say, fuck, I lost it. Uh, oh, the multiverse. 
Now they also they're opening up the concept of a multiverse. Is this how you think that we're gonna get characters like the X Men and Fantastic Four and stuff, or do you think it's gonna tie in? It, it's got it, right. I, I think probably X Men, Fantastic Four. I feel like is way. I feel like it's way easier to introduce the Fantastic Four by just saying they got kind of like Ant Man. I was trapped in a quantum realm. Now I'm out. Trapped in it. We were trapped in a negative zone. Now we're out. Or even another dimension. We went to the negative zone in the '60s, and. Now we're out, and to us, we were only gone for like an hour. But no, it turns out we were gone for like 50 years. Huh. They could go that way. Or they could even go multidimensional and like kind of combine they, yeah. uh, the the secret war slash destruction of the Ultimate Universe concept. But instead of having Silver Surfer be the herald of Galactus, have the first warning come from the Fantastic Four that lost their world to Galactus. And he's going from dimension to dimension Rather than from planet to planet. I don't know if I like that. Why? Because I want the Fantastic Four to be of this world. <laughs> okay. Well, does it make a difference? Yes. <laughs> if they pop in from uh, 40 years ago versus because a different Earth. I want people to like know who they are. Like Who would know? Other than like Nick Fury or somebody. Like, Nick oh, Fury yeah, or uh, uh, Hank Pym. Okay. What about a combination of both? They've been lost in another dimension for 40 years and then they come back well that's what I just said the negative the negative zone is another dimension <laughs> oh no I mean like a place where they can actually become like heroes not just like they're, they're fighting in the wasteland of another dimension like they, they would come back with their suits and like their I mean they could come back with their suits in the neck from the negative zone how they make suits in the negative <laughs> zone <laughs> alright well <laughs> uh, and, and the bigger question is how the fuck did the snap open dimensional rifts like this is like the flash now where it's like, <laughs> I'm the only one fast enough to save my because world. The gauntlet is like fucking Dawn from Buffy. <laughs> like, but it's like when, when drops of blood opens up dimensions. What? But when Hulk snaps, his whole thing was to bring the people five years that got snapped away back. So what was he thinking? Like other dimensions, other dimensions, other dimensions. <laughs> maybe they bring back maybe, Black Widow. Maybe they were. Maybe when they got eviscerated or snapped away, they were sent into the Soul Stone, which is another dimension. You bring them all back. That opens up that portal or whatever. And maybe he didn't think to close it when he. I guess we would need information from people that got snapped away. What happened? But it seemed like in that little bit of conversation in Endgame. From, I mean, from Peter, it was like I went to sleep for a little bit. Yeah. And now I, I woke up and it's been five up, years. Huh? Yeah. So it's not like they were living and breathing somewhere else either. No. I mean, it, it opens up, but at the end of the day, this whole multi-dimensional thing is kind of what I wanted. I wanted the events of Endgame to dovetail into the next phase. Like, the, the consequences of the snap, in whatever way, created this new issue. It's not Kang, I thought, but hey, other dimensions, I'm good with that. Well, Kang, I feel like, is somebody that needs to come later. Like, I don't feel like they need to introduce Kang, like, especially in Spider-Man. Wait, no, 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 I mean like, not in Spider-Man. Uh, like, saying. especially in Spider-Man, like... But you think Kang would come back for dimensional issues, not time issues? What is time? Kind of. Like, they is broke. Because I feel like a multiverse. Breaking those timelines created these dimensional yeah. holes. Yeah, more or less. Okay. So maybe we'll be Kang still. Or they could, or they could say like Nick Fury thinks it's a snap, but it was them breaking the time. Breaking. Oh my God! I heard this amazing theory about the introduction of Doctor Doom in the universe. That that he would basically be the Lex Luthor of the Marvel universe now. That after the events of Endgame and the world being invaded and, and 
destroyed by aliens because of the snap for five years, when he gets brought back, assuming he was gone from the snap, his driving focus would be to finish what Tony Stark started with creating an arm around the world and becoming the new Iron Man. Like, that'd be dope. No? <laughs> I'm, trying to think. I'm like, Doctor Doom becoming Iron Man is like way into the Doctor Doom mythology and lore. It's MCU. I, f- I don't they know. They change things all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it, they change things all the time, but I'm like, I feel like uh, that's because during that run, that's when Doom was actually trying to be good, not he was a villain. But that's the point. He's Lux Luthor. He starts off, he presents like he's good. He will become the new defense for the planet where Tony Stark has now failed. He'll, he'll take up that mantle. And that's a very slippery slope once you find his true intentions that, nah, he ain't the new Iron Man. This motherfucker's Dr. Doom. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it, it gives him, like, a credence to why he has, like, the super-powered, armored Dr. Doom suit. It's based off Iron Man. Hmm? I, mean, I guess that could make sense. But I was I was thinking more of along the lines that the snap and the chaos of that, and especially now that people are back, is what allows him to come to power. Like he comes, he uses his intelligence to come to po- come to power through all the chaos. Could be. I, I'm, this is not even my theory. I just heard this online, and I was just like, "That I like that." Which idea I mean, a lot. really, I mean, for the most part, though, according to this world, there is no chaos. <laughs> everything's yeah. everything's peachy king. Everything's fine now. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the apocalyptic world that we were in, nah, everything's good. Yeah, They're all back. No, there's no apocalypse. We're just mourning Tony. But in terms of apocalypse everybody's good everybody's yeah. got their jobs back yeah peter's going on vacation <laughs> yeah. like nobody stopped flying because of this nope like, nope not at all <laughs> i'm like tsa would be a nightmare yeah, i was gonna say like <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong but i'm like even after 9-11 like air travel for the most part pretty much halted <laughs> like this is 9-11 times a million yeah, three thousand <laughs> times more than that because i'm like if you snap away half life on Earth, there's about 8 billion people on the planet. So that's 4 billion people suddenly reappearing back on Earth. <laughs> like, that's not a little bit of people. <laughs> yeah, they, they go so deep into your bags. Like, uh, do you have a gauntlet in there? Let me take this bag real quick. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I, I had a segue, but I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and on next news... And on that note, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, talking about Game of Thrones and uh, some people being disappointed and some people not of the last last week's episode. Well, regardless of your disappointment level or excitement level or love or hatred of Game of Thrones, The Long Night proved to be Game of Thrones most watch episode ever. Ever. <laughs> At 17.8 million viewers. Damn. So, HBO's happy about that. Even though part of me was like... Holy shit, did you notice this in the trailer? That he's wearing Iron Man's glasses? Spider-Man? Oh, no, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that either. Oh, internet. It's so useful. <laughs> but yeah, but part of me was kind of wondering. I'm like, even if... Like, at this point, considering it's the last season, does it actually matter if people are watching Game of Thrones or not? <laughs> like, what if everybody just tuned out? Like, would it matter? Because like, all canceled in fifth episode. <laughs> like, all the, all the actors have been paid. Like, everybody's made their money. The directors, the, all that stuff. 
So it's like, I think the only ones that really would probably be hurting is like HBO. But then I'm like, would they really be hurting? Because HBO doesn't rely on advertisers. <laughs> they rely on people that are subscribed to HBO. So it's like, you're still, people are still going to be subscribed anyway. So it's like, they already made their money. So I don't know how that works. You're not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but still, kudos to Game of Thrones. But not kudos to Game of Thrones. So it took them basically two years for this season to come out like all this work and 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 secrecy and uh vfx and 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 writing time and all this other stuff that it took to to make this final season yeah and yet they still fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know if you saw this but in the last, in the latest episode, uh, the the house of Star- the last of the Starks. During oh, the, this during that scene where Daenerys and uh, everybody were at the, at, uh, at dinner. Did you notice this the first time? I didn't notice it the first Me time. Me either. <laughs> but they forgot to take out a very important part of the 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 set to establish the world of Game of Thrones. And if you look very closely at the 17 minute and 38 second mark, you realize that there is a Starbucks cup <laughs> next to Daenerys. Wow, they really franchise everywhere, don't they? <laughs> I mean, when Okoye said when they opened up Wakanda, she thought there was going to be a Starbucks coming to Wakanda. Yep. Apparently, there's a Starbucks coming to Winterfell. <laughs> Westeros' first Starbucks is in Winterfell. It's in Winterfell. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm like, how did no one catch yeah, that? Yeah, I was like, you mean to tell me with all the editing and even the actors, like, oh, man, I think it was a, that Starbucks cup was in this take. Yeah. There's so many eyes and instances that you have a chance to fix that. And even in post, you can fix that. That's you what I'm saying. Like, editing, like, when they're editing the thing, like, nobody caught that? How? How, <laughs> Sway? It doesn't make sense. Like, stuff like that is what gives, like, ammo to people who are like, oh, they don't give a fuck about Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. And this is like, well, how did you fuck that up? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm looking I'm looking right at it. And like, it's clear as day. It's clear as day. <laughs> it's like, once you know where to look, it's like, how did no one fucking see this? And it's literally right next to Daenerys. Yeah, it, clearly it was her fucking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Daenerys was working late, so she had to get some fucking caffeine in her. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> what other things that are probably in there that I meant? Like, did, did, did Misande have a McDonald's bag in her hand before she <laughs> set up the car? It's like, uh, any last words? Yeah, let Put me get a Big Mac. <laughs> Put a smile on. Uh, have it your way. Uh. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> Well, speaking of loving it, somebody that doesn't love it, uh, remember uh, something we mentioned before where we asked the question, uh, did Natalie Portman come back to film scenes for Avengers Endgame? No, she did not. <laughs> oh, so that was like an old scene? Those were old scenes. That's why she didn't say anything. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah. <laughs> she was like, no, I'm fucking done. Done! <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not loving it. Yeah. But, uh... Wait, you want me to come back for a, a CG raccoon to sh- shove a, 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 a syringe up my ass to get a stone out? Nope. <laughs> Deal with it. Figure that shit out yourself. But also, but also with that, uh, talking about not loving it, uh, there were certain things that I mentioned before last week of not loving in an in Avengers Endgame that were plot holes. 
And the Russo brothers came out and addressed some of those. And some of those, I was like, okay. But then some of those, the, the main ones that I had, because some of them that they mentioned, I was like, I didn't really have it. I didn't have an issue with that. But then the ones that I did mention, I was like, yeah, that still doesn't make any sense. So I still call bullshit on that one. But uh, <laughs> one of them was, uh, why was Iron Man the one to do the final snap? Couldn't people like Thor, Star-Lord, or Captain Marvel, whom all previously have handled the power of the Infinity Stones, have done it instead? And Joe Russo said, Thor in this movie couldn't do it. Only the Hulk was strong enough to do the snap without dying. We are still not sure whether Captain Marvel can also withstand the power of Get the Infinity the Stones. Get the fuck out of yes, here. Yes, she can. Yeah, but, okay. Really, dude? But the reason we chose to let Iron Man do it in the end was because he was the closest one to Thanos at the time. Yeah. And all the futures Doctor Strange foresees... Iron Man was the only one that could get close to Thanos and do the snap. People usually think the death of a hero is a horrible tragedy, but we think this is different. When his death was able to bring back when his death was able to bring back hope to save half the universe, then his death was powerful and meaningful. We shouldn't feel too sad or angry about it. So another uh, question that they answered was Peggy Carter was probably already married and in her mid forties in 1970. In that case, what year was it that Captain America went back with her dance? I was like 1970. You could tell by the cars that there was in 1970. So who the fuck thought that? But yeah, but they said, we can't answer it for now. This is a story that happened in an alternate reality. Maybe it will be revealed in the future. Dun, dun, dun. What does that mean? Because they also teased. They were like, well, there could be a TV show in the works of a Peggy Carter and Captain America. Mm. There's definitely writings on the wall for that. Seems like it. And yeah, that shield was a little different. Was it? You've looked at me crazy so many times this episode. I was like, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, Jordan? Yeah, yeah. If you look at the shield, if you, like, if you zoom in on it, or I guess just look at it, you can see like in the white, uh, in the, the the current MCU version, it's like a solid white band, but in the new one, it's like there's like a detail line all around with like little extra details on it. So, so it's like a, a shield from a different dimension. I'll pull it up while you're talking. You're doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they yeah they did tease that uh, a possible. Uh, so basically, they they confirmed that all this, yeah, all the stuff that happened to Agent Carter, fuck up, fuck that show. None of it matters, even though it still does matter because it's different universe. Which I'm like, but part of, so part of me is kind of like, well, I guess which one would I rather have, a Captain America Peggy Carter show or an Agent Carter show? Because I kind of want to see how she started up Shield. Like I'm like I honestly I found Agent Carter way more interesting. As much as I love Agents of Shield. I enjoyed Agent Carter way more because of like the stuff that they were establishing. Like, or, like I said, the origins of Shield, how Peggy Carter went from a a woman who you know women didn't really have the right to vote back then. Like how she became the leader of a, a multi-billion covert government operation. Yeah, and at least it actually ties into the MCU and like Angels of Shield yeah, ties into the MCU. <laughs> But anyway, with that, uh, they another one, they said, did Captain America's action at the end affect the timeline? Does that mean there was a time where two Captain Americas existed in the same universe? And Joe Russo says, to me, Captain America's action in the end wasn't the fact that he wanted to change anything. It's more like he has made a choice. He chose to go back to the past and live the one he loved and live with the one he loved the rest of his life. The time travel in this movie created an alternate 
reality. He lived a completely different life in that world. We don't know how exactly this life turned out, but I'd like to believe he still helped many others when, there were, when they were needed in that world. Yes, there were two Captain Americas in that reality. It's just like what Hulk said. What happened in the past has already happened. If you go back to the past, you simply created a new reality. The characters in this movie created a new timeline when they went back to the past, but it had no effect on the Prime Universe. What happened in the past 22 movies is still canon. That one I still kind of call bullshit on because I'm like, so, because he, cause he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he helped some people when they were in need, but I'm like, but you went back to the past. You went back to the 40s. You know, as of right now, Bucky's being tortured, becoming the Winter Soldier. You mean to tell me if he has a second chance, he's not going to change that? Especially knowing it's going to create an alternate timeline. It's not going to get rid of the Bucky he knows. It's going to create a new, maybe, Bucky or whatever. A Bucky that's not as tortured. Yeah, but what if that destroys the future of that timeline? He doesn't give a fuck, obviously, because he went back and changed the timeline with Mary and Peggy. Because we don't know if the him marrying Peggy and having kids is is going to get rid of her motivation of creating shield. Maybe there is no shield in that timeline. I'd hope he'd go back with the intention of keeping things as close to how they happen in his world as possible. I'd hope but, so. Cause what happens would you know? Because he, because even Joe Russo kind of said he went out and still helped people. People know who captain America is like the world knows who captain America is because when he, uh, before he became the hero, he was doing those tours around the world and commercials and stuff like that. But if you change too much, then what happens when Thanos comes and you need things in a certain, like on a certain path to make things work out? Unless you're just like, I'm going to fucking fix everything myself. I'm just yeah, going to fix it no, all. There's no Thanos in this new world. Huh? <laughs> I can't find that picture. But uh, also with that, another one I said, in both in Infinity War and Endgame, the heroes tried their best to take the glove away from Thanos. So why didn't Doctor Strange just cut off Thanos' arm, Thanos' hand with this ability? This is another one I call bullshit. Oh, on. yeah. Doctor Strange, I mean, just look over where Thanos is. Zoop! <laughs> this is another one I call bullshit on. Thanos' skin is almost impenetrable. Get the fuck out of here. We don't know whether Doctor Strange had the capability to do it. What? If he failed to cut it on time, what? Thanos would still be able to do the snap. Doctor Strange realized this issue during his millions of test runs. Bullshit. We just saw in Endgame Thor chop his fucking hand off. Yeah. So it's clearly not that impenetrable. <laughs> and it's not like it's a sword cutting his arm. No, or it's something. a magic it's, portal. <laughs> yeah, it's a magical rift in dimensional space time. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's impervious to how tough your skin is. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> like literally your hand is in one part of the world and another part of the world. You close that shit. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And it's magic. <laughs> I mean, look, I, even like, if you want to get that fucking, like, this doesn't make any sense. Captain Marvel is so strong, she can fly through dreadnoughts and destroy the... And Thor's done some stuff similar, but never on that level. And never so effortlessly. I refuse to believe that when she grabbed Thor Thanos' arm, she just, like, rip it off of herself. <laughs> like, fuck, give me your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Or grab him and then fly into space at light speed. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we don't... Well, we know he, he can breathe in space. We've seen that. So that wouldn't do anything. But but fly into space and then as you're hitting the atmosphere and the fire and the heat is hitting you both, fucking drop kick his ass and knock him off the fucking gauntlet. Uh, I was going to say... you. Th I mean, that He can't fly, though. So he could... In no, the he, air, he's defenseless. No, he can't fly, but you th even land it, like hit in the earth. You think that would kill him? Mm-hmm. 
Maybe. Because <laughs> we see, I mean, he's pretty much, we've seen he's stronger than the Hulk. And we've seen the Hulk fall from high distances and didn't really do shit to him. Maybe. Just saying try. <laughs> you got to marvel. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's one I call bullshit on. And then they said, why did you make Thor fat? Did Chris, <laughs> did, and this is, this is stupid. I'm like, really? People yeah. thought this. Did Chris also become fat for that role or was it done through wow. CG? It's like. What are you, 12? <laughs> you couldn't tell that was, you couldn't tell that was a, a, a bodysuit or whatever yeah, or that, whatever. They said it was mostly CG'd. Thor suffered more loss than anyone else. He has been living in a constant pain and regret. Yeah. So yeah, that's why he's Fat Thor. Makes sense to me. And uh, I remember the writer saying that they did. Uh, they were tempted at one point to make him Skinny Thor by the end again, but then they decided not to do that because they felt like, even though they contemplated it as a joke, they weren't playing it as a joke, and they felt like by doing that, it'd be played up as a joke, and it'd be like he just erases the reg- and it, it, it erases it erases his uh, his character arc, and then it's kind of make it, making it seem like. <laughs> Oh, you're fat, bro. Just, just, just. You're better when you're skinny. Yeah, you're better when you're skinny. It's like, no, we don't. We didn't want to tell that message. Yeah, I think it's funny though that they didn't want to do it because it might erase his character arc, and then they just skipped over Hulk's character arc. (laughs) Well, he's not as important as Thor. Oh, okay. Chris Hemsworth is getting more movies. Uh, Mark Ruffalo isn't. (laughs) But uh, was old what? And this was stupid. Was old Captain America played by Chris Evans using makeup? Or was it all CGI? And they said 95% was CG and 5% was makeup, but the voice was 100% Chris Evans. Hmm. And then another one was, uh, can you get the soul you sacrificed for returning the soul stone? And no, the process is irreversible. Even if you returned it to its original location, you wouldn't be able to get the person back. Part of me was like, but why though? Especially if you're going back to that time. Like, literally, you're going back to the time you gave it away. Why can't it be like an exchange? That doesn't make sense. But anyway. You, you can't w- really see it. This is the best I can do. I, I can only find, like, a like a bootleg video of it. But if you look real close in the white part of your shield, you see how there's, like, a detail line in there? And there's, like, a little yeah. square? Yeah. That's, like, a pattern that repeats over the whole shield. And that's, like, the, the... Oh, and you can't really see it here. But the star itself is a little different. Where the star is like it's it was like one star before, but now it's like detailed into five segments for each point of the star. So it's very slight differences, but they at least they had the attention to detail to make it a different shield from different dimension. So now he's got a, he's got a Sam specific shield. <laughs> no, that's cute. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> we got we got black Captain America. That's all you can say. It's cute. Well, he's not he's not Captain America because he's still Falcon. The you, the show is called Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, I I saw some article that said that Sam Wilson, uh, Anthony Mackie said that he's not Captain America. Yeah, I saw that too. What does that mean? He's not Captain, Captain Falcon. America. He's not Captain America. That's bullshit. You better be Captain America. <laughs> maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. Feel like he's worthy of that title, so the cap, so the Falcon and Winter Soldier show is made probably him going out to try to earn to be cap. Because he kind of said like when uh when uh when Steve was like, how does it feel? And he's like, it feels like somebody else's. Mm. So maybe he doesn't feel worthy of calling himself Captain America. So that's why him saying I'm not Captain America. He's not Captain America because he he doesn't. 
feel like he earned he earned that title. But maybe by the end of the Bucky and Sam show, depending on how many depending on how many seasons they want to do it. I don't know if it's going to be a one and done or is it going to be a multiple season thing. But if it's a one and done, maybe by the end of that, he feels worthy to say, I am Captain America. Kind of like kind of like what happened in uh you mentioned with Arrow of how Black Siren was like, I'm not worthy to be called. Yeah. What you would call it. Disgusting that you were compared it to that. But yes, <laughs> I mean, you're right. The first thing that popped in my mind. <laughs> you're absolutely right, though. But uh, with that, yeah, they said the process is irreversible. Even if you returned it to its original location, you wouldn't be able to get the person back. It, In fact, it's not really returning the stone, more like putting it back properly, which is returning. But I'm like, okay. And the tribute soul for the soul stone will forever be sealed in that place. Therefore, Black Widow is gone forever. Then he also asked the thing that I wanted to know. How would Cap react when he encounters the Red Skull when he returned the stone? <laughs> Red Skull will probably put the Soul Stone back to its location and wait for the next unfortunate stone seeker to make the sacrifice. Cap and Red Skull probably won't fight. It's because it's his mission to return the stone to its original place. The Red Skull is no longer the same Red Skull from the first Avenger. Yeah, I don't think they would fight. That was never no, I don't think mind. they would fight, but I still wanted to know what the conversation would yeah. be. He is more like a ghost. You could almost say he's a completely different entity now. He only exists to guard the stone. His past conscious may or may not exist anymore. But what happens when someone takes a stone? He just has to hang out there still. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so lonely. <laughs> oh, thank God, Cap, you're here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right? It's like, what is he released when the stone is? Because I guess the stone always returns at some at some point. Why? Even if you think about it, like when they took the stone, he returned it right back. <laughs> yeah, in that timeline, but in the main timeline, no. Maybe it went back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, so this this is something else that I'm like, okay. In Infinity War, Thanos used the Time Stone to reverse time so he could bring back the already dead Vision, and it didn't cause any time parallax. Why did no one use the Time Stone to save Iron Man's life in Endgame? Mm, yes. It's because even if you save Iron Man it will still not change the fact that Thanos will eventually win the war. Among the 14 million possibilities that Dr. Strange has seen, Iron Man's sacrifice is a must for that one win scenario. I'm confused by that answer. That Exactly. Because that doesn't make sense. They're talking as if they mean revive him before the battle with Thanos, before the snap. How does it make sense? Because what I thought they meant was, before they give the stones back to the other dimensions, they still just have stones. Yeah, they still have stones. You, you've, we've established that we have the capability of making an iron gauntlet to house the stones. So why not give those stones to Captain Marvel? Hey, Captain Marvel, snap real quick. Bring Tony back. Okay. Do we, do we even need a snap for that? It's just one person. No, it's just one person. So why couldn't they? You don't even need a snap. Again, the time stone, just like yeah. he brought Vision back. Yeah. He, he rewound time. It didn't rewind time for everybody. It didn't rewind time for everybody. It just rewound time for that particular moment with Vision. Yeah. And brought not just Vision, but it even brought the stone back. So couldn't Doctor Strange just take the stone from Tony in that moment that he was dying and go, yeah, and you're back. Right? So <laughs> There's nothing stopping that, right? Like, Because it's not like he would turn back time and Thanos would come back. No. 
again, that's why I was like, some of these explanations, I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> uh, but another one. How did Thanos bring his army to the future? We already saw that, the pin particles. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a guy called Maul in his army. He was a great wizard. Thanos himself was a brilliant genius as well. Those two could easily reverse engineer and mass produce pin particles. Wait, uh, but I thought, what? I thought it was the because they didn't need pin particles because Nebula like reversed whatever the Actually it doesn't make sense. She reversed whatever however well, machine no, remember, worked. Uh she brought she brought Thanos she brought Thanos to pin particles. There was a scene where she was like, How do I look? And then she handed him the particles. Oh, I thought that was for her to teleport back. I'm pretty sure it was both. Cause she had to get back and she had to make, cause remember she made, but how did you, have, she have, you more... have to warp, you have to go through the quantum realm to get through, travel through time. Yeah. And you have to be small enough yeah. to go through the quantum realm to go through time. And yeah. what makes you small? Pin particles. But she only had an, one for a return trip. No. Well, only Tony Stark and Steve got more pin particles. Everyone else had one shot to get back. One, one vial to teleport back. So well, I just said like, uh, what did they say? These two are easily smart enough to reverse engineer and mass produce. Oh, so you're saying he gave her, she gave him the one vial she had. They reverse engineered it so she could go back. And then when she pressed the button, they also had pin particles they had, they had, they had made from the reverse engineering yeah. that sent them to where she was. Yeah. So I, I just thought that because she was at the device, she could press the button, target wherever they were, and pull them through. But that wouldn't matter if they can't get small. That's true. Okay, you're right. Okay. Uh, and then it says, what about, what about those people who got dusted? What did those five years mean to them? Why didn't they grow older when undusted? I thought this was a stupid question. It was a much better question in there that they could have asked, but this is the answer. Why are they older? <laughs> yes, those people who were lucky to survive the snap are five years older than the people who just got back. The reason Spider-Man saw his friend again in high school at the end was simply that his friends were unfortunately, unfortunately also dusted like Spider-Man was. Also... I mean, of course, there are people in his grade who didn't die, and they are probably already in college by now. To those dusted people, they had no consciousness in these past five years. They didn't know what happened. It's as if they had just woke up from a long sleep. The only one who was aware of how many years has passed was Doctor Strange, because he has already seen that time when he was meditating on Titan. Parker's reunion with Ned was a touching moment. There was also people who indeed moved on, but suddenly was reunited with their loved ones. Like, you yeah, know people have like, yeah, it's kind of a complicated world now. Do you know how people have like traumatic, like post-stress disorder and they, they, their family comes back and it's like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> like, yeah. I spent five years mourning for you. Yeah, for him to say it's a complicated world now, it's like, no, it's probably more than, and I, and I kind of made mention to, it's like a small thing, but like, like uh, Joe Russo's character, like when he played the gay cat, we, uh, when he was like, I haven't been on a date in like five years. Was that because his lat, maybe he had a boyfriend or a husband that got snapped away and he, it took him five years to get over that. And yeah. then he went on a date with some other guy yep. and he was like, we hit it off and like, we cried for a bit, but we kind of want to, we're going to see each other even more. Now so you they, won't. <laughs> yeah, they get, so they got feelings for each other, but now it's like, so your husband slash boyfriend or whatever, they're back. 
divorce rates can be through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so it's like 90% divorce so I'm rate. I'm like, do you go back with you, this person or now do you move on with this new guy that you got feelings for? Because that new, those new, these new feelings aren't going to, granted, you might, this might be the love of your life, but now these new feelings that you got for this other person isn't going to go away. Yeah. Lots of uh, menage a trois happening in this new world. Yeah. <laughs> Foursomes. Like, it's all it's all free game now. I'm like, all right. And that's just one example. Like, what if you got what if you had kids with somebody else in those five years? Yeah. Now you got a five year old with a new person and it's like, oh hey honey. Uh, meet my daughter and my wife. I mean, these are all extreme cases that very likely are happening. But even like a simple case of just like, people change in five years. Like, what if you just had a wife and you guys were together then? But in those five years between the trauma of losing her and just like moving on with your life, you're not the same person anymore. Like, or even something more similar. Like, say we live. I, well, we. I live in this apartment. Say my whole family got snapped away. It's five years. Somebody else is in here living here now. Yeah. And now I come back and it's like, hey, you guys are in my house, bro. Actually, it's like, our house, man. <laughs> do I get it back? Like, now that I'm back, am I now homeless? Yeah, did, they, did the snap take away all the housing re- re- <laughs> the, the housing retailers or whatever they are? What was it called? Re- realtors. Realtors, there you go. All the housing realtors, are they all gone? Or how's that work? Yeah, I'm like, so now I come back. I don't have a place to live. I'm homeless now. So unemployment rate and homelessness, crime is going to like, I feel like. It's a worse world. It's a worse world. It's chaotic world. as fuck. Yeah, it's a worse world. But apparently, <laughs> according to homecoming, it's not. <laughs> Everything's yeah, no. peachy keen. Go on vacation. <laughs> but Peter, everyone's dying. No vacation. <laughs> but yeah, but another one. What if the mouse another didn't? One. What if the mouse didn't press the button on a quantum machine? Wouldn't that stop Endgame from happening? Isn't it a bit too much of a coincidence? Yes, the mouse saved the universe. Among the many realities and those 14 million possibilities, possible futures, Doctor Strange foresaw the mouse failed to pr- to press a button and thus the heroes failed to fail in those, fu- in those futures. Yeah, that is the worst universe where a rat didn't press a button so everything fell apart. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's one of the possibilities. Oh, that's funny. And uh, they asked, Endgame's plot, is it a parallel universe or a closed time loop? And they said, nope, it's not a time loop. Both the Ancient One and the Hulk were right. Where'd you f- time loop from? What the fuck? I don't know. People are stupid. <laughs> but you can't change the future by simply going back to the past. It's possible to create a different alternate future. It's not a butterfly effect. Every decision you made in the past could potentially create a new timeline. For example, the old Cap at the end of the movie, he lived his married life in a different universe from the main one. He had to make another jump back to the main universe at the end to give Cap the shield. And Mm. that's what I call bullshit on. Because I'm like, if he had to make another jump, and it was already established that when you make a jump, you have to show up in the the device that they create. Oh, why was he sitting? Why was he sitting on the bench? Where did he he show up from? That would have implied that it was a single time stream and he just knew to be there at that exact time. Yeah, but... According to Russo's, them saying no, he made a no, he went back and created another universe. So in order for him to get back, he would have to make a jump. But then why? So why didn't he appear in the thing? Is old man cap because dramatic timing, Michael. <laughs> you had to have that moment where Hope's like, "Oh, I can't get him back," and Sam's like, "Get him back!" And Bucky's like, "Hey, he's over there on the bench." Like you know, what I mean, <laughs> riding convenience is always a thing. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense, but 
right inconvenience. <laughs> just like in every movie where like a giant ship will make all the noise in the world when it takes off or lands or anything or moves. But then it's like when it's a last minute save, you'll like you'll turn to your left and a giant ship will be there. It's like, how did they get there? No one noticed. Like <laughs> Or like Daenerys flying exactly. in the air. <laughs> Same thing. It's like, how did she not notice them? Plot convenience. <laughs> but yeah, final three. Uh, there was a metal smashing sound when the movie ended. Was that an Easter egg or just a tribute to Iron Man or some implication to Iron Man Return? It was just, it was just our way of saying goodbye to him. Uh, why was there no Iron Man body at the at his funeral? Only his arc reactor. And is there any secret messages to bring back the the kid from Iron Man three? And they said, we just feel that he should participate in Iron Man's funeral, even though he really didn't, so he's just there. As for whether he will appear again in the future, who knows? Why didn't Black Widow get a funeral as well? Did you forget when the heroes were mourning for her after, <laughs> after when they returned from the past? Maybe her funeral happened off screen. Maybe it will be shown in a future installment. Because there are still tons of stories in the MCU that are waiting to be told. And that's the end of them explaining certain plot holes and questions or whatever that they have hmm. for Endgame. How, how do you feel about the fact that we never got that Captain America speech? There's even one man. I mean, I wish we had it, but it's not like a make or break moment, but I still wish we had it. Yeah. I feel like that 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 wide shot of him walking toward Thanos and his army by himself is kind of like the visual it's, representation. Yeah, it's like saying it without saying it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with it. But... Plot holes or no plot holes, doesn't matter because it's making all the money. Yeah, it's making all the money to the point. You got some money right now? No, you don't. No, Avengers yeah. has it. <laughs> that Avengers Endgame was the iceberg that sunk the Titanic. Uh-huh. <laughs> in that it is now number two in the all-time worldwide box office, standing now at a global. Two point one eight billion billion dollars. <laughs> billion dollars. And they're saying as of right now, it's on track to surpass Avatar. Of course, caveat to all of that, like even if if it surpasses Avatar, Avatar is still gonna be number one because of inflation. Mm. Like what 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 was it? Two point seven billion dollars was in two thousand nine. Don't try and take this away from Avengers. Fuck Avatar. <laughs> we just, ain't living in the adjusted uh, box office gross time. We're living in the now. It's just like now because of inflation. Gone with the wind is the highest grossing box office of all time at like three point something billion dollars. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> but in fuck terms inflation. in terms of actual numbers, Avengers Endgame is looking like it's going to surpass Avatar. It deserves But it. either way, it's like Disney wins because now Disney owns Avatar. So, <laughs> Oh, shit, it does because of the Fox merger? Because of, Fo- of the Fox merger. That means... Wait, who... Is owns- it four out of five of the top five box it office is, now but, Disney? Who, who, wait, who, who, who uh, did Titanic? Did Fox do Titanic? I know James Cameron directed it. Yeah, I know James but- Cameron directed it, but what studio? That's a good question. I'm about know. to look it up right now. Titanic and Avatar? Are they both Fox? It's great podcasting. Before <laughs> <laughs> her phone's like, oh. 20, no, well, no, because it says, so I think it might be Paramount. Same for Avatar then? Probably. Well, no, Avatar is Fox. Oh, Avatar is Fox. So yeah. Titanic is is. I both. was trying to figure out what Titanic was. Because oh. I was going to say, so damn, they got Titanic, Avatar, and, but no. The uh, entire five box office is Disney then, if 
not I guess maybe four, not including Titanic. Yeah, because uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, yeah. Infinity uh, War, Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah, and then Avatar: Titanic. It was James Cameron and Disney. Those are the two things in the top five. Now it's just basically all Disney. Basically, yeah. Yo, they're gonna own the world in a couple of years. <laughs> That's why I'm like, Paramount, they're trying to find a franchise of Sonic the Hedgehog. Because at this point, if Paramount doesn't find a lucrative franchise, they're, they're not going to exist anymore. Because they can't compete with uh, not just Disney, but they can't compete with Universal, who's now found their niche with the Blumhouse movies. And now Jordan Peele with uh, his movies. They're making them money. And also Universal has a uh, Fast and Furious franchise. Wow. Which is gonna, with, uh, and now Hobbs and Shaw, that's going to make them money, more than likely. It's Monopoly, bitch. Oh! <laughs> so and Warner Brothers has uh, DC, which it's not making as much money as Marvel, but DC is still making them a shit ton of money. And then they all got like Fantastic Beasts, which is still making them money. And then all the other stuff that Warner Brothers has. And then uh, you got, what what else is it? Sony, who still owns Spider-Man. Mm. And Men in Black might end up being pretty lucrative for them. And they also got Jumanji, which made a shit ton of money that nobody expected. It's yeah. also a billion. So it was almost a billion dollar movie. Goddamn. So it's like, but Paramount doesn't have shit. How are we still almost have a four hour podcast? The fuck? Because <laughs> because as opposed we it flipped. Whereas this week we spoke, uh, uh, well last week we spoke a long time for Endgame. This week we spoke for a long time about Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> God damn it! But yeah, so uh, also with that, uh, domestically, uh, Avengers Endgame has earned $500 million. And uh, by this weekend, well, no, it's $600 million now. But it's because right now, Black Panther is the number one domestic box office. But Endgame is looking like it's going to pass. It's looking like it's going to pass that pretty soon. So... Wakanda wasn't forever. <laughs> not not for long. But uh, also with that, I mentioned that the Captain uh, Russo brothers mentioned that Captain America Peggy Carter series could be in the works. But speaking of things that also are, could be in the works, uh, the Infinity, the Endgame and Infinity War writers uh, McFeely and uh, Marcus, Christopher Marcus, they they also mentioned that a lot of the Disney Plus shows will deal with post Endgame, a post Endgame world, because hmm. then now because those series more so than the television series on like Fox, I mean uh, ABC and stuff like that, they're gonna be way more connected to the MCU, and there's gonna be way more. Uh, what's the word? I'm trying to use Interconnect- interconnectivity between what happens in the television universe and it affecting the movies and vice versa. You mean the way it was promised to us from the, the beginning? Yeah, the way it was promised <laughs> at the beginning. So now it's like Liars. stuff that happens in Disney Plus is going to translate in the movies and vice versa. And so, yeah, they're saying it's, it's going to deal with uh, the post-snap, post-snap stuff. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, that gets me excited. What else? But something else that gets me excited and something that I thought was going to happen for the longest time, but I thought it was going to be Netflix, but it makes sense that it's Hulu now that Disney pretty much, now they pretty much own most of, they, like, I think it's like 95% of Hulu. 
I don't know who owns the other 5%, but I think Disney is working to try to get that extra 5%. Okay. But I'm like, dang, they got Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus or whatever the fuck. Nobody gives a fuck about that, but I'm like, Hulu. <laughs> but I'm like, Hulu and Disney Plus, I wonder what, what the difference... I guess maybe they'll put their more rated R stuff on Hulu. Maybe. And put use Disney Plus for... Yeah, well, they say family they don't want friendly, any yeah, family stuff, so. friendly stuff. Yeah, but uh, Netflix. I just said it's not Netflix, but Hulu and Disney have confirmed, and this is from Variety, that Gabriel Luna is returning as. I don't know why I played that theme song. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't know why I played that theme song, but I but but Game of Thrones is dark, so (laughs) that's the darkest thing I could think of. I was looking at you like, huh? (laughs) But he's coming back as the Ghost Rider for his own solo series. I mean, this is kind of what we wanted when we saw the Punisher. What? (laughs) I said the Punisher. The fuck? Even I'm stupid. No, we said that we we wanted this though when we first saw Agents of Shield. Yeah. So finally. But the weird thing about it is they're saying that everything that happened in Agents of Shield, who cares? None of that translates. None of that matters. This is a completely different take on the same character, but it's still going to be played by the same actor. Okay. But it's a new take. It has no connection to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. whatsoever. Okay. So it's like, they're just saying, fuck Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this so point. So it's not which kind of makes me, Which kind of makes me wonder, then why are they even bother with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. then? And another season after this yeah. one. Because they're saying, fuck you to every... Like, the whole appeal of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was that it connected to the MCU. But now it's like, the further and further we're getting with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's like, no... It, none of it matters. Wait, it was so, but I guess you can make the argument, but now we're dealing with the multiverse. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is part of the multi... Like, it used to connect to the Marvel Universe, but now when? it's... Just, when it's did just, it become the multiverse? When they were cleaning up Thor, like, I don't know. That was a different universe? That was a different universe. <laughs> Bullshit. So this is on Hulu. Hulu. And it has no connection to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It has no connection to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wow. But it's the same actor. But is there... Does that mean there's a chance for it to actually connect to the MCU now? Mm, probably not. Fuck, man. What's the I feel point? like if it's not. I feel like if it's not on Disney Plus, it's not connected. It's not connected. But it's like like Runaways. Yeah, it's runaway. not gonna. Even though they mentioned Wakanda, but it's not. Damn, son. I want fucking Ghost Rider and Defenders and all this good shit to be in the fuck. Remember that moment in the Avengers Endgame where everybody comes out of the portals and fucking Wong turns to Doctor Strange like. Uh, oh no, that Strange is like, is this everybody? And Wong's like, did you want anyone else? Yes! Yeah. I wanted the Defenders. <laughs> I wanted Coulson. I wanted fucking Ghost Rider. I wanted a bunch of people. Yeah, there's a lot of heroes. <laughs> like, like, like in that little cartoon where you see, you see the Fantastic Four, you see the X-Men, you see Ghost Rider, yeah. you see Silver <laughs> Surfer. I want to see all of that. Yeah, so I'm not going to riot though because they got they gave me like half of that. But still, I still want them. <laughs> I mean, even though there's still a possibility you could do it because there's more than one Ghost Rider. It's not... It's not Johnny Kit. It's not Johnny. It's not Mortal Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Johnny Blaze. They can they can end up introducing him in the 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 MCU. Nicholas Cage. (laughs) No. (laughs) Scratching at the door. (laughs) He's Spider Man Noir. (laughs) Oh God. But also with that, uh, they're also doing a Damien Hellstrom uh, Hulu series. 
And uh, for those of you that don't know from the comics, Damien Hellstrom is the son of the Marvel's version of Satan. <laughs> and I don't really know much about his character, but I'm like, what? <laughs> Why is he getting a series? Like, is it a series? Yeah, like, like go. I guess it's gonna connect to Ghost Rider because Ghost Rider is like a child of a child of hell, like, and it's not the same series. No, it's two different series. Oh my god. Ah, stop giving me things I don't want. And I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah. Tim's <laughs> bouncing on my rims. <laughs> what? No <laughs> wait for this car to ride past. <laughs> but yeah, Cobra Kai's getting a season three. I mentioned that already, but. Somebody that's not going to come back for a three. Mount Gay has terrible security. <laughs> what are you talking about? Mount Gay. So he's got like people driving by and people making noises. Oh, this is not, I mean, it's not like people don't make noise at your house. Nah, nah. But this is outside people. <laughs> well, this is nothing compared to hearing a stolen, like somebody driving past with music blast. That's nothing like, as opposed to hearing a stolen car arrive. Oh my God. That, that doesn't happen as much anymore. Like, really at all? I can't remember the last time I heard a car like speeding like a. Because you can always you know tell. the sound of a speeding stolen car. Yeah, you always know if it's a stolen car by how fast they're going. Mm. I got hit by one of those, so yeah, I do know. <laughs> yeah, so but I haven't really heard those for the most part that over here. Mm. But anyway, well, them, them, yeah, there's <laughs> one right there. <laughs> but no, but yeah, I mentioned uh, Cobra Kai coming back for a season three, but something that's yeah. not coming back for part three, uh, Johnny Depp. Because of all the drama that he's going uh, dealing with with Amber Heard, he's not coming back for Fantastic Beast. Good. <laughs> Fuck that. So even though I I was surprisingly I he was yeah, one he of was the one better of the parts. That, yeah, he was one of the things I liked. Yeah, but still, fuck him. <laughs> So it's going to be weird going forward. So I'm like, who's going to be? Is it going to be weird? I feel like anyone they choose that's not him is less weird. I mean, I guess it's Matt. You could do kind of like the Colin Farrell thing. He changed his appearance. I don't know. Again. Or maybe the Johnny Depp wasn't his real look. Or uh, they could go that route. Yeah. I think my my default look was this fucked up ghost looking dude. Yeah, you think you think no. Dumbledore wanted to suck my dick looking like this? Impossible. <laughs> Dumbledore has standards. Yeah. You see, you see how Dumbledore looks? It's Jude Law. Come on. <laughs> But I know Chris from I keep wanting to say Uncanny Comic Quest, but Cinema, Cinema Hooks rebrand. <laughs> he he wants Benedict Cumberbatch, but I'm like, maybe Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, yeah, they both. If you look at like a young Grindelwald and look at Benedict Cumberbatch, they kind of look alike. But I'm like, but who knows? Maybe for all we know, from behind the scenes standpoint, maybe Benedict Cumberbatch was approached before Johnny Depp, but he doesn't want it because technically he's already playing a wizard, hmm. and he doesn't want to play a wizard again. I don't know, or maybe not. Maybe they didn't approach him. But part of me is also like, what I want Benedict Cumberbatch though. I don't because again, of this. he is playing a wizard. <laughs> Rename the fucking movie Dumbledore versus Grindelwald, and maybe I'll care. But for yeah, Fantastic Beast Three. It got Especially go. considering, like, it seems like the route they're going is more Grindelwald becoming because he was he was Voldemort before Voldemort. Yeah, but of course, but but I mean, I get it. Maybe I don't. Not, maybe not, <laughs> well, no, I get it in the sense that because according to the, like J.K. Rowling's lore, it was Newt Scamander that defeated. Oh, she rolled herself into the corner. <laughs> yeah. 
Like I don't think it was. Wait, let me let me double check. I don't think it was Dumbledore that defeated. Uh, or was it? Maybe I'm making shit up. I don't know. <laughs> if that is the case, who cares? Just just retcon that shit. And be like, nah, we thought it was Newt, but it was really Dumbledore the whole time. <laughs> he just gave me. Yeah, because she retcons shit all the time with her. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, what's his face is totally Jewish. Hermione's black the whole time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck that. No. Dumbledore just gave Newt the credit. That's all. <laughs> He's like, I don't want the high profile. Let me look that up real quick, because I don't I don't I could be making that up, but I don't think Dumbledore defeated him. Making it up? Like the like the romantic tryst or the fuck? <laughs> the enchanted tryst? Yeah. Fucking Doesn't tryst mean threesome? How did I get that? <laughs> it does. God damn it. I'm so gullible. Oh no, it doesn't. Trist from French means sad, sorrowful, or gloomy. Oh. Oh. Maybe that's one of the definitions. Like gay means happy, or the slang terminology means homosexual, or fag. Oh, never mind. That's fag is slang. That was Australian Trist. slang for a cigarette. Okay, well that I was wrong. That was Trist with an I. Trist with a Y is uh, a meeting when people get together for any reason, but when they are sneaking to meet, notably as secret lovers, it's called a tryst. Oh, okay. That's two very different meanings. <laughs> one's sad, and one is you're meeting with your secret lover, lover to fuck. Anyway, whatever. I can't find it. Can't find but, it. Yeah. But just assume. I could. I could. I would have to. I could find. It, but I would have to read through his entire wiki page, and I'm like, I don't feel like doing all fuck that. that. <laughs> That's long. It's not worth it. Like the movie, it's not worth it. Cancel that whole thing. Give me a Harry Potter sequel. That's really what I want. That's what I want. Isn't the cursed child that? But I heard, I heard, I heard the book wasn't that good. The, the, I heard the play was good, but okay, we'll adapt the play and don't let J.K. Rowling touch it. <laughs> you stay over there, don't. Well, touch. No, but she wrote the play, <laughs> like yeah, but I don't think she's a good screenwriter. She had like way too many loose elements in Fantastic Beasts Two. I think that comes from her book background. Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you keep looking at me like that? <laughs> This is the episode where Michael just stared at Jordan for half the fucking episode. But anyway, uh, I'm going to go into a darker place of the podcast because uh, Peter Mayhew, who is the person that has played and voiced <laughs> Chewbacca for the last really for the most part from the beginning from it? the beginning yeah until the new movies until the were, new movies because yeah. he couldn't really he's i think he still did the voice but he didn't do the movements because he couldn't he was in a wheelchair and stuff like that he yeah. couldn't move but yeah he uh passed he passed this week at 74 years old so rest in power peter Chewbacca. mayhew you're with Han Solo yeah, now. Yeah, and may the force be with you. Oh, I know. Han Solo's still alive. I mean, you're with Leia now. Yeah, I was now. like, yeah, he's still alive. I think about the character. <laughs> but yeah, rest in power, uh, Peter Mayhew. And final news. Oh, no, never mind. I just accidentally closed it. <laughs> so I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the final news will be a mystery. It's a cliffhanger for the next episode. <laughs> I think I can find it real quick. <sighs> Fuck. 
What was it? I just closed. In a world where they never found out what that last news article was, a new timeline opens up. <laughs> now Jordan and Michael have to venture to that timeline where Michael did not close his internet browser. Will they return to the world they once knew, or will things never be the same? Tune in next time on Blurred Vision. What was it? <laughs> Michael, no, it's the, it's the secret sequel trilogy that we're starting. We need this is our our call to adventure. Well, no, I'm time traveling right now. I'm no, what you can't see, listeners, is Michael is sitting with his legs crossed and his head spazzing out as he's looking through 14 Final million news. timelines. Final news. Minimum wage would be $33 today if our bonuses grew like Wall Street. That's the news? <laughs> no. It's not oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, good to know? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Minimum wage, $33? Fuck yes. No, I can't find it. <laughs> the mystery that lasted in a century. <laughs> The blurred adventures through time to discover what was the final news. God damn it. It's like Aaron with the key in the basement. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Tekken Titan. Oh, shit. Whatever. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> well, you didn't watch the second. The second episode was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I figured it would be. It felt like a one, two-parter kind of thing. Like the way it ended. <sighs> fuck. All right, something to look forward to. Next week, Attack on Titan in this alternate timeline where Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, final news, Elizabeth Warren is running for president. I don't know. Who the fuck I is can't... that? You know who Elizabeth Warren is? No. <laughs> I, unless it has to do with comics or geek culture, I don't know anything. I know nothing, Jon Snow. No, I did all this. The timeline is Avengers irreparably number, damaged. Avengers number two... Starbucks. <laughs> oh, oh. There we go. Here it is. <laughs> Wait. Or is it? <laughs> the mystery continues. Four hours into this episode, will we discover what the news article was? Is Jordan just stalling for time? Who knows? Find out on the next episode of Blurred Vision. Okay, I found it. Okay. So- <laughs> Finally, so The Rock uh, came out and congratulated uh, Avengers Endgame for uh, its successful box office run. The Rock is always doing something, okay. (laughs) And he also came out and said that he is possibly meeting Kevin Feige pretty soon. Oh my God, isn't Shazam enough? Maybe for a role in the MCU. What would you want The Rock to be? Hercules? Who knows? I'm like, at this point, I'm like, you're doing Black Adam and like... The Rock does everything. But I guess, what? He's, uh, what's his face? Jared Leto's Mobius, Morbius, and fucking uh, oh, Joker. Joker. <laughs> I mean, The Rock, he, yo, he spins so many plates. He is so active. He makes me feel so lazy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I could see him being a somebody. But who? <laughs> Hercules. Remember they said one of those they, new gods. Remember they said they wanted a gay, uh, openly or gay. Not new gods. What's it called? 
uh, Eternals. Eternals. They wanted somebody Asian and openly gay for Hercules. None of that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Asian and openly gay does not scream Hercules to me. No one screams Hercules. The guy who played Hercules, John, <laughs> The Rock. Johnson. No, no. Wait, Dwayne. Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson. Well, that Hercules movie flopped, so. <laughs> That's true. Um, Other than that, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an, a Thor. <gasps> Beta Ray Bill. Would he? Why not? I mean, maybe. Doesn't that, like, come on, you put a horse face on The Rock? He's the fucking, he's Beta Ray. But I'm trying to think, would The Rock want to do CG? I mean, we've never seen him. That's a good point. Scorpion King was the last time I seen him with CG on him. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe he'll have a human form. <laughs> I hope not. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want that. And also, I, I, I'm I kind of hoping, because I saw a rumor that, oh, Guardians 3 is going to introduce Beta Ray Bill. I'm like, I hope not. I'd rather Beta Ray Bill be introducing a Thor 4 movie. Because I'm like... Well, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy introducing the Silver Surfer, but I'm like, but Beta Ray, because I'm like, we already know Adam Warlock is coming, so I'm like, Adam Warlock plus a Beta Ray Bill, I'm like. Uh, oh, no, I meant Silver Surfer for The Rock. Oh, for The Rock, no. he's Why? too big. He's too big. Silver Surfer's not that big. Who cares? <laughs> it's The Rock. Yeah, but Silver Surfer, like, you want to see The Rock be more physical. Like, Silver Surfer's all about the beams and shit. He's super strong, too. He can, yeah, he is. Yeah, so so have him do both. Shoot beams and punch out the Hulk. Actually, not, I take it back. Yeah, I was, like, Hulk. Silver, <laughs> I was like, not Silver Surfer. If anything, I, I would be better to see him as Drax. Well, Drax <laughs> but, is taken. Yeah, Drax is taken. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. X-Men. Maybe he could be... Uh, Who? In the X-Men? No, not in the X-Men, but the Shi'ar. Um... You could you jump into the Shi'ar? We haven't got the X Men yet. Black Gladiator. Okay, I like that casting, but we have to go through a lot of shit to get the Gladiator. Unless you're gonna throw him into a or make him of the make him Juggernaut. The Juggernaut, bitch. But or Colossus. But yeah, oh no, he's armor. too. I saw CG stuff too. I feel like you don't need a you don't need a big guy to be Juggernaut or Colossus. You got CG for that. Like Deadpool did it good. Yeah. I still say Silver Surfer. He can pull off being stoic. I feel like if you were to give him a spinoff movie about Silver Surfer, there is a backstory there that you could dive into about Galactus too and his home world, make him sympathetic. Or Namor. And I saw that's that's the one. <laughs> and, I was, and I mean, I saw the, like people teasing like, "Oh, did you guys catch that Okoye mentioned oh tease Namor?" And I was like, "No, the f- no, she didn't." Oh well, the all she mentioned plates. was, "Yeah, all she mentioned was there was an earthquake off the coast of Africa." That doesn't mean there's, there's Namor. Earthquakes happen all the time underwater. Like I could see that. Every one a- thing, if she said, "Oh, when uh, when uh, want, um, when Natasha was like, well, what are you, what are we doing about it?" She's like, "Same thing we do about it. Any, any natural disaster, nothing." Like I could see if she was like, "I know who did it, and trust me, you don't want to do like, no, we're not dealing with it." If, oh, if say that like, kind of new name or yeah, if she says something like that, as opposed to it's the same thing we do with every natural disaster, we ignore it. Well, maybe they didn't know what it was. I, I agree with you, but I think that could that could be something with hindsight is given meaning. Like if it, if it Black Panther two, that they reference back to that earthquake underwater, and it was like, oh, it revealed Atlantis. Oh shit! Like you know what I mean? But I also kind of feel like Atlantis is on Earth. 
even if it wasn't on Earth, it's still part of the universe. So that means half of his home, half of his world got snapped away too. You would think that would be a moment he'd want to resurface, like or, or maybe make an appearance. Maybe it's the dimensional bullshit. Maybe he's gonna come through another. Atlantis comes from another dimension. I can see that happening too. I want to be where the people are. I think you nailed it though, Namor. Even though. It'll be hilarious because you can't not have the Aquaman comparisons at that point. Another Samoan is the underwater king of Atlantis in a mainstream comic universe. Yeah. Ooh, got that, got that, got that. I think it's just have an Aquaman Namor battle. But like, I mean, it would make sense shit. though. Like they, you know, Samoans are connected to the ocean and stuff like that. I, like I they're think all it's about great. the ocean life. I could totally see. Uh, Although Dwayne a lot Johnson's of people, Namor. a lot of people are pushing for they. A lot of people are saying they want uh, a, an Asian Namor, or they they're saying they want Luke Evans because Luke Evans looks very like Namor's. Uh, Namor's drawn in the comics. I could see Dwayne because Namor is almost drawn like Black Adam, <laughs> so they're almost the same character visually. Well, more more Namor's more Caucasian looking in terms of his skin. They don't. They both don't look tannish. I thought, no, I thought Namor is not. Tan. I thought Black Adam was Egyptian. No, I'm I'm talking about Namor. Namor is not tan at all. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah. Namor is more white, fair skinned. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Fucking make the rocks. I don't care. Give him, give him those pointy ears. But yeah, because of like how he looks like here, they're like, no, he should be Asian. Because he's drawn what with with eyes that look kind of Asian. Yeah. I think The Rock got the same fucking eyes, man. Have I, I'm fine with The Rock being Namor. But yeah, like yeah, look at the like. He's the always rock, shirtless. Like, yeah, like The Rock. This would be The Rock. That's perfect. He's, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's never wearing pants. <laughs> Give him well, that fucking. Course, well, no, that they'll vest. probably they'll probably do like this look because yeah. I'm like I don't know if The Rock would be like yeah I'm not no I'm not wearing a speedo for no <laughs> like the whole like no <laughs> I can see them having a, one scene with him in the speedo. His fucking thighs are like as big as someone's biceps. Like it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. I would love to see T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman go up against Dwayne Johnson as Namor. Take my money. I want that. And just the size difference, if they were like to square off and look down at each other or look up at each other for in T'Challa's case, that'd be a really good imposing image. It does make me wonder like how would they because yeah, Black Panther and Namor have a huge rivalry. At the end of the day, Namor's not a villain. I mean, he he has moments where he's a villain, yeah. but it kind of makes me wonder, like, how would they do it? Because, like, because obviously in a Black Panther movie, you're going to be rooting for Black Panther, but I'm like... Man, this thing is shaking like crazy. Like, how would they do it in a sense where it's like, but at the end of the day, you still know he's... Even though you... To Black Panther, he's a villain, but outside of that, he's not a villain, like, yeah. for the most part. I assume it'd be a thing where he's a villain in that movie, but then by the end, it's like, oh, no... Work together. <laughs> like there's many Join forces. there's many instances in the comics that he does very, 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 very dickish things. Yeah. But overall, he's not a villain. Like he's not like Doctor Doom, Doctor Octopus type. Yeah. I can see him just being the 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 introduction of a greater threat. I think the multi-dimensional thing would work for this because then it's like out of nowhere, Atlantis is real. And then how does the MCU deal with that? Yeah, it's kind of cool. And it's also like, I, I kind of wonder, like, how do you get past the, like, the DC stuff? Because, like, a man underwater. And then not even just that, but they're both from Atlantis. Yep. It's good. This, you can't not compare them at that point. Like, they basically have the same origin. Yep. Like, he's half human, half 
Atlantean, just like Aquaman is half human, half Atlantean. They both have tridents. They mm-hmm. both can control underwater creatures. Yep. The only difference is Namor can fly, which I find weird. <laughs> Superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be hyped. You can't not have that comparison, but I still think seeing the Marvel version of Atlantis. Granted, I think Namor. I think Namor came first. Which is one, which is one of the rare, because more times than not, the DC DC's heroes like, came yeah. first. But I think in this instance, Namor came first. Is that the end of the news? Yeah. All right. And on that note, let's get out of here. We were over four hours, and this podcast was not supposed to be this long. I don't know no. what the fuck. <laughs> but all right, so let's get out of here. Next week we've got more Game of Thrones. We've got Tackle and Titan. Three episodes by that point. Um, maybe CW stuff. Who knows at this point? <laughs> Probably not. I can tell you that right now. Well, Detective Pikachu though. Detective Pikachu. All right. Uh, Agents of Shield. Oh, that's right. Agents of Shield. Cloak and Dagger. We need to finally get back on that. I need to catch up. Yeah. Uh, Attack on Titan. I'm gonna watch CW. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going down with the shit. <laughs> I'm not. And I hopefully I, I'll I'll make the effort to try to finish Cobra Kai. You really need to because that that ending is worth it. Trust me. And on that note, let's get out of here. This has been your host, Jordan, with... Michael. And you've listened to Blurred Vision. Bird Vision. Bird Vision. (laughs) It's a totally different show. We're starry next week. It's a spinoff. We're we're rebranding. It's another dimension. (laughs) The Bird Vision Podcast. And we will see you next week. Peace. Bye. I want it all. I want it all.